It is a Thursday night, everybody. That is right. It is what? February the 1st. That's right. We've already been through an entire month of 2024. Obviously, between games and news and everything else, and for this guy being old, time absolutely is flying by. Um, probably because we're on the hype train Mach 10 most of the time, but that's what's <laughs> happening here. But February 1st, Thursday night, PM in the PM, Pong and Mav in the PM. Welcome everybody, whether you're listening live, listening in the future, whatever the case may be, welcome to the Fun Speculation Network. One of the best places, in my humble opinion, to get speculation, uh, but to get joyous an unrelenting talk about games and about enjoying this hobby. Yes, we talk the big stuff. Yes, we have big opinions. We take that satellite or RTS view, as my brother Steele likes to say, and we look at the big picture too. But man, you are locked into a show and to a channel that has gamers that just so happen to like to talk instead of talkers who just maybe every once in a while I like the game. So that's the difference between what you get here and a lot of other places. So thank you all for joining us tonight. As you can tell, Mav and I, we always come in here with a lot of energy as we always do. Uh, but man, oh man, gaming right now is getting real good. And we're going to talk a whole lot about it because I've got a lot to say. New games, fresh games, not the vampire survivors talk I was giving you guys for a few weeks there when I was kind of like uh, in between stuff. We got fresh games dropping and Mav and I, we got a lot, a lot to say. And it, uh, as the kids like to say, cap, you're not getting cap here. This is straight up to gamers who are enjoying the hell out of themselves right now. So, but we'll get to that shortly. Uh, obviously as you guys can see by the thumbnail again, Thank you, Caitlin. Beautiful thumbnail, as always. Uh, Sony PlayStation has a little third-party roadmap going a yeah. little bit, kind of, a little bit there. Uh, so, And some good stuff, so we're going to talk that as well. But before we get into that, of course, I am your host, Punk, So, but I got to get to the right-hand man who normally is the host on this channel, uh, but not on Thursday nights. Uh, gracious, gracious enough to give it to me, uh, the one and only Fun Speculation, a.k.a. Mav. What is going on, brother? How you been, man? Actually, I kind of know because we've been in party chats a lot lately. What's, yeah. what's going down, man? What's going man, on? Man, it's been... <laughs> Just playing games, man. Like really, like this has been such a insane January for gaming, and now we're on to February first, and there's no letting up. As we had talked about before on some of our shows, that you know we'd be talk, we we're talking a lot about older games and stuff, like maybe stuff that came out last year and stuff we're still playing. But uh, you, you you called it coming up. There's gonna be a lot of new games that we'll be talking about. And yeah. we've been playing some. Uh, we've also been Ooh. playing some games that came out last year too, so like Diablo and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Absolutely. But uh, man, we've been we've been eating fucking good, dude. Um, I sometimes I think we live in a parallel universe where good games are bad and bad games are good according to the uh, 
sentiment out there from some of the masses and stuff it just kind of gets a little confusing for me at times about what expectations are and stuff like that but uh you know uh, at the end of the day i think there's no rhyme or reason to it it's uh just a weird world that we all live in especially with social media and regardless of what people say i'm gonna play what i play and i'm gonna have fun doing it and enjoy the fuck out of it because it has been amazing to be playing some of these damn games lately and if you're a gamer um you have no reason but to be uh, nothing else really to be but excited about the games that have been dropping the games coming forward really i think it's just um amazing the state that the games are coming in at, at this point as well so uh, lots lots to talk about today pong i mean like you said we had the state of play as well yesterday which yep you know, it was a little third-party showcase kind of got going there, which was uh, interesting um, and uh, revealing as well, right? So, <laughs> Very <laughs> revealing. revealing. In a lot of different ways. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, again, uh, shout out to the thumbnail, babe. Uh, yeah, shout out. <laughs> shout out to Caitlin. Uh, yeah. Exactly what I was looking for. Yeah, ma'am. of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> revealing in many ways. But yeah, we're going to have some fun talking about that and also like all these other games that we've been playing and, and yeah. uh, stuff coming soon too like there's just a lot of greatness to be had right now bro there there really really is mav and and we have been enjoying a ton of it why did i lose my youtube page why did that happen i, I don't know i can i can, we got bold alpha wolf pack yeah with. i know i gotta get these i just saw them and then everything disappeared and i don't know where it went to okay all right it's probably hit. I probably got like multiple YouTubes up right now, but yes, we got to get to it before I talk a little bit about uh, what else has been going on. Well, actually, Mav and I might just hop directly into it here just because of what's going on. So bold alpha Wolfpack, the one and only the coal shoveler. That's right. The man who shows up and says the hype train starts at Mach 2.0 on these shows. He knows that. Everybody knows that by now, but Chad, you know what he says? He says 2024 is the year of ad free. We are now in <laughs> February. You guys didn't hit your goal. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to be generous. I'm going to cut what you guys left off on last month, right? Because again, don't say I never did anything for you here on fun speculation network, right? We appreciate the chat here. So I'm going to cut what you guys left over on the table last month from your goal and i'm going to take half of it so i'm just going to call it 1250 and i'm going to add it to february's goal because i know you all love big goals you guys love big goals to hit for our channel so your goal <laughs> this month is going to be 4250 and bold alpha he saw that coming from a mile away, and he said, I'm going to start this out early, everybody. I had an easy five in here for everybody. That's right. Dropping off a bag of coal, getting the furnace burned, Mach 2.25 on the hype train, the fun speculation network hype train, no less, coming to a town near you. Buckle up. He added five more people. We had to get another car on the back of this mile-long train at this point. But we're rolling now. Bold Alpha Wolfpack with the easy five bomb. Choo-choo, motherfuckers. Choo-choo. And then, of course, stay high. Triple F. That's right. I'm not going to read FFF, although I just did it now. <laughs> stay high, Triple F. That's right. He comes in and he says, I heard there's some hype train around here. How do I get a ticket? Well, guess what? 
we don't discriminate here. So we're going to take that super chat that you just dropped. We're going to say that you bought yourself a ticket and you bought five more people a ticket. So we're adding another car. That's right. That's how we do it here. I told you I was being generous this month to keep this show ad free. So we don't have to get the coffee, the beans rolling on this channel. I don't want to be selling that stuff. I know some people love it. So again, stay high, triple F, F, F. I might as well just do it now because I just said it. Anyways, he comes in. He says, I got a 20 bomb for y'all. He came in with the reverse dunk. That's right. The 20 bomb super chat. And he says, two, two. And I'll add motherfuckers for you there. Triple F. Let's go. Hype train Mach 2.5 already. Buckle up. Oh, God, it feels good to be back, man. Yeah. The weeks are long. Who we? Um, yeah, man. Oh, my, we're not done. We're not done. Wait, what? I, I'm not seeing anything. What do we miss? Alvin. Alvin. Oh, What's going on, five, Alvin? Oh, the five. The five on yeah. the, the easy five. He just bought a couple more tickets to the hype train. That's right, everybody. He says 2024 is actually starting stronger than 2023 did, which is crazy. Tekken 8 has totally ruined my plan to try certain games soon. Completely hooked. Oh, man, know yes. exactly what you're talking about, brother. This is something that Mav and I, I'm not going to say we predicted it here, but when we started looking at 2023, obviously there's been, I mean, the biggest surprise of all is Pal World. And we're going to talk a little bit about that because yeah. what would a week be without talking about Pal World? Um, but we talked about this, Mav, right? We talked about this towards the end of 2023. We must have talked about it, I think, in November. We actually uh, had a conversation about this on PM and the PM. And look what's happened, brother. Uh, exactly what we kind of said was the possibility for 2024 about what this could be. And we were just looking at kind of just the layout of what we knew was coming. Right. And then power worlds comes up, brother, how about this start to 2024 real quick? It's been blazing. Almost as yeah, blazing nuclear. as God Emperor Sofa King gifting <laughs> one fun speculation <laughs> membership. Choo choo oh, no. motherfucker, let's go. God Emperor Sofa King, also <laughs> member for eight months, says choo choo motherfucker. Woo! Let's get this Mach 2.75 hype yeah. train going to a town near you. Buckle up. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's been, it has been fire, man. I mean, yeah. really, like, there's just been no let up. You know, we had, I, I guess there's been, a, it was a few weeks after the turn of the new year and stuff around Christmas time and all that kind of stuff where kind of things settled down a little bit. You know, they had the holidays and all these things going. But we knew that this was going to be a strong start to the year going in and uh, rolling from January into February. And then it doesn't stop. You got stuff to look forward to in March and then April and all these things. And the games, you know, it's like, are they going to actually hit or not? You know, but they have been delivering in spades uh, from one game to another. Even surprises that have set the world on fire like Pal World. Uh, right. coming out which is the biggest exclusive uh for this year so far for many first party um platform right uh right and you know it obviously it's not a first party game but that's been a huge thing for xbox that's for damn sure uh, and they made sure to celebrate it the other day as well um and then you have stuff like tekken 8 which is absolutely amazing like we talked about before maybe my favorite fighting game in like a yes. decade yeah, just yes. amazing yes. game. Uh, fucking love it. Brings fighting games back to the forefront in a lot of ways for me. Um, and then you have games like uh, 
um, Suicide Squad, which is kind of a mm. controversial one, like out there, which is surprising, <laughs> but not surprising at the same time. But it's yeah. delivering for us, man. We're gonna have a yep. good conversation about that. We I'm are. Sure. Um, we are. And you know, but it doesn't let up. You were talking about another game, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Uh, Relink. Yep. Um, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's I, just we're just get, we're eating so good right now, bro. Let's, so we good. are, and you know what? Perfect. Perfect timing here. Uh, everybody, chat, welcome in. Everybody here to the chat. That's right. The one, the only. A man who has risen through the ranks to become a salt mine foreman amongst <laughs> this community. That's right. The one and only. The very always generous Hargeet Johnny, who is not on x formerly known as twitter one of the few people that i know that refuses to get on there and actually keeps his word but man is he good on podcasts he drops in here hargy welcome to the fun speculation hype train brother that's right you just put us at mock 3.0 to start the show brother that's right chat hargy doing his best to keep this ad free in 2024 here on the fun speculation network because he drops an easy 10 dunk that's right he got out of the court he did that windmill and put it through with authority yeah. that's right hargy channy with the ten dollars says yeah state of decay i mean play was pretty bad if you're looking for a reason to get a ps5 not one first party studio game aren't they releasing mlb the show in a couple of months are they ashamed of it Oh, Hargeet asking the tough yeah. questions. Har 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 uh, with the dunk and rubbing his nuts and all over the PlayStation Tony's <laughs> faces right poster. now. Yeah, poster yeah. shot. Yeah, nice that's dunk, right. Hargeet. Yeah, I, <laughs> that's a, a very good, uh, very good, well thought out point there, Hargeet. I, I got to say, you know, it's, uh, we, I, oh. I think there's some good stuff there for sure. But like, it was very weird having a whole PlayStation State of Play that's laying out. 15 plus games not having a first party studio there i i will say for anybody who's listening we do understand that state of plays generally aren't first party stuff right state of, this was not a showcase to be fair yeah i guess to be fair we don't know if they're ever going to have a showcase again i mean that is up well, in the air had, at this had, point so, had they <laughs> so, had one last year if you call that a showcase like the kind showcase. of yes we did but yeah state of plays are generally speaking second and third parties right that's where they do that showcases are for the first party but to hargeet's point right there is still no roadmap for first party that's what everybody's waiting for they do have games like mlb the show uh, I don't know if that's necessarily one of what they consider a big one anymore, especially now that it is multi-plat. But there are games that need updates, like Concord um, and and those types of games that we don't know anything more about than we did last year. And for the PlayStation fans, the PlayStation only fans, they are waiting to see some of this stuff. And obviously, this state of play, I think, was pretty good. I actually enjoyed a lot of it. But again, I watch these as just a pure gamer. Um, but we're going to talk about it. But Hargeet does pose a good question in there. Uh, thank you very much, Hargeet, by the way, getting us to that Mach 3.0. Everybody get the four-point harnesses buckled up because we're about to start in on this stuff because Mav and I um, are going to start in. Normally, we do what have we been playing. Uh, but because we're playing some current stuff that just dropped and we got a lot to say about some of this stuff, uh, I think we're just going to jump into it. So what I'm going to do right now, Mav, hold on, let me switch over to that. There we go. I'm going to get 
the chat shout outs right out of the way so we okay. can get into business um and then we'll go from there uh lewis jose always dropping in here what's going on brother great to see you we got the big stick in here right we got the guy who lays the hammer down with authority when anybody gets out of line so be careful out there if you're jumping into this chat boss mod lethal papa's in the house what's going on boss mod we got the one and only Dakato in the house what's going on brother great to see you as always we got the dark zone 2525 what's going on dark zone we got talos ray in the house what's going on talos we got the brother from another three bit and three bit be careful, my friend. Be careful. You are about to be a married man, sir. You can't make comments like Caitlin. That is a thumbnail I can get behind. Okay? Be very careful about how you use your words now. Loved it, though, brother. Loved it. I had to laugh. Uh, I didn't see uh, that. Yes, he that. said that. Yes, he did say that. Uh, Caitlin was all over him. Uh, she's going to tell Izzy. Uh, all yeah. right. And we've got the one and only Kay Asante in there. Shout out to Kay Asante. Got the podcast with him. Um, first time in a long time on the shop podcast last mm -hmm. weekend. It was a great show. Uh, shout out to Kay Asante. And of course, Everborn Saga and the Gaming Circle podcast who share a time zone with me and Steel for Living Split Screen. We are the Saturday Brother podcast over there. But uh, shout out to Kay Asante. Great to see you, man. Bold Alpha Wolfpack who already added a car to this train. What's going on? Oh, oh, I mentioned Kay Asante. Guess what, everybody? Kay Asante said, I see we're only at a Mach 3.0. I see there's still a chance for ads because the goal's at 4,245 right now for the month of February. How y'all going to hit this? KSI, they said, I'm dropping in here. I'm going to bring a little bit of coal. And he gets on the court and he goes for an E. Five layup. That's right. All net on that one there, brother. K. Asante, we're adding another car for those five tickets you just brought. Bought for some lucky, lucky people to join the fun speculation hype train. Let's go, Mach 3.25. Buckle up, everybody. Choo-choo, motherfuckers. Choo-choo. Let's go. Thank you, K. Asante. Who else we got in here? We got a lot of people. We got Prince Green in here. What's going on, Prince Green? Great to see you. We got Zay429. What is going on? Great to have you part of our show. We got the ghost fixture in here what's going on ghost fixture great to have you in here as always who else we got in here we got the beautiful the one and only the better half of mav caitlin in the house again caitlin thank you for the thumbnail thank you for sharing it out appreciate you so much all the time uh mr waffles what's going on mr waffles why do you hate pancakes why weren't you mr pancake huh why do you have to be mr waffles what's going on with that uh mr waffles great to have you part of the show thank you for dropping in uh the one and the aforementioned Hargeet Chani is in here. What's going on, Hargeet? Again, uh, we got Will Free Rosario in the house. What's going on? We got, uh, he says, facts. They don't want to claim MLB the show. <laughs> Might be kind of true at this point, Will Free. Might be kind of true. RSJ fans in the house. RSJ fan, my friend. Great to see you as always. Alvin, what's going on, Alvin? Thank you for being here. We got the brother from another lore, Master Jasper, the actually guy who will not let anybody outscore him on those Suicide Squad missions. He is <laughs> just a beast, as always, of course, with King Shark. Uh, the dude is ridiculous. I chased him around, and every time I showed up, he had already killed everybody. Uh, Jasper, I'm not going to forgive you, uh, but great to see you, brother. Thanks. Thanks for being in here. God Emperor Sofa King, of course, is in here. Uh, who else? We got Miss 
K's TV. What's going on, Miss K's TV? Great to see you. Thank you for being a part of our of the show. Uh, who else? Who else? I'm going up. We got Quick Draw Canuck in the house. What's going on? Quick Draw. Great to see you, sir. We got Arthur One in here. We got Dion78. Both of you, thank you for joining in. We got Drake Williams. What's going on, Drake? We got what just happened in the house. What's going on? What just happened? Great to see you. We got the one and only Polly Baba in here. What's going on, Polly? Uh, who else? Who else? We got the brother from another Steel Rain in here who is playing Suicide Squad on stream today, getting his levels up so that he can also outscore everybody. He does not want anybody to outscore him in Suicide Squad. So him and Jasper are ridiculous. Anyway, yeah. Steel, great to see you, brother, as always. Who else we got in here? I think that's as far back as I can go. Let's see who... Did I miss anybody? I don't think so that I can see. General Spartan 27. I almost missed you, but I see you. Thank you. Thank you for always being in here. Let's go down to the bottom. See if Death Lord is in the house. We got the one and only Nam Omar in the house. What's going on, Nam? We got Masshole 1977 in here. What's going on, Masshole? We got Mitchie Dies a lot as well. Thank you, my friend, for joining us. We got the one and only Poison Maniac who keeps three bit honest and keeps asking him to do his show. Thank you. For that poison maniac, <laughs> keep reminding him uh, nonstop. Who else we got in here? We got Raymond Haverfield. What's going on, Raymond? Uh, says, yeah, as someone that likes seeing good games, the state of play was really good. Trying really hard to talk myself out of buying a PS5 for Stellar Blade. Well, 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 we're going to talk about that, Raymond. Uh, got to love those yams. Let's go. Uh, who else we got? We got Scorpio in here. What's going on, Scorpio? Thank you for joining the show. We got uh who else i miss anybody i think i got everybody from that point on and i did zay 429 if i missed you great to see you as well i see you in here what's going on everybody sanchez mtz game and slide in here along with web dave welcome to the fun speculation hype train for all of you that are just joining the show we are at a mock 3.25 so please take your seats we do not want you flying out the windows at this point buckle up those four point harnesses real nice Nice and tight and get ready because we're getting into the good stuff already right now. So, Matt, like I said, Papa Woody, I see you. Hello, hello, hello to you as well. Thank you for being here. Um, Matt, normally we do start the show by talking about the games we've been playing this week. But like I said, you know, we already kind of mentioned a bunch of them as we were kind of yeah. talking about things here. But we do have to deep dive some of this new stuff that's been out. Obviously, you and I, um, Tekken 8 simply brilliant yeah. Mav. um i know you've talked about this Matt, uh steel and i obviously talked about it a lot we talked about it on xbox ultimate last week but tekken 8 i beat saturday night prior to the shot podcast the storyline playing on medium again i'm not a sweaty yeah. don't play, play these fighting games um tekken 8 like you said map um uh, i was saying this last week the best fighting game I've played in decades for sure. And real quick, listen, Cedric H, he comes in here and says, I heard Mach 3.25. No, 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 no. That doesn't get us ad free for all of 2024. I got to get on this court. I got to come in with the easy five bomb. Another layup from Cedric H. Add another car. 
Pong and Mav because we got this sucker going to 3.5. Mach 3.5. The goal is now down to 4,235 already. And we're only on the first day of February. We might break this by tomorrow. Let's go, everybody. Keeping the show ad free. Thank you, Cedric H., for that. Um, but Tekken 8, it's so weird switching between these two. I know. Uh, Tekken 8 is um <laughs> Tekken 8 is the the my favorite fighting game in a long ass time. It, it's probably the past decade. I've played Mortal Kombat. I haven't played Mortal Kombat 1. Yeah. Uh, right? I I haven't played Street Fighter 6 yet. Played Mortal Kombat 11, played Tekken 7, played, you know, I play a lot of different fighting games. Guilty Gears are another big favorite of mine mm-hmm. as well. Um, but I play him as a single player dude. I play him as a story. I love the stories. I love the animations. I love feeling overpowered. I love button mashing. That's my style of fighter. So that's where I come from. But Tekken 8 delivered on everything and then some. The level of production, as I said last week, along with all the extras that they give me as a single player kind of gamer. I'm sorry, but this is just one gorgeous, impressive fighting game, man. Do you have anything to add now that you've played no. a little bit more Tekken 8? I mean, I'm, nope. I'm just still sitting on that, yeah. like, place of just kind of wow, yeah. you know? They uh, really brought Tekken back to the forefront and, and kind of, you know, I, I feel like Tekken 7 was, for, for me at least, it was a little bit of a letdown. I, I think that um, it was a good game. But comparatively to some of the other games that had come out kind of shortly after, uh, it seemed like it was a little bit, you know, graphically and, and stuff like a, a little bit below. And they had done uh, some interesting things with the UI and all that kind of stuff in there. But like, like this, this really brings Tekken like to this like, hey, we're no longer just another realm carrying the fighting genre to the masses. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, Capcom last generation with Street Fighter had a, kind of a a little bit of a downtrend as well. And they, they kind of came back big right now. So to have street fighter, mortal Kombat one, and then Tekken eight all hit, right. But all be great for me still out of those three, because I have played all three, right. Tekken eight kind of stands and shines above the rest. Um, yeah. in, in a lot of ways. And, uh, it, I think the fighting mechanics, um, just the fluidity of like being able to, go into different moves with counters and all these different kinds of things, but also also the way that the story is presented and carries forward and in such a fun way, right? And it's engaging and it's kind of addicting to get through. Like, really, you actually want to, like, keep playing that story. It's not too long. It's kind of what you would expect out of a fighting game, right? Um, right. But it just really has, like, an impact. You know, and it's one because of it. I, I feel like I will probably go back and try and beat the story on hard at some point. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. I beat it on medium. I had to replay sections and try again a few times here and there, mm-hmm. but like yep. n- nothing like crazy. You know what I mean? Um, For me, it probably took like four or five hours, I think, to get through the story, um, which was perfect for me. And then you have all the extra content, man. You're talking about for single player gamers like this is it has a, a massive online as well right i mean this is really fully featured online but if you are that kind of fighting game gamer that likes unlocking stuff and like um playing through the game and doing each character playing through the the arc the arcade quest and all those kind of things to 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 unlock stuff and then reap rewards and uh unlock costumes and outfits and and really like go all in on that stuff this is 
has so much content, bro. Like out the gate, out the gate. Yeah. Um, and it's absolutely awesome to see um, them nail this game. Really, on every single front, I personally could ask for in a fighting game. Correct. And love it. Absolutely love yes. it. That being said, I love Mortal Kombat 1 as well. Like, I think the story in that is absolutely amazing. Yeah, um, different level. Yeah, yeah. For sure. I think yeah. uh, Street Fighter 6 really brings Street Fighter back in a refreshing kind of way. It's uh, fresh. It's, it, for me, it's, it's not as good as, like, those other two, right? But still, fantastic game. And uh, mechanic-wise, is still top-notch, right? So, man, it's just great to see genres like this, like we talked about numerous times, that have been kind of relegated to niche you know yep. lower budgets all last you know, all these kind of things right yeah and, and not yeah. just for fighting games but all other genres as well yes. but like yeah. brought back up and propped <laughs> up to like this is a triple a type experience right Correct. and that's yep. what tekken 8 delivers for me bro so absolutely yep. love it absolutely love it absolutely and the fighting itself is just phenomenal like i again i, I always Describe it as the heavy fighter out of the group of fighters because yeah. every blow you can feel like it just the yeah. way they presented and now they got all these, you know, special effects. They've always had really good special effects, but now with UE5, like the particles and the, the, the colors and everything going on, the animations when you pull off one of their special moves or, you know, mm -hmm. their rage move. Is it rage? I can't remember. Rage, whatever it is that when you pull off one of those, like, it's just so damn cool, man. The style is just off the charts in this game. Love Tekken 8. Um, so we're playing that. Obviously, Diablo Season 3. Um, Mav, we've been playing that as well. Uh, not a new game that came out last year, but obviously a games as a service, a game that's going to be around for a very long time, very long time. Again, not everybody's happy happy with Diablo Four, but me and Mav and the fam having a pretty damn good time in it. And Mav and I, especially, uh, we got Jasper in the other night and power leveled him. We were power leveling um, Psychonauts uh, another different night, uh, but. Season three, now that we've moved up, to, it's not quite the 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 loot fest that season two was. However, now that we got this tier three, it's starting to pick up, and we're having a great time in Diablo 4 season three as well. Uh, just really, I, I, I think it's just a well-made game. I, I just, I love it. Yeah. I love that loot, man, and I love the loop that they present as well in that game. I just, I don't care what anybody else says. I love it, man, and I'm going back to it all the time. So Diablo 4 Season 3 is another thing that we've been touching on. Now, um, I'm going to touch on Grand Blue here real quick, Mav, because I played it for just about an hour prior to the show. Mm -hmm. um, want to talk about a little bit about that, and then we'll get into Suicide Squad because that's the big one that you and I have both been putting time into recently, along with Steel, along with Jasper, and obviously a very divisive uh, game early in 2024. So we'll get to that in a second here. Um, but... Grand Blue Fantasy Relink dropped this week on PlayStation 5 and PC. Um, my PC villain arc has begun. My PC <laughs> dominance of 2024 has begun, folks. Um, I'm still going to be picking up games. Tekken 8, I did buy on the Series X. But there is a whole slew of games that i'm going to be buying on pc this year. Okay, so get used to it. Uh, this is going to from again. As Steel warned me when I got this PC to preface some of how I talk about games, knowing that, you know, console versions might still be good, 
but there might not be to what you are experiencing. So I always have to keep that in my back of my mind because we're going to be talking a lot of that kind of stuff this year. So, but Grand Blue Fantasy Relink dropped on PlayStation 5 and PC. Told you guys I was going to pick that up. That was on my list. I did. Um, it just uh, went live today. It went live at midnight last night. I didn't have a chance to play it at midnight last night. But uh, I played for about an hour prior to the show, just getting into it, right? couple early impressions of Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. Relink, if you enjoy anime JRPGs, if you're not the turn-based person and you like the action style of RPGs. Uh, if you have a PS5 or you have a PC, I know the scores in today's terms and what's how 2024 is started. You might look at the Metacritic or Open Critic if you're one of those people and go, oh, well, it's not like the greatest thing ever. I understand that. But what I'm going to tell you is so far in my first hour, everything that I love about the anime style JRPGs this game has in spades already the music the animation is gorgeous now i'm i got my tv hooked up to my pc as well i finally did it folks i finally moved that's what started this pc dominance run here okay is because i finally hooked up my tv had some issues still got some weird shit but for the most part it's great so i'm playing grand blue fantasy relink at 4k Ultra settings, right? Everything, of course, because it's not a heavy game, obviously. It's 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 an anime uh, game. This game, the actual environments and the characters themselves are so beautifully imagined that I had to stop. I don't know how many screenshots I took because I got to go look. I cannot believe how beautiful this game is. And I know there's a lot of animation, uh, anime games out there that do have a, a really crisp, beautiful look to it. But I love when the, the backgrounds especially look hand-drawn. Um, I know all that stuff is, most of this stuff isn't hand-drawn anymore. But I love it when it looks like it is. And this game does that. Um, the music is freaking phenomenal already. The whole opening sequence classic jrpg opening sequence the characters it's all english voiced uh i did not have an option for a japanese a voice otherwise i would have used it um but all english voiced acting so far on point no annoying characters whatsoever loving all of them grand blue fantasy relink is something i'm definitely going to be playing a lot of coming here uh in the next uh, weeks here um steel and i are planning on doing some co-op i don't know if mav's going to still jump into it or not you do have to play through the game to start opening up the co-op um because it is like an added kind of deal it's not just from get-go so but uh you might see steel and i start streaming some uh grand blue fantasy relink because he did pick it up as he said he would but my god go check out this game uh this game had a demo on ps4 and ps5 there was a lot of people who were actually playing the game who said it was freaking fantastic so despite what some of the reviews have said i saw some weird reviews for this game as well i'm like what what are we doing yeah what are we doing journalists what what are we doing with this stuff I don't understand some of these off-the-wall numbers that you guys are throwing at games these days. But anyways, this game so far, delivering. So that's another new one you're going to be hearing more about as I play through it. But my God, it's beautiful. And it just, the, the combat in it is smooth as butter, easy to get into. Like, it's just, it's early, right? It's still early in the game. But man, gotta give props out to Grand Blue Fantasy Relink. It is exactly what I thought it was going to be when I got hyped for it. 
it's already delivering for me, uh, for the guy who doesn't play as many JRPGs as he used to, uh, but certainly loves them to death. And uh, mm, can't wait to get in the game more. Uh, real quick before we jump into Suicide Squad here, Mav. Caper Grant 692. What up, Caper? Great to see you, brother. He comes in. He says, yeah, I saw this hype train. It came through my town. I had to get on board, and I heard you guys were only at a Mach 3.5. 3.5. What's going on around here? We got to get that up to 3.75 this February 1st of 2024. And he gets on the court, and he comes with the easy five bomb. That's right, the easy layup, showing you all how it's done. And if you want to just follow them up with your own layup, more than welcome to get on the court. It's open to everybody. But Caper Grant comes in with the five and says, I just spent $3,500 on a new gaming rig. Uh, can't wait for it to come in. Going to be playing a lot of PC this year as also uh, this year as well. Also, hey, love it, Caper Grant. Again, if you've got the means, we're going to talk about it here in a second, a little yeah. bit more. Um, you might as well. If you got the means, again, I, I I already know. Again, I couldn't have done this without help from very generous family members who you know knew of my love for podcasting and knew I needed a new PC. This wasn't my own deal. But if you got the means, PC, and you can deal with the quirks, because it ain't convenient all the time. Let me tell you, when I was trying to hook this thing up to my TV, thought it would be an easy thing. Turned out to be not so easy. A lot of troubleshooting to get it to work right, which was very strange. But anyways, that's PC life. That's what everybody told me. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, definitely an experience. I hope you find some great games out there. There's so much out there right now, especially in PC land as well, because there's games on there that can't get anywhere else. And it's kind of crazy, man. So uh, Caper Grant, shout out to you. Congratulations on the new rig. Hope you enjoy it, brother, when it gets in. For sure. Um, Mav, let's get into Suicide Squad here, brother. Yeah. I, I mean, I think Go you ahead. sold me on Grand Blue Fantasy, man. I, I, <laughs> no, I did get the... Uh, yeah. Uh, versus Rising on uh, the PS5 <laughs> when it came out, which mm -hmm. is uh, I haven't played too much of it. Fighting yet. game, isn't it? Yeah, I haven't played too much of it yet. It's uh, but it's really fun. But there's just been so much other stuff uh, that has come out and stuff. But like, man, just seeing this uh, this game, yeah. you know, and like, oh, you know, it's it's the kind of game I love, you know. So yeah. why, why why not? I know it's over like mm -hmm. saturated with games I want to play right now. So that right. that's been my thing. It's but it's yeah. I want to miss out FOMO. No, I, you know? FOMO. Oh, FOMO's getting you. Like, yeah. Hey, man, I understand. Like I said, I've gotten rid of all I, my I FOMO have, for the most part. I still have a FOMO problem. I get it. You do have a FOMO problem. But it's okay because, you know, you, you can do it. You can put them in your back catalog. You can sit on them for a while if you want to. But no, I would, since I know that you do love JRPGs, even though that's coming into question in the past. <laughs> Um, <laughs> um, I would definitely recommend it, man. Yeah. It's set up a lot like the classic JRPGs exploration. Even it's, it's, you know, I wouldn't even call it semi open world. You know how linear JRPGs yeah. kind of are, but you do have a little bit of freedom and guess what, man, if you see a spot where you think you can go and it looks like that's a different path from where you're supposed to go, it's just a short little jaunt and you get a treasure chest or you get a little glowing thing that pop turns into like a, a magic mushroom or something that you mm -hmm. can pick up. It's set up classically like that, right? They don't waste your time. If you go off the beaten path, chances are you're going to find something of value there, right? I love that. I love it because I, it kicks in instantly. I played so many JRPGs yeah. in my life. It kicks me like the opening when I got on, I won't spoil anything, but when I just got into the opening kind of main part, instantly, like there was a path off to my left or my right, 
I was just like, oh, I know what that's going to be. Sure enough, a couple quick jumps up, a little yeah. short jaunt down the path. There's a treasure chest sitting there for yeah. me. I'm like, yes. At a dead, every, at a dead every, end, and then you just at go a dead end. Yeah. Correct. You just go back, and get it back on the main path right. again. They don't waste the time. Beautiful, beautiful yeah. map. So yeah, cool, man. I hope you do hop into it. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on it because it's it's gorgeous, man. Uh, again, on the big screen, 4K Ultra. Oh boy, it's beautiful. Uh, I can't believe it. Um. So Suicide Squad, Mav, let's get into this. Oh, also, Mav, just so you know, I did pick up, uh, I think I told you this behind the scenes, but you guys, I'll I'll, I'll give everybody a hint too. I also picked up V Rising, uh, which is coming to PlayStation 5. That just got announced for PlayStation 5. I've had my eye on that on PC for a while. That's the Vampire Survivor game. We'll talk a little bit more about that when we're going through State of Play. Uh, But I've had my eye on it, but now that they're putting on PS5, I was like, ooh, the developers are all in on this game. There's going to be a lot of commitment to this game. I love Vampire Settings. I like survival games. I bought it. It's like 16 bucks on Steam right now. It's like yeah. 20% off. So I got it for that. I got that. And I also got Enshrouded, the new big survival game that's in early access on PC that everybody's talking about. It is a mix of take your pick of any survival game, but then throw in Skyrim because it is a classic single player or co-op survival RPG. And so people are comparing it to Skyrim, again, exploration-wise, open world. If you go somewhere, chances are you're going to find something damn cool. Side missions, items, you're going to find something if you just travel out in the open world. But of course, if you want to build a base, you can build a base. You can do all that kind of stuff. Classic RPG elements. It's kind of taking the PC by storm a little bit right now. Yeah, it's is, one of the top is that one bucks. coming to console or is that on console? Mm, there no word okay. on console as of yet. No word on console. I keep seeing people mention this game, but I haven't really yeah. checked it out or really dug into right. what it is yet. But I keep yeah. seeing the name Bro, everywhere. Go look it up. Go look up some of the stories, what people are finding, what they're experiencing in this game. It is freaking awesome. And I, I had, I had Steam gift cards from uh, Christmas time, so I was like, ah, why not? Let's pick it up. Yeah, why not? Let's just do it. So I threw that in the list again, a little bit of FOMO there for me, just because when I heard people saying that the exploration was kind of like Skyrim, um, I was like, okay, okay, all right, I got to go check this thing out and try it out. Um, But um, Suicide Squad, uh, main topic here, Suicide Squad, Mav. All right, everybody, everybody knows if you've been on X, if you've been listening to podcasts, Suicide Squad has gotten a lot of talk, a lot of negative talk. And I would say close, maybe a little bit less equal positive talk. I, I don't know. I think that ratio is like it's, 90, 10. It seems like, I don't know, man. I like, yeah, even, I, even if I, I try and just make a positive post about it, people are like, why are you oh, happy? Why are you being I coping? It's like, for this game. It's like yeah, it's a lot of ways. fucking weird. It, it's man. crazy. It's crazy. So suicide squad, kill the justice league, obviously made by Rocksteady. Um, you know, obviously famous studio because of the Arkham series, obviously tons of Batman. I mean, Batman's one of the biggest IPs out there along with Spider-Man. We all know this story. Rocksteady makes Suicide Squad kill the Justice League. It gets shredded last year when they showed it off. Even Mav here did have some negativity towards the game. It wasn't what he wanted. That's still the talking point for a lot of the negativity. There's some valid criticisms out there. There's always going to be people who, honestly, it's just not a game for them. I get that. But a lot of the talk, a lot of the reviews that I've seen so far, a lot of the previews that we saw 
prior to the game launching were still about what the game isn't instead of what the game is. And Mav and I have gone on rants. Steel and I have gone on rants. The family's gone on rants about this kind of journalism nowadays, especially in video game reviews, where people talk about what the game isn't versus actually reviewing what it is and the qualities that it is presenting. Again, doesn't have to always be positive. Not We'll never tell everybody that they have to love a game just because I like it. That's not how any of this works and vice versa. Plenty of games I have zero interest in that I don't even understand why people do enjoy, but I don't go around sitting on Twitter or writing posts or sitting a podcast talking about all the reasons why I hate this game and why nobody should like it and that anybody who does like it is just capping for this game. I hate that word, by the way, but this is the lingo that's used nowadays, so I'm just using it, right? I think it's all stupid, okay? I don't fake anything, especially when it comes to liking things. I'm too old for that shit, okay? I don't care what everybody (laughs) else is playing. I don't care what everybody else likes. I don't care what everybody else hates. I play what I enjoy, and I admittedly am easily amused by entertainment. Movies, books, games, it don't matter. I told you all. That's why I'll never be an official reviewer because most of my games would be seven plus. In seven, my book is still good. But that's because I'm easily entertained. I usually find something good that I enjoy about a game. But I'm not capping. I'm not faking liking a game just to say that. I, I don't do that. Neither do it on the do it on the opposite side on the hate side. So Mav and I, along with Jasper and Steel, especially Jasper and Steel, they've even got more. I mean, Jasper's already Paragon in this, and I think Steel's getting close at this point. We play a lot of Suicide Squad. I think I'm at eleven or twelve hours now, Mav, already in Suicide Squad. We got the early access editions, we got the deluxe editions. So yes, we did pay more. We got them on sale. Um, I found a deal for seventy-eight bucks, so we didn't pay the full hundred. Mav picked up the same deal. But we have gotten into Suicide Squad, and I think we've played enough now, Mav, and kind of get the game, even though we still have not experienced Endgame, which is a whole nother level. But I think we, we've got the right to talk about some things here, and we got a lot to say. So, Mav, I'm going to give you the lead here. Suicide Squad, you started out when this game was announced and when you first saw it, and it wasn't the Batman game that obviously you and so many fans, especially of Rocksteady and of the Batman IP, wanted them to go back to Arkham again because they are the they are kings and queens there, man. They know what they're doing with Batman. Gotham Knights obviously did not hit the way that you thought it would, right? Um, but you still found some enjoyment there. But you were kind of negative and down on Suicide Squad Killer Justice League. In fact, you didn't even know if you were going to pick it up day one. As time's gone by, you saw some stuff started turning a little bit and said, you know what? Kind of looking kind of fun. You know, it's not the game I want, but this is looking kind of cool. Might be up my alley. You want to pick up day one, Mav, give me your impressions. Give me your highlights. Any criticism that you do have of the game, obviously fair play here, but give me your highlights. What do you think about the game so far of what we've played, man? Uh, so yeah, I've had a, a, a journey with this game because like you yeah. said, and I, there's a thing that happens, I think, with a lot of gamers where they get in a mindset they're not ever able to like see past that, right? Or like uh, get move on past it, or or accept something for what it is as opposed to what it isn't, right? And when this game was originally announced, I was like, okay, that's different, right? And, th- and then I think it was more so when we got that first big gameplay reveal, right? And then a lot of us were like, oh, this is like a shooter, like, and it's like 
really fast and stuff and it's like this isn't like look like a rock steady game you know what i mean like and and i felt at the time right i was like oh that's kind of a letdown for me right when that was revealed because we've like many of us we'd all been waiting a long time for the next big rock steady game right coming from coming from uh the arkham knight the last one it has been since middle of last generation or earlier last generation right it's like where where is the next big rock steady game it's taken forever you know and then when we finally got that gameplay reveals like we were still waiting for the next big rock steady game it felt like you know because it really yeah. wasn't it didn't mm-hmm. seem like that you know so i was like oh right. that kind of sucks this isn't what i was looking for what what i expected this long right <laughs> and so it was like all right but i still like know that Rocksteady is a talented developer and even back then I was like I have no doubt the game's going to be fun I had no doubt that the game's going to be like a solid made game or anything like that it was just like I felt like there was a hole right in the industry for what Rocksteady did and there was so and I didn't think it had to be Arkham I like my dream game of mine would have been like a dark Ninja Turtles game with that Arkham style right or like a um you know uh you could you could name the IPs. I mean, there's just tons of them. Like, it, there's so many different games I would love in that like Arkham, Batman mold of that dark city, gritty kind of atmospheric, uh, story based game. And I just wanted that whatever Rocksteady made next at the time. That's what I wanted it to be, right? But that's not what we had gotten with the gameplay reveal right. uh, originally. So it's like, all right, well, you know, it's kind of a it was kind of a little bit of a hard pill to swallow, right? That being said, the game at that point had been decided what it is. No changing that, right? right. So at that point, right. I'm like, okay, well, what is this game, right? Let's learn more about this game. Like, I have no doubt Rocksteady's quality, right? Because they're super talented. Um, they're like the A-team there with those kind of games, right? So more and more stuff came out, Right. I saw more about the the gameplay, more about the roadmap, more about different things, see more gameplay clips. And then what had gotten me is when you and Steel got the uh, uh, early preview uh, of the yeah. game or whatever, and y'all loved it. And But y'all's highlights was the story, right? Right. And then right. seeing clips of the story uh, when they did the bigger reveal next, when they kind of did a more in-depth thing, gameplay-wise, like, oh, yeah, it looks the same. I don't know why they... I delayed it. It's not like they could change the gameplay really much, but the story was like that. Looks the story looks pretty damn good, right? So it was like you know I'm gonna be all in on this day one. I'm gonna judge it for what it is, not what I had originally hoped it would be. Right. Open mind. Yeah, because I've always said this with game reviewers and and journalists. Like it's like why are we judging games for what they aren't instead of judging games for what they are, right? And you can name tons of games like this. And then sometimes certain things get left out the window and games are praised that are not as good as other ones. It just doesn't make sense to me. However, this game had initially a little bit of an issue getting it to to boot up just because of a a PC thing. I had my, I was trying to do too much. My PC locked up during the initial initialization. So I had to do some things and, Finally, I got the PC to boot, a, PC to boot the game. Yeah, PC life, right? <laughs> so I got the game on PC because originally I'd seen the 
recommended specs for PC. And even though I knew it was going to be 60 on console, yeah. uh, I just know that there was a lot more room on the PC for bells and whistles and graphical fidelity and all that kind of stuff. So I decided to go all in on that. Uh, so been playing on PC. And uh, we got into, so initially started, uh, I streamed. If you guys want to check out my gameplay on the stream. Yes. Uh, Please do. We my first gameplay was actually on on stream on uh tu- on Tuesday night, so booted up. First initial impressions, I was like, "Wow, this is fucking smooth," <laughs> right? Yep. Um, yep. And I, and I had I had it locked at sixty, also yep. uh, just for which is, it's also right. running on console at sixty as well. So you should be getting the smoothness there as well. But I was yes. like, "Man, this is fucking smooth, fluid." As hell, uh, combat mm-hmm. with the with the gun mechanics and the uh, traversal was super yep. fun and, and and engaging. Um, and I liked what was going on with the with the story stuff, like the mm-hmm. um, narrating and 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 the characters development early on. Then we got into the co op stuff, right? So yep. play with you, Jasper, and Steel, and um, <laughs> man, it, it's been we played the last two nights, right? Yep. And I, I just got to say, like, the, the number one thing that's standing out to me so far is the story and the characters, right? The the characters are so damn well written and, and voice acted, and yes. the story just shines through. And we're literally, like, playing on co-op, and we're just, like, laughing all the time, right? And so <laughs> I have to either just, like, a facial expression, right, or, or like, a little one-liner from either from King Shark or... Harley's dumbass smile that she always has on her face or Captain Boomerang always going like, uh, you know, whatever, whatever it, whatever it is. Right. Um, and there's so much fun to be had just even with the story alone and the way the characters are interacting with each other, uh, and with the overall story go- going on and the, the voice acting talents just, they just fucking killed it, man. Um, the graphics as, as well, just, absolutely incredible dude like the city yes. looks amazing there's color everywhere it's just pops off the screen dude last night i was playing on my tv as well that tv yep. right there for my pc so i had i had everything on high with the ray tracing going and, and everything running at 4k 60 and i was like oh my eyes are fucking melting while we're playing this game and we didn't have one drop between the four of us playing co-op, we did not have any. We had one issue. There's one time we had one bug. First glitch I've seen. Yeah, yes. there was, we had one bug was where there was a character that became invisible uh, yeah. during a cutscene, right? Oh, and your clothes disappeared that way. And, and my clothes disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> so two bugs, but that was hilarious. That was fucking. That hilarious. was absolutely. It fit. It fit the game, so it was great. Oh, boomerang running around in his boxers was freaking fantastic uh, yeah. while battling everything. But yeah, like, we awesome. just been dying laughing having yeah. a blast playing this game dude like the the combat is just fun and fast and yes. um i don't know dude. i just i feel like i you know my my initial thoughts beforehand were like you know we were missing something with not getting that rock city game but i'll tell you yeah. to be honest with you now i am so glad that this game exists because there's nothing else really like it Mm-hmm. like yeah it's a looter shooter sure right it's a, it's a, yeah absolutely sure absolutely. it's a it's a superhero games as a service game right 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, it all encompasses all that with super high production values and quality and fun and great storytelling and writing and voice acting. Um, and it gets dark, bro. Yes, like it's brutal, extremely it's, it's fun, fucking but it's dark. brutal. Yeah, like heads exploding. I mean, it's like there's just there's so many scenes, just insane stuff, and you're just like, wow, okay, you know, yep. like. I am super happy that this game was made. Now, I, mm-hmm. there's a lot of people that aren't still, yeah. and they just haven't been able to either accept it or, or even give it a try because of yeah. the negativity that's out there and all this yeah. kind of stuff. Um, and, you know, for me personally, just accepting it for what it is and trying it for what it is and playing it for what it is, I'm so glad because the Rock City quality mm-hmm. shines through in every single aspect of this fucking game. Like it, it does. And we've had like no complaints. Like we're all playing, having a blast and we have like, everybody keeps talking about it's a games of service game, all this stuff, but we haven't really had many like elements to that. We're just playing through the story right now, going and doing these missions and stuff. And it it, it feels like we are just playing like a, a regular story based game, just co-op in a lot of ways. Now, the fact that it has those other elements to it makes me kind of glad that, this will give me reasons to keep going back to it uh, as well. So I fucking love it. Guns are great. The uh, abilities are, are, are great. Uh, you keep unlocking new things that make you feel more powerful and, and can do badass stuff. And the uh, motion and cinematics and within all those moves are just incredible. Um, I, I don't know. Like even the, even in this game, these, the heroes who are the villains are great. Like the writing on the on the flash when like there's there's we see him <laughs> yeah you kept saying that in two ways Tell man I was like I I wish that was the flash we got in the fucking like especially early on it like when we see him at the beginning of the game I wish yeah. that was the flash we got in the fucking DC universe movies right like right. I really like, why did we have to get the other one you know the, this version of the flash is so much better like just Wonder Woman too oh my god bro bro like I just. I just and there's so many characters too and cameos yes. and stuff so far. It's like I I feel like I'm living in the multiverse, right? In a parallel yeah. universe right now where yeah. good games are bad and bad games are good to the masses. <laughs> I I don't understand how a game can come out mm-hmm. and have this high of production be yep. optimized this well. Correct. To where there I mean there's like no frame hitches, there's like we had those two little bugs in in like five hours or six hours right. of gameplay that are not game breaking whatsoever. They just no, like, no. um, and we've had no issues with co op or or anything, right? Nope. And it's like, I how could we get a game that has this level of production value, this high quality graphics, storytelling, voice acting, all of these other things, right? Made this well. And it just get written off because of what whatever reason as this as this just labeled not good from people who've never even played it or don't even right. care to play it or like games like this like in the first place and it's just it's happens with a lot of other games too so it's not just yeah, this we see right? that a lot nowadays um, but it, it's been a thing for me the last couple of years especially really since we started this channel kind of really seeing the impact that narratives that journalism media 
social media has and can have on games, right? And sometimes, rightfully so, right? But then sometimes you can see it coming a mile away and it's like, oh, this is the next this is the next game that's just gonna get absolutely picked on, right? Mm-hmm. Where people can't separate their biases from and be objective and try things for what they are. And right. I'm I'm super glad I got it. I'm having a fucking blast. And yep. I if anybody doesn't like it. That's completely fine too. I had I had made a post on Twitter that was simply like don't let negativity sway you away from something you think you might enjoy playing. Right? I personally like Suicide Squad and we've been having a blast the last few days, right? That was my post. But then it comes yep. with comments like I have no doubt but posts like this make it seem like people's negative opinions don't matter or like that you're trying to say, say people should play the game that don't like it. Like, no, no, that's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying <laughs> that if you're on the fence about something or you've had interest in something or something looks fun to you, right? Don't let other people in the noise around there out there mm-hmm. cloud your judgment of what you personally feel you might like, right. because I am super glad that I did not listen to the noise on this, that I listened to myself and my own instincts because I am being greatly rewarded from a fucking badass game and a great time. So yeah. I'm loving Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. And um, so far, the most fun I've had this year, even over yeah. Tekken 8, beyond. Tekken 8? Yeah. yeah. Um, I come from a different perspective than math because I have no connection to the DC universe. Um, I have no connection to superhero games, right? So, you know, outside of Harley, I love Harley, right? Um, I always have loved Harley. She makes me laugh, um, especially when she's when she's done very well. Um, and I see her, um, she just she's one of those characters, right? And so that's that's initially why I was like, okay, they got Harley. I didn't know who any of the other characters were. At all. And you guys, again, I don't play superhero games. I'm not a big fan anymore. I used to read comics, used to collect comics, all that good stuff. But I'm just not there anymore. I could care less about the Marvel Universe. I don't care. I've seen some of the movies, but they're not my life. I'm not I'm not coming from that perspective. But I do like when people in entertainment take on the dark side. A little bit more so when i saw that it was the bad guys this time around obviously that being the suicide squad taking on the justice league okay cool we don't get that a whole heck of a lot and for everybody out there again as mav just said neither one of us are telling you you have to like this game you should like this game if you have a problem seeing your heroes um, being disrespected in this manner, right? I'm not going <laughs> to laugh at you. I'm not, I'm not going to down you because I'm the dude who hates what Disney has done to star star Wars. You probably have had a chance to probably hear one of my rants on it. Um, a while back, I don't do it anymore, but I do the rants from my side, my opinion. The only time I've bullied somebody is Mav when I told him that he should hate Solo, and he went <laughs> back and watched it and actually does not like Solo now. But that's the only time I've ever done it. I'm not out here on X going underneath people who praise the Disney 
Star Wars and telling them all the reasons why I hate it and how can you guys like this game and you guys are just, or how can you guys like these movies? You're just capping for these movies. You're like, I don't do any of that shit. And that's where I don't understand what's going on sometimes in this community by people doing that. If you don't want to see your heroes because you're so invested in Batman or Flash or Superman or whatever that you don't want to play a game like this, totally get you. Totally understand. I have zero problems with that. I have problems with you telling everybody else that they should hate the game because of it. Because not everybody shares your opinion. Not everybody thinks the way you do. That's where you cross the line. But if you just flat out say, I don't want to play this game because they're disrespecting my favorite heroes and this is not the game I want to play. No problem with that whatsoever. Again, The Last of Us 1 is the only one that exists to me because of what they did to Joel in number two. I will never play number two. But again, I don't go under people's posts about how much they love The Last of Us Part 2 and tell them that they shouldn't and that they're terrible and that they're capping for bad writing or bad game just because. I, why? People can enjoy what they're going to enjoy. So I came from that side of things coming into this game. When I played the beta, I was sold. The beta, I said, probably here, I think I said it here, I said it on every show that I was on that week after playing the beta, that if the beta is any indication of what the final product is going to be, this is going to be a great game that comes out super polished, super optimized, right out the gate, which we don't get all the time nowadays, and it's got rock steady quality written all over it. I was right so far. This game so far, my 10, 11 hours in, is polished to hell. The little details, the rock steady stuff, and I'm going to, you know, obviously duplicate some of what Mav says here, but let me tell you something. The little details that they put in this game that people aren't talking about are phenomenal. There is a full day night cycle in this game, which a lot of people don't realize. It's a full day night, night cycle. In the daytime, there are, are clouds flying overhead when a cloud passes in front of the sun the lighting dims to that perfect kind of partially shadowed and then as the cloud moves by the sunlight comes back up naturally gradually it is absolutely awe-inspiring to witness and again it's not the first game to ever do this but that rock steady quality is there when you when you're in the game it just adds to the atmosphere of when you're playing it's got a dynamic weather system to it Y'all, so y'all, y'all were playing we, a cutscene before, yes. and y'all, when y'all were playing with me, you had the same cutscene. And the, the, when y'all were playing yep. with me, it was raining, right? Raining, yeah, totally different. And when it's raining, folks, if you look at the characters, there are water droplets running down their face, running down their armor, their suits. Like, like it's just, it's so well. Again, not the first time we've ever seen this, but what I'm saying here is that Rocksteady did not skimp on this game just because it so happened to not be an Arkham game or a Batman. They put their heart and soul into this. Even though, again, if rumors are true, this wasn't necessarily the game that they wanted to make at first. When they took this project on, they took on it wholeheartedly. They didn't skimp on this game at all. I got to talk about the, the, the writing and acting up front. I've seen some people out here claiming that the writing is terrible. Again, opinion-based. Not every movie, not every book, not every video game are all people going to agree on the level of writing. Sometimes comedy doesn't hit for you. Comedy is one of the hardest things to do in the world. Go at, 
Talk to anybody. I don't care. You don't have to listen to me. Comedy is one of the hardest things to do, whether you're doing stand-up, shout out to Game Pass Dad, or whether you're writing comedy or whether you're acting comedy. It's one of the hardest things to pull off in real life. I expected this game to actually have more cringe-worthy one-liners, but I am telling you right now, and I'm very sensitive to that as an old guy, especially in nowadays, like there's a lot of stuff that I go, yeah, that's so stupid. Why you put that? Rocksteady and the writers, 95 plus percent of the one-liners, and I'm just talking about the one-liners dropped in this game, are absolutely freaking hilarious in the context of what's going on and what's playing, like Mav said. And it doesn't just stop with the actors and, and the words. Like Mav said, the reactions from the other characters, this game does not take itself seriously. This game is a Suicide Squad game. They understood what the Suicide Squad was all about because these four aren't supposed to be here doing this, and they know it. And they're not acting anything different than who they are, which is a bunch of B-list people, B-list heroes getting together and going up against one of the, some of the strongest in the entire universe. And they do it so well, but they interject the comedy into it in perfect. This is freaking hilarious. Like Mav said, we are just sitting there listening. Normally, again, if you're in game chat, you're talking in the cut scenes, you're doing all this kind of stuff. We're sitting there all dead silent, listening and then laughing as they're the, as they're giving these one-liners or as they're talking yeah. about certain things. It's just amazing. The dialogue, just when the characters are standing around, not in a cutscene. There is so much dialogue here between the characters. I haven't heard anything repeated yet. And in fact, if you just got done with the mission, they interject new dialogue into just the little in-between if you're just walking around. It is crazy the level of detail and the, how good the writing is. And every single actor so far in this game is top-notch. I got to give special shout-out, of course, to Tara Strong, who, who did my favorite character, which is Harley. Yeah. Her performance is nothing short of phenomenal. Every single one, if any one of these, if all of them got nominated next year at the Game of Year Awards for their acting for best performance in a video game, I wouldn't have a problem with any single one of these. Like Matt yeah. said, the superheroes, Diana, Wonder Woman. If this is the Wonder Woman that we're going to get in the Wonder Woman game, mm, yeah. we are in for something damn special when Wonder Woman comes out. Now, I really want to see Wonder Woman game now. I really want to see more of what they're doing because if she is anything like this Diana, holy shit, story. Again, as a non-nowadays comic book, don't care about this kind of stuff like I used to kind of guy. This story has absolutely drawn me in. I was even going last night when we got to some turning points already in the game. I was sitting there going, holy shit. Like my mouth was open while I was seeing what yeah. was going on. We ended last night at that moment and it was like, yes. I didn't want to stop. But right. I know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. It was getting late and we had to, we, we all had to get up early this morning. That's how good this is done. And again, if you don't agree, I'm not here to argue with you or fight over it or anything like that. I'm just going to tell you that I come from the side that normally these kinds of things are kind of like whatever meant to me. I don't care about the writing. If the action's great, I'm going to love it. That's fine. I'm drawn into the story and I'm drawn in by the writing and by the acting. And it's, it's very, very well done in my opinion. Um, 
traversal That's the biggest standout for me too Paul. it is amazing. Yeah, yeah it is it is really every single character even the side characters i mean the penguin is just so well done mm -hmm. lex is so well done and you don't have to listen to me and mav all the time either you steel doesn't bullshit anybody he will tell you if a game's bad he will tell you if he's done with it he was calling out red redfall long before it even launched like steals that guy yeah and steel is loving everything about this game so far too even even jasper last night jasper <laughs> yeah jasper mr 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 eh, it's okay yeah that we got on last night i gotta bring up jasper we'll well obviously jasper we'll talk about tomorrow night on on um xbox ultimate but jasper when we hopped on last night jasper just plows through games if you guys don't know jasper just maxes games instantaneously yeah. he that's his goal is to beat games i don't play games that way I can't play games that way. I yeah. have a hard time co-oping with him and Steel, and I, because they just want to go to the next mission. And I'm like, no, I'm in. I'm busy over here. I'm yeah. looking at shit. I'm just. <laughs> that's how I am. I'm like, you know, whatever. But Jasper, we got on last night, and Jasper goes, uh, "Guys, uh, story's getting pretty good down the road because he is way far ahead yeah. of us." And ja Jasper's always like, you know that if you've seen Jasper at any of our shows, right. we ask him, he's like, it's all right. <laughs> It's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah. He actually had good things to say. Jasper's laughing in the chat too. Um, <laughs> mechanics wise, traversal. Here's what I will say: the traversal has a learning curve. If if there is a criticism, right? There is a lot going on in this game as far as it comes to mechanics. It is easy to pick up, but very hard to master. And it's one of those games that if I dropped it for a week or two. I would have yeah. A, a, I would have a period of time that would take me a while to get used to again. What I will say is, once you play it, if you play it for a good amount of time on back-to-back -back nights, it starts to become really second nature. There's still going to be moments where you feel out of sync, and those moments can be frustrating. So, if there is a small criticism, I will say that there is some of that to it. But that is also being get good and that's also this old guy who doesn't necessarily have the reflexes anymore that he once had that hand-eye coordination still pretty damn good but i i notice things but that's the only thing like there's a lot to remember while you're battling if you want to pull off some of the crazy stuff that you see but again if you're playing it consistently you'll it just becomes it just clicks it clicks in the brain I pulled off my first 50 combo the other night and, and, and we should mention math that we are playing on hard. Yeah. These reviewers who are saying that they finished it in six hours, eight hours. I've seen this going around a lot. First of all, I believe you're skipping a lot of cutscenes. You are not doing anything but mainlining this. And I don't believe you're playing on hard. I, I don't believe it for a minute. You're playing on medium or easy to do that. This game is on hard difficulty if I even us co-oping four player, I got to say that we're probably going to take what 15 hours, 12, 15 hours probably to get through the whole main story. Again, I don't know where, how yeah. short it is, how fast it is, but we've already been playing together co-op for at least four or five hours together. At yeah. Least, and I still no have a lot of the skill tree yeah, left. Bro. A lot. Like right, there's so right. much to unlock and do. And, and that's not, this game is a looter shooter at its heart. Of course, it was created as a games of service. This is the next thing I want to talk about, the looter shooter aspects. I've seen a lot of people out here talking about, oh, um, you know, the missions are all samesy. Oh, it gets repetitive. 
How long you guys been playing video games for? <laughs> Do you understand what looter shooters are? I don't care what you pick out. Division, Division 2, pick out Diablo. I don't care what looter you want to pick out. That's the name of the game. Like, there's not this great plethora of side missions like The Witcher. Okay, that's not what these games are made for. It's the loop that these games are built around. And if it's something you don't enjoy, once again, know who you are as a gamer, and that's okay. If that's not something you enjoy, but don't talk about another looter shooter, about how great it is, and then come over to this one and say, oh, missions are repetitive, the enemies are repetitive. That's pretty much every single looter shooter out there. Yeah. I'm sure some of you can all give me examples where it's a little bit different than that and a little bit better, and I go, oh, yeah, you're right. But the main part of looter shooters is that whole, I'm going to get more powerful, I'm going to get more weapons, I'm going to upgrade my weapons, and we're going to kill a lot of the same type of enemies over and over again. We're going to do a lot of the same type of missions over and over again to get experience, to get the crafting materials, to get the new weapons, right? That's what happens in looter shooters. I think but let me tell you, overall Pong, like I was gonna say, I just want yeah. to interrupt real quick because yeah. I go, think go, that's go, the go. core element that is like affecting this game is that yes. they aren't accepting their yes. decision to make mm -hmm. a games of service looter shooter. So right. they're instead of comparing this game to other looter shooters or other games of service games or other uh games like it, instead they're comparing it to Arkham. Yes. games right yeah. they're comparing it to their idea of what they wanted rocksteady to make in the first place right mm -hmm. and right. That, that's most of the narrative that i that i've seen is like we didn't ask for this game we right. asked right. for a different Arkham. game right which was my initial yeah. thing right yes. but once you play a game you play a game knowing what it is right yes yes and then you should judge the game based on the product that they have given you right and the quality that is presented to you for the for what you're purchasing not some imaginary thing that you had envisioned in your head of what you wished it could be right and and i think that's the core aspect that's happening here is that ultimately there's no acceptance still of that decision and whether it had been from wb Rocksteady, whatever, to go this direction from Rocksteady, yep. despite the quality that they've put out there, right? Right. So, because I, I saw people mention in the chat, like, what would, the, like, uh, shout, out, shout out to Sin, he was like, what would this game have been like if it didn't get delayed? Well, like, I'm telling you right now, this is the most optimized Triple A big experience game, especially looter shooter type games of service game that I've played day one this generation. So yeah. the delay, if it hadn't been delayed, would probably been like most other games when they release as far as quality of optimization at launch because this game is optimized out the ass. Like this is like smooth as butter. There's like little to no issues whatsoever. And I I feel like every little thing that has happened or everything that has happened has been blown up by the media, which like a lot of games have like day one issues, right? Or th this and that. It's happened for the last 
20 years and, and ever since games have been online and, and ever since multiplayer gaming has been a big thing. You've seen games like have little issues a, the day that they come out or whatever. And this game had an issue initially at launch, right? The, on the early access yes. day one yes. thing, right? They patched it later that night. They fixed it. By the time we played it on PC, which was the second day, because the PC access was a day later, it was, everything was already fixed. There was like no issues whatsoever, right? So like, but that got put out there with huge things. It got put out there like with articles about like, oh, this game's already discounted or already on eBay because of like a seller that this this was selling copies More for cheaper, bullshit. like yeah, it, just stuff like that. And it it, it seems like every little kind of negative article where they could put out there is being put out there about this game. And that comes across like a more agenda based than anything to me. Right. Um, from the media aspect, because they're trying to punish this game for two reasons that maybe that they didn't get codes for reviews. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, and everybody was worried about, Oh, what does this mean for the quality of the game? They're trying to hide this game. Well, fuck. Equality and production value and fidelity and and like optimization are a core aspect of what people try and hide. That's not it here. Let me tell you right now, because this game is smooth as butter and is optimized like like no other for this type of game, right? So I and you haven't been able to see anybody talking about that map, so they got to come up with exactly other things, right? because nobody out there within the the media yep. who is talking or trying to pick apart this game has even mentioned. Anything no. about the quality of the game, about no. the production values, about the writing, about you know mm-hmm. the the voice acting, about all of these things. Instead, it's I don't like that I'm killing the heroes, and then yes, the missions are repetitive games as service type game. Yep, these are two things you kind of already knew about this game ever before you even talked about before they sold right. it to you before. Like this is right. that kind of game. They didn't hide it. No, <laughs> they didn't. They and, didn't hide and, it at all. Everybody's complaining about the other games of service elements or the or, and stuff like that, which we haven't really even hit on yet. And we're like six, seven hours into it, probably after two days or so of of, of playing we're together. Really, and you're probably yeah, more than that. And yeah, I got but, about eleven total hours in. Yeah, and hours. like yeah. that hasn't even really because we haven't even gotten to the end game yet. No, like. That is for later. Like I, I, there's so much there with with this man. It's like it's yeah. just an acceptance of people being able to judge the game for what it is based on what they hoped the game would have been otherwise, and that's ultimately at its core what what this is. And, and that's where a lot of the opinions come from. Yeah, and that's why you can't necessarily be swayed by. <laughs> the media or even by influencers, you got to listen to the words that they're using and take, pick up on the perspective that they're coming from, because that's going to tell you a lot. If there's honest and valid criticisms that make sense, right? That's fine. Hey man, that's again, no game's perfect. If I really want to nitpick stuff, I could probably sit here and come up with some things, but the, the overall fact is the minute they start their articles or they start getting into, I really want an Arkham game or I didn't want to, you know, go up against my heroes. I don't like playing as villains. You've got to know from the get go, then this game was not made for them in any way, shape or form. And no game is universally loved. That's just yeah. the pure facts. So that's okay. But 
but you got to understand that that's the bias that's going to come from. It goes the other way too, obviously. But the facts are that those are the people that, again, if you're on the fence, if it's, if you're on the fence, those are the people that you want to be very careful of trying to sway you to that side, right? Because if you had an initial response within you, like Mav said earlier, that said, I kind of like what I'm seeing here. This kind of looks cool. Okay. Then you got to look for people who are talking about the features that you're looking for. If you're a looter shooter fan, this is a great freaking looter shooter. Okay. A great one. I'm a looter shooter fan. This whole entire package that they put together, Mav, really is, I'm not saying that this is game of the year quality. Yeah. I'm saying the performances for sure could be game of the year. Mm -hmm. I'm not sitting here saying that this game is going to be the biggest turnaround we've seen in history at all. I'm not going to say that. I'm saying that there is potential for a redemption arc here, depending on how the rest of the content that they're going to come out with drops, how the end game is, because that's where looter shooters shine or fail is the end game a lot of times. And Steel will be the first to tell you out here about that, right? Tiny Tina's Wonderland. We had a great time going through it. Steel doesn't regret that he bought it. But when we got to end game, Steel's like, ah, uh, nah, I'm out. It's <laughs> not going to be in my rotation anymore. That's the way it is for a lot of people with these games. But the fact is they put together a package that right now for me, for you, for Jasper, for Steel is pure fun. And I'm going to push that home in 2024 about video gaming because so many people have forgotten that it's about your enjoyment, your fun at the end of the day. It doesn't matter what the game looks like. It doesn't matter anything about that outside of that. The core experience, if it is fun to you, then it is a good game. It is opinion based every single time. There are no peer experts out here who are the voice of God when it comes to video gaming. It is a collective voice mixed up with a yeah. bunch of different people from all different likes, dislikes. It's a big, big group, huge group, 2 billion, 3 billion plus. But within that, it's just you and the game. How does the game make you feel at the end of the day? And for me right now, this is just pure fun. This is bliss to me playing this game. I actually having just a, a great time. Again, the fact that the story is so good and the acting is so story good and that it's drawing me in, it's just cherries on top, man. But the core gameplay that I look for, the looter, the the just the constant battles, the traversal, the verticality, all of that stuff, they got it. They nailed it for me. So Suicide yeah. Squad, um, again, judge it for yourself. I'll never tell you to go buy something that you don't have any interest in. I'll never tell you that you have to buy. There's a lot of people who like to say that you have to buy and play a game before you can talk about it. That's bullshit, too. If you've been gaming for any amount of time, you can look at a game if you know who you are as a gamer and you can pick out certain things. No, you can't talk about how it plays because you haven't had a controller in your hand, but you could certainly pick up on things by watching videos, by seeing other people play it. To You have an educated perspective. The ECP, as Steele likes to call it, the educated consumer perspective. You could certainly talk about the things that you're seeing because you know what it means as a gamer when you see just being played. So yeah. that's fine. But again, don't let the negativity drown it out. The last thing I'll touch on here real quick, seeing some people bringing up the Anthem comparison. Yo, 
<laughs> I got a question whether or not you guys ever played Anthem if you bring Anthem up comparing it to Suicide Squad. I really have to question whether or not you really dove into Anthem. Because the glaring weakness for Anthem was that it launched incomplete. They had zero roadmap and they had no content for it after you beat the first part. In fact, parts of the narrative were incomplete in that game. Anthem was an unfinished product when it came out. That's what that's where Anthem failed. That's how EA screwed yeah. up BioWare. That's why Anthem did not do what it was supposed and, to do. And, and they also what roadmap they had, they or they burnt it and postponed it, it to to, in yeah. order to work on Anthem 2.0 to fix the Correct. game. So they Correct. absolutely, at that point, killed any chance the game had of re revitalizing right. itself for the next year or two while they worked on Anthem 2.0. And then they decided, well, nobody's playing this game anymore, so let's just kill it. Because they killed the roadmap in the first place to work on the 2.0. It was one of the stupidest decisions ever, ever uh, because ultimately at its core... Yes, you had a quality, well-made game. I loved it, right? That was lacking content. You know, this is and not lacking bad. a story. Yeah, the narrative was broken in that game because they hadn't even finished the whole story. They didn't have all the characters written out complete. I still got between PS4 and between Xbox. I still got like forty to sixty hours with Anthem, somewhere that I don't remember anymore how many I finished up, but somewhere between forty and sixty hours. Still don't regret paying what I did for it. Still had a blast with that game. But to compare Suicide Squad, an absolutely 100% complete game with a full year's roadmap of content all ready to go. Laid out. A full-fledged narrative with some of the best acting Overall, in video games, some of the most just from top to bottom, well-acted characters. It is nowhere near an Anthem situation. Again, I'm not saying that this game is going to succeed as much as WB needs it to. I'm not saying that this is going to be Rocksteady's crowning achievement. I'm not saying any of that stuff. What I'm saying is this is a complete game. For me, zero problems with the money I spent for it. If we wind up getting... 12, 15 hours out of the main campaign and we get into endgame at that point, money well spent for the amount of enjoyment that I'm already getting out of it. And I played it solo, I played it duos, and I played it with four player during my time with it. And I could tell you that across the board, they were all great experiences. No matter how I was playing the game. The bots in this game, great, fantastic. In fact, they might be a little too good sometimes. When I was playing solo, I was like, yo, can you guys chill out? Like, I'd like to get some, <laughs> like, I'd like to get some finishers going here. I'd like to get my combos up. What are you guys doing? They were killing things. But hands down, Suicide Squad one nailed it exactly what I thought it was going to be. It's one of the bright moments already early in 2024 for me. Don't think that's going to change, even if the end game turns out to not be good. Again, we saw this with Outriders, same thing. Outriders had massive problems. I don't want to see those comparisons either. Outriders had massive problems when it launched, and they chose to fix the wrong things, which caused them all the people to fall off of it. Again, base was there, 
The core was there for them to do something special. They fumbled it completely. Rocksteady's not fumbling this out the gate. Again, say what you want to say about the story, the characters. They did what they did. The fact that they're leaning into the dark side, the brutality of if you are actually going to tell a story about bad characters, about villains who all this time have gotten the shit beat out of them nonstop by the heroes, and they finally have a chance to go after the heroes, you think that they're going to treat them with respect? Hell no. And they shouldn't. Because that's not who they are as characters. So the irreverence that is showing here, I absolutely love. Yeah, absolutely freaking love because we don't get enough of this. I've wanted Sith games for years for Star Wars where they deep dive into the Sith. I don't get those necessarily. KOTOR, you could go Sith, which was fantastic. It's one of my favorite games. My favorite Star Wars game of all time, KOTOR 1 and 2. Why? Because they gave me the choice. Go full dark side. Go full Sith. Kill who you want to kill. Love it. We don't get that enough. People are too scared to do that as devs i don't know why because i think it would be great but maybe this is why because if you do it there's going to be a lot of people who come out of the woodwork that say i hate playing as villains i want to play the good guys i want to play the heroes all the time i don't want to do this okay fair enough me i love it love every minute yeah. of it like it's so great map it's yeah. so great and i, um, I saw mash but, in the chat earlier say like yeah. a good thing that it, completely agree with this so this many times like there's a difference between a game not being for you and a game being bad right and i think Absolutely that 1, that is something where it's something a game like isn't for you sometimes all of a sudden people just say oh yeah it's bad like why did they do that like it's just like oh who wants to play that shit or something like that you know instead of like oh yeah that's, that's just not personally interesting to me you know like it for me like again like I and part of this is playing with you guys too, like obviously in party chat, like. But I, I haven't laughed as much at a story, you know, in a game, probably in a, in a in a, at least in a very very long time. Like, just little moments of like the dialogue and the the reactions and interactions between the characters is just gold. And and I think there's yes. something kind of unique and special about the four player co-op aspect with like us playing all four characters like throughout the game uh mm -hmm. you're, you're harley right and so you see that dumb yep. smile on her face constantly even yep. in the most dire or, or crazy circumstances right and then you know jasper king shark which is just so perfect as well and then yes. uh then steel rain with dead shot and then yep. my and my uh captain boomerang you know just like it's just <laughs> fucking like so many great moments in there like it it just i'll tell you this it's my favorite yep. suicide squad thing based yeah. on i've seen the movies sure. Yeah, sure, yeah. like this is like my favorite suicide squad thing for sure uh out, yep. out of anything based on the story and the writing mm -hmm. fucking they nailed what i would want to see out of a out of the suicide squad in that aspect right so um they made anyway. me care about characters that i would never care about they actually yeah. made me care about characters. Like now, it's not just Harley. Like <laughs> yeah. I actually enjoy the rest of them. You you, you care about Captain Boomerang? You care about me, Pong? I do. Yeah, I do. 
I do. And when I lost my clothes or when I when I got when no, I, when I got I thought that was freaking hilarious and it fits you. When I got knocked out and my ass was in that was was in the air. Oh, I got a screenshot of that, by the way. Oh, did you? Yeah, it to you. yeah I got a screenshot of that. I do. I do have a screenshot of that. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they made me care about these characters. I actually care about King Shark. I looked at King Shark and I was like, dude, this is ridiculous. But now, bro, <laughs> the, the outfit that Jasper showed up. In oh last my night. god! <laughs> and the, it's their personalities, Matt, that you were just talking about. Yeah. The the mixture of each one is so individual. Yeah. And they are so opposite. Yeah, it, it is so just different. so yeah. funny. And like I said, but it wouldn't be pulled off if it wasn't for the writing and acting. They absolutely 100% killed that part. There is just, there, it's so hard to do. And they just got it across so well. It's just, it's phenomenal. That whole that whole scene last night in the dark, Mav. Again, I'm not going to spoil anything in case you guys do play yeah. it, but the whole scene where we're in the dark. How many video games have you in the dark for legitimately two minutes? <laughs> <laughs> completely black screen and just talking going on and it's fucking entertaining as all hell yeah like we were dying like it was awesome uh just great um we got some catching up to do this is a late announcement chat listen up everybody this is a late announcement from the conductors up front uh at the engine listen up folks while we were talking that's right we reached a mock 4.5 five that's right a mock 4.5 i hope you all were paying attention to the overhead signs because we had some special people drop on in here we had some people get on the court as i said if you ever want to follow up it's open court go ahead it's open season out here get your dunk get your layup however you want to do it bring those bags of coal let's get this engine burning on the hype train the fun speculation network coming to a town near you because of people like razor and z he dropped in here earlier and brought the 10 bomb that's right the easy dunk from the free throw line that's what razor and z did hyping up the crowd getting this train pumped up choo choo motherfucker he came in here with the 10 bomb that's right we added two more cars to the back we got a lot of people on board this train miles long as we pass through a town near you that's right razor nz thank you so much for the 10 and then we had who else came in here oh, of course the famous one the man who ended 2023 along with bold alpha wolf pack on some amazing mock 10 runs across a lot of different shows that's right the one and only Decano dropping in here and said i'm joining in guys i'm adding another car to this train because we aren't going fast enough that's right Decano drops a bag of coal an easy five layup on the court all net no glass the five gifted memberships. Thank you, Dakota, for keeping this show, helping keep this show ad-free in here in 2024. Your goal, folks, with a little bit of extra credit, is now down to 4200 for the month of February. Let's go. We got this easy. I know you want to hit your goal, and we're going to help you guys hit your goal. You guys love big numbers out there for our show. No coffee beans. That's going to be the mantra for 2024. No coffee beans here. Listen up, y'all. Choo-choo, motherfuckers. Thank y'all. Appreciate it. Um, great discussion on Suicide Squad. We told y'all we're coming with it. Um, again, it's not Cap. Um, if I didn't like the game, I'd be here telling about it. Uh, if I wasn't happy with it, same with Mav, especially Mav, because he came into it from uh, a couple different perspectives. His, he kind of flip-flopped on it um, and decided to jump in day one. Nobody here is going to talk fake excitement for this game. Again, the game ain't perfect. When we talk about these games, the games aren't perfect. But when we're enjoying a game this much, right? Anything 
outside of major flaws, which we would talk about if there was game breaking bugs, if there was save file problems, if we were having issues in co-op, which was taking away from the experience, if we were having bad optimization, if the RPCs were like doing crazy things, we would talk about that stuff, right? But we, when you're having this great of a time, the little stuff, I don't notice it. If you have a problem with the UI, you got a problem with the UI. When I'm playing the game, I don't even notice the UI. Like that's how focused in I am on the game. So I'm not going to talk about the UI being busy. I don't care about busy UIs. Is if I'm enjoying the game, the UI disappears and I'm focused on the action. That's what happens. So we're not capping. We're not faking this. We're not paid. We bought our copies. Again, we're not going to do any of that kind of shit here. Ever. I don't care how big this show gets or how big this channel gets. You're not going to find that fake nonsense around uh, here. The easiest thing for us to do, Pong, would be go with the narrative. To slow and bash it. Bash yeah. the hell out uh, of it why, if you really you know, Why did they do this? You know, like, or whatever. I, I, that was my initial re reaction when I first saw this game and the gameplay before yep. I even saw what everybody else was saying, right? Because we saw it all, like, live on a co-stream, I think. But, like, later, you know, as it got... Like that's something you just kind of overcome and accept that it's not you're not going to get what you thought it was going to be. So at some point, you have to just if you're interested in it still, which I was, judge yep. it for what it is, right? Right. So right. for what it, it is, it's fucking brilliant, man. I it love is. It. I love it. You know. And if you're I'd, still on the fence, if and if you're not, you can't decide which way. Again, I'm not gonna tell you go buy it at full price. Get rid of your FOMO, right? It's, this game's gonna be around. They got a year's roadmap out there. Wait for a sale. Do whatever. You know, wait for a sale. Go pick it up then. If you don't feel like it's maybe not as you're not liking it as much as the full price, that's cool too. Again, I'm the dude who says that I'm a budget gamer, so I understand completely. Do that kind of stuff, right? All we're saying is that a lot of the negativity yeah. out here is because of what the game isn't versus what it actually is. And that's where we do have a problem because in my opinion, it's not deserved when a game doesn't do what you personally wanted to do. Again, yeah. you don't have to like it. You don't have to play it. I see a lot of people playing this game a whole lot for hating it again, just like Starfield kind of weird, but at the same time, don't have to, it's not, it's not required of you, right? Yeah. You could pass off the review to somebody else. Again, you guys, especially the big, the big boys out here, you guys got plenty of other people to review, so if you didn't want to review it, don't review it. But again, yeah, don't uh, let that stuff one, don't hit home. Yeah, go ahead. One thing, to, uh, just on a, another aspect that I was thinking about when yeah. we were playing is you, is that oh. you know with the roadmap they have other characters coming, right? Yes. And yes. the one thing that has stood out to me so much because like in the tutorial when you're playing at the very beginning, you get a chance to play mm -hmm. as all the characters, right? The yes. thing that stood out to me most is how different each character is to play as right yeah uh, traversal uh weapons uh mm -hmm. to the like combo skills. system skills uh, all everything yep. is completely unique, unique to the character right so exactly. i'm curious when these new characters come out like they already announced jokers coming right um yep when those when these characters come out are they going to be like kind of reskins of already existing like traversal and aspects and stuff or are they going to be completely unique again because they if they are if they're completely unique like that 
this has so much potential to have so much diverse gameplay ongoing just from the even just these four characters right especially if these if the if the characters are voiced and ad lib and and have the dialogue like when they're roaming around the city and all that kind of stuff like they can add all these elements to it like with these new characters that come out oh but god we're in for a fucking treat with that content man uh because they they are truly individuals right yep um which is pretty damn special in a game like this right it's fantastic i i Again, nothing but best of luck to Rocksteady. I hope this game does well enough where they continue and can continue beyond the first year of content. I want to see this expand out. I would love to see more, obviously, um, from what we've been saying. It's a game that I'm going to continue to go back to over and over again right now. I want to keep playing it. Even when I was playing Grand Blue Fantasy Relink and I was like oohing and on over that and having a great time, I was thinking about, I need to get my levels up. I need to get some new gear. I want to go back into that city. I want to cause some chaos and some damage. Like I want to see where the story is going. Like, I really did want to keep playing it it's one of those games again we got so much coming out i just hope rock city does find a good solid foothold um with enough fans and enough people who do support this game that they do continue it forward uh because i think like you said map there the sky's the limit as far as where they could take this game what they could do with this universe i think it's totally cool man um i love it so um Man, math, good conversations about some of the new games already this year. Crazy, we're already having these big, long conversations, and we just got out of January. Um, this is the type of year where it's time to buckle up. This is going to be a hell of a year. Um, but, Mav, we got to get into the main story here. We, we really do. And that is, of course, the fact that Sony finally had a show, finally yeah. gave their fans they're only fans, something to talk about other than Xbox going third party or closing up shop in 2027 or lies or whatever else they got going on over at the circus. They finally gave them something to chew on, something to chew on um, in a state of play this week. Uh, and we we had found out that this was coming um, last week, late last week, that it was going to be this week. Um, and sure enough, we had it. I watched you. I went back and watched cause I was at work. I uh, watched you and Jasper cover it. Shout out to you guys. Again, I told you guys last night, um, in party chat, but shout out to you guys. You guys did a great job. You two, um, covering the show. Um, but obviously it was a state of play. And as we talked early in the show, generally speaking, state of plays are for the third and second party deals. Uh, they're not for first party. Now, everybody's still waiting on first party. We still have no first party roadmap whatsoever outside of the Insomniac leaks. We know what Insomniac's doing until 2035, but we don't know what anybody else is doing. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we don't know what's coming. We don't. We haven't had updates on games like Concord, et cetera. We don't, I, again, where is it? It's looking like 2024. Now that Death Stranding 2, which we're going to talk about, got officially announced for 2025, right? And it's still second party technically, but they own the IP. So whatever, give you, give you credit for first party. What do you got this year? Nothing again, again, last year you had Spider-Man, which was a huge one. It was only one, but you had a huge one. But again, for your fans, right? Sony isn't talking about what they are doing first party wise, but they had this show. The state of play. And I judge every show as it is presented. I don't compare them to other shows. That's not how I do it personally. So I just go into them as gamers. This is what I do for Nintendo Directs. Even though I don't own a Nintendo system and haven't owned one personally since the Super Nintendo, I still watch Nintendo Directs because as a gamer, I'm excited to see what they're bringing and see if anything piques my interest. 
And obviously with Sony and PlayStation now, they show games that are multi-plat now. They show games that are going to be potentially coming to PC, if not day one very shortly or shortly thereafter. And now I have a PC. I'm going to be playing Helldivers 2. We'll, you, you'll be seeing us play Helldivers 2 when it drops. February next week, right? February 8th yeah. already? You'll be seeing us play Helldivers 2 because I'm picking it up on PC. I'm going to be playing Horizon Forbidden West at some point because it's coming to PC. Okay, so I get interested. I get excited for this stuff, even if I don't own a PlayStation right now. So I went, that's how I walked into the state of play. Um, people are going to have different opinions for all variety of different reasons. Uh, again, Xbox has got its own circus and they all have a good time over there too as well. We all know. So this is a time for them to do their thing. Um, but I went into this as a gamer map. I watch you guys' coverage. I went back and watched some of the stuff in 4K, um, as I always do to get the real better look at these games because again watching on my phone um does not do it justice even if i do like what i'm seeing go back 4k it's like on the big screen i'm like holy shit yeah um so let's talk about the state of play mav overall let's just give me your just overall impressions of the show mav how is pacing um you know as far as the state of play goes, knowing that we weren't going to have probably yeah. any big first party stuff here, there was rumors going around that Sea of Thieves or Hi-Fi Rush or both <laughs> could show up here. Uh, that never happened. That didn't yeah, materialize. Saying, oh, enjoy watching the yeah. show tomorrow and Hi-Fi Rush and Sea yeah. of Thieves show up for PlayStation. <laughs> right. Like, okay. Right. Yeah, sure. So, yeah. so we had some not, we had some things going on around it too. But how, just overall impressions of the show, Mav. How did you feel about it? And then we'll get into some of the games here. Yeah, uh, presentation, I thought they did an awesome job with that. Yeah. Like, I really like the format, perfect length, got through quite a bit of games, had some special, uh, bigger looks at certain games as well. Um, I, for me, the Death Stranding 2 part extended a little longer than I would have wanted it to, but I did still like what I saw from it. It was, like, visually stunning. It's just also, like, what the hell's happening, what's going on? So, like, um, it's a little indulgent there from, like, the Kojima side with that, but, like, it... It is what it is, right? Um, Stellar Blade, um, I think, set the tone off strong because that was early showing for them there as well. So overall, just I think presentation-wise, I like the format. Um, it, 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 I, Herman Hulse was the one doing the uh, like the kind of host. Thing. so he was kind of interesting uh in that role <laughs> he's better than jim but yeah. my god his, the voice that he uses yeah. is just if that's his natural voice like it sounds like a robot man it's like but he's got this weird breathy yeah to his voice like and now sony fans be amazed at the games <laughs> we're about to show you yeah. like it's just any yeah. and he looks up constantly so you're looking at it through his nose all the time yeah it's just anyway sorry like, please enjoy <laughs> the games that we're having coming this year on playstation we are going to have so much for you this year you know it's like okay man thanks bro <laughs> um, like I said, he's better than jim yeah I, i'd rather see herman but it's yeah. funny uh, better, definitely better than jim who doesn't like yeah no, no oh to my god stand there um so you know i i think uh presentation wise they did pretty good um you know the uh there's some cool stuff that we got to see you know but uh i, I like the presentation i like I, I like that direction right because there's a good mix too of different kinds of games yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. Again, as somebody who goes in just looking for a variety of things, looking for 
I don't need the whole show to amaze and wow me. I don't need the whole show to be every game for me. That's just not going to happen. I like a great variety of games, but there's certainly going to be games that aren't for me. Um, but I thought it did from a third party and second party standpoint, published uh, standpoint, uh, again, great variety here. Something for everybody for the most part, right? If you're an Xbox only fan, you got some multiplat stuff in here. And I hope one of them excited you, um, you know, or two of them. Um, if you are a PlayStation fan, like you got to see some of the exclusive like stellar blade like death straining 2 you got to see some in-depth stuff here so i just thought they had a great mix um i still like the xbox directs better with yeah. no commentary uh with just devs talking i think it's fantastic um i still like that a whole lot better but the state of play pacing was pretty damn good for me um i i thought overall again outside of the death straining 2 even though really was weirded out but liking and enjoying because that's how i kind of feel about kojima and his stuff it was overdone too long um but that's kojima son and he especially with sony has earned it and they give him the floor and they just let him to go again he was on the xbox stage with od um having a pretty or at game awards i should say um having a pretty long segment with jeff right it's just kind of kojima son so um but overall i like the show um I like what it presented. I saw a bunch of things here that I'm interested in uh, and then I'm excited for it. And that's all I can ask for a state of play. Uh, let's talk about some of the stuff that was announced. This is not going to go in order. Um, some of the stuff we won't cover like, you know, until dawn remaster. Okay. Again, <laughs> yeah. whatever. I don't know. Why Another that, I don't know why that exists. To be honest. With I, don't, you. I, I, I don't think a lot of people understand, know why that exists itself. Um, zone, Zenless zone zero looks great. We're not going to talk about that again. I, you know, I, it looks great from an anime standpoint. These are the games I always get excited about, but not a whole lot to say. That's Metro the, VR. That was a Hoyoverse yeah. game, right? Yes, yeah, a Hoyoverse okay. game. Yeah, it looks fantastic. Whatever. Uh, Metro VR. Uh, again, no need to talk about <laughs> Legendary Tales VR. Again, look cool. Skyrim esque. Yeah. Cheesy VR shit. Okay. If I had a VR laying around, would I probably play it? Sure, but I'm yeah. not going to have a VR. That's later what on, I was so thinking when I saw it. I was like, if yeah. I was into VR, that's the kind of thing I'd probably play, right? But, yeah. You know, I um, yeah, I, I just, whatever. Uh, foam stars. Yeah. We've seen a lot of foam stars. The fact that it's it's coming to PlayStation Plus is fantastic. PlayStation yeah. Plus Premium. It's fantastic. No, it's, Day it, one game. It's coming to Essentials. Is it coming to essentials too? Yeah, okay. that's what people cool. had said Great. to me during, or unless I'm okay. mistaken. But during one well, of our shows, we we're trying to figure it out, and people were in the chat were telling me it's coming to essentials. Okay, so if just, it's coming there too, great, well, even just better. Giving it away for free, pretty much. Right, you know, right, and and they should because they yeah. got to give this they got to give this game every chance to succeed if it's ever yeah. going to get any legs. I personally don't think it'll have legs, but I've been surprised by other games before. So again, especially games that I look at and go, I wouldn't even play that. I, if it was in Game Pass, I should I shouldn't lie. If it was in Game Pass, I download it and I try it. But I don't think it would stick with me. But again, Foam Stars, we've seen plenty of it. It's coming. It's a nice. It's a nice little bonus for the PlayStation fans over there that do subscribe uh, to Essentials and uh, you know whatever to PS Plus. Um, it's great that they're doing it, and I hope you guys enjoy it. I hope it is a great game. Again, they're they're trying something. So you know, with Square, that's great um so we don't need to talk about that hell divers 2 trailer uh mav we've talked a lot of hell divers 2 again yeah. we're going to be both on it um you guys will hear about this at length did this trailer 
the only thing I'll say about this trailer real quick, because we don't need to go in depth about it, because we've talked a lot about Helldivers 2, unless there's something you really want to cover, but the trailer did add more. Uh, the customization of your of your battleships in space, I did not know they were going to do that. Like, you get to show up, you get to put on the new guns, like the super weapons that you get to use during the game, and then you actually get to customize how you want that built out on your ship. That looked pretty dope. The game just looks... Again, just a pure blast to play. This isn't some serious, oh, I'm going to, you know, this is going to be some like game that's like so deep or it's not. This is going to be a surface level. Get out there, kill bugs, save the universe, go to different planets and you know, try out new super weapons. Have a great time with your co-op buddies. I'm all in on this. It's not a full price game. Even better. We're good. Yeah, I'm same. I'm going to get it probably on yep. PC. Uh, yep. I play with you guys and um, yep. Looks like a blast, but I didn't really see anything new to be like crazy excited about or anything like that. So, right. All right. So let's get into some of the other stuff. I kind of named the stuff that we we don't necessarily need to talk about. Some of the stuff will be short too. I'm pretty sure. But let's just talk about some of the other stuff. Um. Uh. Oh, another one. V Rising. Um. Coming to PlayStation Five. This will be console exclusive. Um. V Rising has been on a PC for a while. I mentioned it. I picked it up now on PC for sixteen bucks. Survival vampire game. Mav. I know you and Jasper didn't recognize it. I was yelling at my screen while I was rewatching you guys because mm-hmm. I knew what it was right away. I'm like, oh my god, they're bringing V Rising to consoles finally. Because I've been looking at this game nonstop, wondering if I was going to pick it up on PC. I kind of secretly was hoping they were going to bring it to consoles. Obviously Xbox. What we know right now, it's. PlayStation 5 exclusive. Not that the developers down the road won't put it on Xbox, but right now it is going to come to PlayStation 5. For people who don't know, this has a pretty steady fan base on PC. This has done some good numbers over there, not PAL World or anything like that, but this has done some really good numbers for game. Action RPG, survival game, set in a vampire universe. But I saw you and Jasper react to it. Uh, Mav, you definitely were like, oh, 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 oh yeah. well, yeah. I might have to pick this up. What do you think, brother? V Rising. Yeah, it depends on the price and whether I get it yeah. on PlayStation versus PC because that's one I would like to kind of kick back and chill and play mm-hmm. for long periods of time potentially or, or whatever or kind of just here and there. So not necessarily what I would want to necessarily get for PC. Uh, but if it is more way more expensive on console yeah. when it comes, then I might end up getting it for PC because I, I didn't really know about this game. Yeah. You know, I somehow just yeah. got overlooked it for the last couple of years. I guess it's been out for a while, but uh, mm-hmm. seeing the trailer, I was like, oh, that looks really up my alley. You know, Diablo-esque so, with the isometric view, yeah. all that good stuff. Yes. Yeah, it looks yeah, great. Yeah, it's got full controller support on PC, too, by the way. Full controller support. So we're good there, too. Um, yeah, that's that's really cool. I saw that cut your attention. V-Rising coming to PlayStation 5. <laughs> again, excited me enough to go pick it up on PC because I watched it again. And I was like, yeah, I've been waiting around long enough for this game. I'll just pick it up. Fine. I, I, I'll i kick back to it, too. Uh, Dave the Diver is coming uh, to uh, PlayStation. Uh, also should be coming to Xbox as well. Dave the Diver, the, the quote-unquote indie hit, even though they admit that they're not indies themselves, but Keeley says they're indies. The quote-unquote indie hit of the PC world last year, one of them, uh, is now coming to consoles finally. They also did announce, which I haven't seen confirmed today, they're having Godzilla DLC, of all things, in Dave the Diver. Uh, Godzilla is yeah. coming to Dave the Diver. I know you've been playing Dave the Diver on the Switch, right, Mav? Because it was yeah. on Switch and PC, right? Um but uh, Godzilla is coming. Nobody's confirmed yet. Another, if that's a PlayStation exclusive DLC or if that's coming to everything. But uh, man, as somebody who's played Dave the Diver, what do you think? Yeah, cool? it's a fun little 
game to kind of kill time and, and play with. Yeah. Like I, I think it's good for the Switch because it's like a little time killer time sink and something mm-hmm. you can kind of hop on and play for a little bit here and there. So uh, it's cool that it's coming to other consoles. Hopefully it's coming to Xbox as well. Um, but uh, I think no word on that yet. If it does come to Xbox, I'll probably end up getting it on there. Um, I just don't hop on the PlayStation as much. And uh, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, it's a. I was not expecting to see Godzilla show up <laughs> like that. I was like, okay. And Godzilla's coming to Minecraft too, by the way, folks. Just as a side note, little story this yeah. week. Godzilla's coming to Minecraft as well. So Godzilla's everywhere because, of course, Year Zero, Godzilla yeah. Year Zero, which I really want to see in the theaters in black and white. I really do. I don't know if I'm going to get to, but God, I want to see that movie so bad. It's getting yes, huge. Nominated for an Oscar yes. too, I think. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. So the, that's probably why. Yeah, the team celebrate on um, when they had their awesome. uh, nominee shown. Uh, then uh, also they had the Godzilla apple tv show um mm, yeah the monster really, one what is it called uh i've heard that too uh um, monarch or something maybe uh, i can't remember yeah i can't remember either i don't have apple tv interested in that series too again for anybody who doesn't know back in the day i watched all the old godzillas including the old old stuff from japan the black and white stuff. big godzilla fans saw godzilla 1985 in the theater with my dad um I have the poster framed. In fact, uh, Godzilla 1985, yeah. old school Godzilla fan here, man. Yeah, um, Mo- I, I'm Monarch, really excited to see this. Monarch Legacy of Monsters. Yeah, there we go. Monarch Legacy of Monsters. I'm I'm curious to see that now with how they're where where they're going with it. The bits that I've seen out there on uh, people posting and stuff and talking about it, I'm interested in that in that yeah. show actually. So, um, but yeah, that that was cool to see. Um, Silent Hill had a weird double showing. Yeah. Um, I was confused as you guys were when you were watching it because I was like out, full game free to play. I was like, what do we what do we what? Uh, but they had yeah. a Silent Hill, the short message, which is aptly described as you two described it uh, more like a PT kind of experience. Um, for those of you that played PT on PlayStation five, um, a short free to play kind of I don't know if you want to call it a demo or what you want to call it. But, yeah. you know, ex- again, experience. An experience, sure. Yeah. They dropped it on PS5 yesterday. Um, and then we got into the Bloober game, right? The Silent Hill 2 remake yeah. as well. Um, uh, by Bloober. I'm not gonna play it. I played uh the original Silent Hills. Yeah. Um, I could play those because of the graphics. Yes, they still had their jump scare moments, but just like Resident Evil back then, I could play Resident Evils. I was playing scarier games, not all of them, but I was playing scarier games back then. But I'm not gonna jump into this game, but I got you're doing a silent two remake remaster, whatever you want to freaking call it at this point. It's a remake. Yeah. Remake. It's bloober. So I'm taking that all into consideration. Obviously I had a good time with the medium. Um, I'm, I was one of the people that actually enjoyed the medium. Um, I played through 80% of it, 85% of it really enjoyed it. Uh, not enough to finish it, but I did enjoy my experience. It wasn't over the top scary to me. Um, I thought the, you know, the mechanics that they brought in with the dual screens and all that kind of stuff, the two worlds at one time. I loved what Bloober did there. I really like some of it. But Bloober's been never known to push bound, to push the limits of things. Yeah. Um, and some people really don't like Bloober. This looked like a Bloober game to me. And overall, while I thought it looked okay, uh, I wasn't overly impressed. What did you think about Silent Hill 2? Yeah, that's w- something we were talking about before, actually. We even went live. It was like, if it's Silent Hill shown, like, is it, what is it going to look like? Because, like, this was like Bloober's. Yeah chance to really shine on an IP that's kind of really 
bigger right and yeah and i think like it's always been like it's a beloved ip but like it was never as big as like resident evil right no Um, no 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 no. but but a hard diehard fan base like a die and the people were clamoring for the next one when kojima was tied to it originally yes. right because you had the pt thing come out and people were like oh what's going on with this i'll bring silent hill back in a big way and then that whole thing got canned so people have been waiting for silent hill and it kind of got elevated even to another level and so like for me it was this was their chance to really come out there and make a statement of like here here's what we're capable of here we're bringing silent hill and we're gonna make this as big as like resident evil or whatever and stuff and like it definitely had a lot of resident evil to it i'll give yeah. it that <laughs> so when I saw it, though, like I got more classic survival horror vibes, which is a, in a, in some ways that's really good, right? I'll be right back. Um, yeah, Go on. but I um, ultimately I felt kind of let down of the presentation of that game, like just overall how it looked and stuff. Now you could do like a classic survival horror still, but really push the boundaries now. And a game like that, you should be able to. And for me, when I when I compare what that game is doing to what Capcom's been doing with the Resident Evil games and really pushing the boundaries, even on the remakes, like Resident Evil Two remake or Resident Evil, like uh, I think three remake or the, all these different remakes they've been doing, and then you have you know uh, Biohat or you had Resident Evil 7 and you had Resident Evil uh, 8 Village and all the things have been doing there. You had the Resident Evil 4 remake, all these things. And they really shine like, holy shit, this is like next level stuff and made in that RE engine. And I kind of see Silent Hill 2 and I'm like, oh, okay. That kind of looks old and doesn't look that impressive, you know, overall for the genre that it's in. I would kind of I enjoy. I like seeing the roots that it's st- trying to stay tied to, but ultimately, I felt like they could have pushed the boundaries more for a game like that, especially with what the competition in the space is doing. And I even felt like um, Evil Within One and Two, even in a lot of ways, shines a lot better than what I saw with Silent Hill Two Remake. So I just ultimately, I felt like. Com- Compared to other games in the genre, it just looked dated. Didn't look that great. To mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I agree so, with that. Yep. I don't know. Which I was fine. Again, I don't. That's not how I judge yeah. games. It just, yeah. Again, I was just like, mm, it looks and, like Resident and, Evil. And, and they could have came out there like, holy shit, yeah. you know, like, right. but it didn't. Right. It was just like, oh, it no. looks like an old. It looks like old. an old Silent Hill game that's kind of remade a little yeah. bit. And yeah, you know, I I don't know. It, it I'm was, happy for the fans though, Matt, because yeah. it has been a long time, and that there's a lot of people who never thought that Konami would even go back to it ever again. It wasn't like the biggest seller ever either, right? Like you were talking about, like their Resident Evils were massive back in the day, so it made sense when Capcom went back to it. The Silent Hills, again, beloved, really diehard fan base, but never sold commercially like Resident Evil did, yeah. you know, and so a lot of people didn't even think they would go back to it again, but here we are, at least they're getting a game, and I hope it is good, and I hope the Silent Hill fans um, at least get the experience that they want out of it from Bloober, and I, I hope it does live up to the Silent Hill name, even if it is not cutting edge, because again, to me, graphics don't mean everything. Again, it's about the gameplay, um, and I just hope the experience itself, the story, and all that kind of stuff that they're remaking 
does hit the same way for the fans that the old one did and they get what they yeah. they've been hoping for so, I, I got i got more nostalgia than yeah. i got like oh this is awesome and new right you know right, right, right. yeah so which is different from how you know capcom approached resident evil when they kind of made them for the guy because there was the nostalgic parts in there yeah. of course they kept that but everything else like it was like wow well I even mean, but like, even them for their true to yeah. life remakes Yes. Like those, those right. like are yes. even like, wow, holy shit. Like, yes. because they look yeah. like pushing the boundaries of what new games can do, even if sure. they're remakes, right? Correct. Um, like the graphics on those things are so fucking impressive. Uh, yeah. And I don't know. It's just like seeing, knowing what Resident Evil does, or like I said, also even Evil Within has done, um, one and two, which is in the same kind of genre, right? And, and just seeing this. It just it just fell really flat to me and just didn't get me excited for Silent Hill to come back whatsoever. Like for people right. that are excited for it to come back, yes. cool. Yes. You know, uh, have your nostalgia trip. I'm sure you'll be happy with it. Uh, it just I was hoping for another big player in that space, right? To right, you know, really shine and stuff. And it just didn't look like they brought it. And I want I want to see Blooper Team succeed because I I think they're yeah. a team that's been growing and making strides and doing good things and stuff and like they had great production they put out games quite a bit but uh yeah this for their first big real opportunity to make a statement like just wasn't there no i agree uh i agree overall but again i hope for the, i hope for the people the fans yeah. that they do get what they want yeah green goblin um, made a good point it's the dead space also like the, the way they remade yeah. that like it just yeah. really shown out like wow that's like the next level looking stuff yes. right this, yes. this just didn't. We look. are spoiled in that fashion well, with some of those that remakes kind of, at EA. That kind of genre, though, you should be yeah. able to do that. You with should that, be able to, right? Correct. Like, yes. you're not in this huge open world, or like, you know, you're not like it's more of a isolated, immersive experience, mm -hmm. right? So that's your chance on those kind of games to shine in those areas. You know, mm -hmm. it's true. Um, and it, it looked like an indie game. Yeah, it definitely looked like a smaller team game. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Double A, yeah, whatever. I don't think that's what um, people would want for Silent Hill. I'm just saying. You know. No, I mean in the in, in the grand, you know, in a perfect world, no, of course not. Of course, everybody wants the best of the best. Like I said, it's you know, but yeah, I I agree wholeheartedly. And again, this is a good point. Um, as far as the linear games, the older linear games are much easier to do, um, to remake and make up an impression from that standpoint. The leap, uh, to current gen for sure, um. Sonic X Shadow Generations announced, Mab. Now, this is obviously coming to everything, um, and it's coming uh, this autumn. Uh, oh, I should also say that for uh, the the Sony only fans that were claiming that Silent Hill 2 was coming out this year, it's not coming out this year. Yeah. We didn't even get a date, no window, no nothing. I imagine that's 2025 at some point. Um, so, um, but no date. I'd be surprised if it hits this year, but no date on that one. Again, people like to keep track of how many dates are out there. Uh, you know, no date on that one. Um, but Sonic X Shadow Generations, another Sonic game, and they're going back, Mav, and they're bringing in Shadow. I say this every time as an <laughs> old Sonic fan, and yet I don't, I haven't admittedly bought any of them. But I really want to play them. If they announce Sonic Adventure, I swear. If they announce, and I know 3-Bits might still be hanging on the chat. 
and three bit as that being one of his favorite all time games as well. If they announce Sonic Adventure one or two coming back or both or remaking or whatever they do with it, I will be there day one. I I swear on everything I will pick it up. But I would love to play these games. I really uh, the last Sonic game that was announced that came out last year, Mav. I really want to pick that one up. I'm just so swamped and Sonic gets left behind. But when I saw it as Sonic X Shadow Generations, got me excited. Love seeing Shadow. Um, love the levels look. Again, I wish these things would do better for Sega than they do because Sonic is so damn cool as a character. But it just looks great. And, and it hits all the nostalgia feels. And it does wow me seeing Sonic and nowadays. Sonic looked great back in the day. But seeing Sonic nowadays still, you know, gets just gets my hype up a little bit. So Sonic X Generations coming to everything. Autumn 2024. Matt, got any uh, thoughts on Sonic X Shadow Generations? Uh, it looks... It, we, at first when we saw it, it as like... A lot of it looked like Sonic Adventures. It did. Right? It did. Yeah, and it did. I was like, when I saw that, I was like, Three bits gonna be happy. Oh, you know, that's what's freaking. I'd be here doing backflips. Yeah, like, but yeah, it looked great, man. Um, yeah. I got the last Sonic game that came out. Uh, oh, did you? I not, don't remember not you told Frontiers, me but the uh, other, yeah. the new two D one. Yes. Um, and we you, played. I, I only played a little bit. That. Yeah. We, we, oh, okay. Kate likes Sonic a lot too. Uh, yeah. she grew, grew up playing Sonic, and like I, uh, we got it. We've only played a little bit here and there. Like okay. we got it one night, just thinking of some time to kill and. I think we did like a, a level or two, but overall yeah. it's really good. Cool, though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this looks like more of that next level thing, you know? So I don't know. There's just so many fucking Sonic games that come out, man. It's like every I year know. there's a new one. This will be yeah. the third year. It's coming this year, right? So this will be yeah. the third year in a row that there's a new Sonic. Game. We get two last year. We got two last year. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Like the output yep. is insane. I mean, Sonic. it's great. They're keeping Sonic in the news. They just don't ever do overly well. I mean, I guess I don't know what Sega expects out of them, but they keep producing, which I'm happy about because eventually I'll probably one day just go, you know what? I really want to play a Sega, a Sonic game right now. And I'll probably pick up one of them, right? And play it. And like, that's the, but I'm just happy they're here. And this one did look really cool because I did pick up on the adventure feel. In fact, I think a level or two was from adventure. Um, I didn't look close enough, but I think that they kind of pulled that in. Uh, so that makes me happy. Uh, and I'm sure three bits excited as well. Uh, but that was announced as well. Where do we go next here? Mav, let's go to rise of the Ronin team. Ninja console exclusive PS PlayStation console exclusive. We all got really excited when we first saw this game. I got to say that I still like what I'm seeing here. There's some really cool, good samurai stuff in here, right? There really is. But the more I've seen of it, Mav, the more I know it's probably not for me because it's starting to lean into Neo Souls-like style, which is fine. Again, popular as all hell, but probably not for me. Um, and I know that a lot of people out there for a lot of, especially the PlayStation only fans, the ones that I did go check out because from time to time I do get into those dark alleys just to see what people are saying. I know for a fact that some of them were mentioning because they are all graphic snobs. Okay. And games have to look a certain way to be premium experience. That rises a Ronin for a lot of them, not for all of them, because we never deal in absolutes. There's plenty of people who are still excited about this game, and they should be, because the gameplay, some of the gameplay looks really, really dope, and it's a much more open world game than I thought it would be with the glider and stuff. I was like, yo, okay. Um, 
but for the for for those snobs, graphically, yeah, nah, nah. I, I I'm like it's it's again. It's not for me. I don't graphically. I don't care. If I was in the Souls games, I was in a harder combat. I definitely picked this up because I, I definitely think it has some cool stuff. But I'm just saying, PlayStation only fans aren't really happy about this. Some of them. Uh, but Rise of the Ronin was there again. Uh, Mav, what did you think about Rise of the Ronin coming out March 22nd? They are holding that date, Mav, which is not good for anybody who doesn't know. March 22nd is also a game we're going to talk about here in a second. Dragon's Dogma 2, which I think is going to be much bigger than Rise of Ronin. And I can't believe Teen Ninja is holding this um, date. I yeah. would have moved if I were them. But anyways, uh, Mav, what did you think of Rise of Ronin, Shonen? Um, so there was... Parts I liked more than the last time I saw right. So initially, yeah. our first reveal of Rise of Ronin, I'm like, oh, I'm like that looks great. Mm-hmm. I want to play it right. Then we yeah. got the last time we saw it, and it focused mainly on the combat and stuff. And I was like, yes, I was like, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh. And now this time, I was like, oh yeah, it's back to it looking great for the first half of the trailer because they focused all on the world and the traversal mm-hmm. and like, uh, and it felt more open and stuff. I'm like, okay, yeah, that's the setting I that looks badass. I want to explore. But then they got to the combat again, and I was like, oh, this looks like a Souls game, <laughs> yeah. right? And I'm like, oh, yeah. mm, okay, so mm. I'm like, I, I'll i tell you what I'll probably do with Rise of the Ronin, right? Yeah. I'm probably going to wait on it. And now, yep. I'm not saying it looks bad. This, no. This, no, no, I think no, this no. game actually looks like it's probably going to be a quality game. It looks like a Team Ninja game. Right? It looks it like looks a team, team Ninja game. looks yes. like it's probably going to be a quality game, right? Um, my benefit with Wo Long, I got to play some of that, is that I got to try and game pass right away, so I didn't have to make Correct. that decision, right? This one, I feel like, looks like a setting that I love, right? Yep. But it looks like I, I'm going to be beating my head up against the wall a lot in the in the combat and stuff. So, uh, and that's just not personally something I necessarily enjoy. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a lot of gamers that are going to absolutely love this about this game, right? So yep. I think it has a chance to shine for those reasons. Um, and I think it's probably going to be uh, known as a quality, good game when it comes out and stuff. Um, but I think what I'm probably going to do now after this showing of it is sit back and wait for it to go on sale for cheaper at some point and then mm-hmm. give it give it a go then because the, the combat in it just doesn't look like it's my favorite type right yeah of game you know so um and then with everything else coming out and stuff like that it's like i'll just kind of sit on my hands a little bit on this one you know (laughs) yep i agree i agree um let's go here because we've talked about this one a lot already everybody pretty much knows our thoughts on it uh dragon's dogma 2 um another just again there are these games mav there are these teams, there are these publishers that just really know how to market their games. Yeah. And every time they show something from it, and with Dragon's Dogma 2, it's even the small clips on X, formerly known as Twitter, when they post the small little clips, whether it's a character class or whether they're talking about a monster, creature, whatever. Every time I see this game, Mav, and I was already hyped, everybody already knows, I'll big fan of the original i'm actually going to do a playthrough before this one comes out started it but now i'm sidetracked but i'll get back to it dragon's dogma 2 looks better and better and better yeah and this has game of the year written 
all over it. Again, we won't know until we get down to play it. We won't know if they put the complete package together. But my God, Capcom is just, we say time and time again, but they're firing on all cylinders. Their hype train is at Mach 10 and has been for years now. Like they are just killing everything they touch turns to gold. Dragon's Dogma 2, man, this trailer with all the, that dragon battle, bro, that dragon itself and how it looked. The 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 spell casting, even the bow, the new the new bow spells that they've been showing off, the new classes that they've been showing. They showed off a new class class in this trailer, and Steel did some checking on it because some people talked about it. I forget the name of it. Steel, if you're still in the chat, what's the name of the new class that was in this trailer? It's a specialty class map where basically you can use skills from every other class. It's an all-in-one class. So I love what they're doing here. Dragon's Dogma 2 has already sold me a long time ago. I'm all in. Again, a game that a lot of people never thought was going to be necessarily made. It's showing up this year in March, March 22nd. I'm getting this on PC, Mav, because as a little side note to the chat, if you guys haven't been paying attention to Dragon's Dogma 2, nothing official, okay? So nothing official. Yeah. This came from IGN Japan, I believe. So they probably have pretty good sources over in Japan. IGN Japan did report this week that the console versions are going to be 30 frames. Yeah, the chat's talking a little bit right now that even the yeah. PC is going to be 30. And so, like, I, I'm trying I, to I'm trying to check that because there's a lot of discrepancy right yes, now about a lot this, of discrepancy. Right? Um, I can't imagine they lock the PC at 30. Yeah, though. so I'm looking. I at, might imagine you might have to have some good hardware. Yeah, good rig. So I'm, lo I'm looking at Steam right now. Okay, mm -hmm. so this is what I see mm -hmm. on Steam for the PC version. Okay. I, I I have no doubt that the console version is going to be 30, right? Yeah, yeah, just, yeah no. just based on this, even alone, for me. because recommended for Steam, right, is um, uh, i7 10700 or AMD Ryzen 5 3600 for the processor, mm -hmm. uh, 16 gigs of RAM. Mm -hmm. And uh, RTX 2080 or Radeon at RX 6700. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But that's at 30 frames. 30 frames, right. Okay. So that's and at probably 1440. It, it says estimated performance 2160i at 30 frames per second. Okay. So is that, what's 2160i? Okay. That's, is that, uh, what is that, 1440 or is that? 40? Yeah. No, I don't know. Not tech. Yeah. Somebody in the chat probably knows um, how they list it out on Steam. But okay, so that's 30 frames at, with a 2080 or a 6500. A 2080 500? or a 6700. Right? 6700. Okay. So, okay. So I have a 7900 XT. You have a 7900 XTX. Yep. Um, I'm hoping we can get 60 frames out of a out of our cards and stuff. It might not be 4K. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, 1440. I'm good with that. 14, you know. Yeah, I'm good with that too. I will be picking this up on PC. That's 4K. Chat saying that's 4K. Yeah. That's 4K. Okay, so 4K 30. You need a 2080. Yeah, definitely. I yeah. think we can okay. definitely do. 60. Yeah, we'll do 60. Yeah, we might even look at 4K out of it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but that's yeah. why I'm picking it up on PC because I I playing the original Dark Arisen at 30 frames on my console. I'm replaying it. I did not pick it up on PC. I'm not planning on it. That's how I played that game. I'll go back and replay through the first one. But now that I have the option for number two, I'm going PC this time around. I'm not going console. But what'd you think of Dragon's Dogma two trailer, man? Man, it's every this is one that I've seen so much of already. I'm just ready for it to come out. I'm yeah. you know there there's a, there's times when we see games so much i'm like like hellblade 2 is like that for me like i don't need to see it anymore i'm just ready for it to release I, it was cool that it was here though right uh i think it had a strong showing at this as well because i saw a lot of people talking about it afterwards and uh yeah i think it's gonna be a fan fucking tastic game I, i'm up there with you like based on the big games coming out this year this is kind of right at the top you know yes so it has a chance to do some something special i think um it does and it's, yeah it'll be one of the greatest rpgs of all time i think i think a lot of people yeah. are if, if they nail it the way they nailed the first one and just do everything better mav and it seems like they are yep, bro that pawn system alone is going to blow yeah. people who never experienced the first one and again don't forget folks chat listen up they've already confirmed you don't have to play the first one to play number two because your character has amnesia so they've solved the problem. So it's going to be like starting fresh. Just because it's called Dragon's Dogma 2, you don't know, have to know the backstory. You're going to be getting it all over again in Dragon's Dogma 2. So you're good. Yeah. So don't think you have to go back and play it. Co-op so, too, man. Um, co-op too. It's going to be great. Um, Can't wait. Actually, no, it's not co-op. I thought it was. Oh, no, it no co-op. It just has the pawn It's system. got the pawn system, yeah, which yeah. are basically like real characters. Yeah, and they yeah, say yeah. now they're even better. And from what I've seen, they are even I, better. I always forget you, that about this franchise. Yeah, it seems we were like hoping. Yeah. We were okay. hoping they were going to include it, but they didn't. So single player only experience. Maybe. Uh, but the, the pawns are awesome. Maybe for the future. I'd love to see them do something like that. I'd love to see them do kind of an MMO. Yeah. And this game looks like seems like it's just built for co-op, right? Like, oh, uh, Absolutely. Of course. Um, so the Dragon's Dogma 2 trailer, excellent. Go back and watch it in 4K. Again, the battles, the spells, everything about that game just exudes game of the year. I cannot freaking wait. So go back and see that. So let's get to two of the big ones, Mav. And let's start with we'll leave we'll 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 leave the thumbnail, the very <laughs> spicy thumbnail for last. Uh since you know, again, uh I think that one was probably my Are you trying top to say game. we'll have the cake for dessert. Pong. outside of dragon's dogma 2 yeah we'll have the cake we'll eat some peaches uh for the last one um <laughs> all right let's uh, let's get into death stranding 2 kojima san shows up and not only not only death stranding 2 but we'll 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 talk about his future game too which he announced which is really cool to me but let's get into death stranding 2 i played a little bit of death stranding on pc when it was on pc game pass it's left pc game pass i know everybody either you love it or you hate it there is no in between with death stranding Okay, you love it or hate it. It's a walking simulator. It's not worth my time. I'm not doing this. Kojima's overrated. I don't understand. He doesn't understand his own writing. He puts a bunch of bullshit on the screen, and everybody thinks it's great because it's him because he made Metal Gear. That's what one of the opinions are. Other people, it's the complete opposite. Kojima is one of the one of the greatest visionaries ever to touch gaming. Um, and Death Stranding is a masterpiece on all levels, etc. I played for a few hours on Death Stranding. One when it was on PC Game Pass. I was blown away. I could tell that it was a game that I would enjoy. How for how long? I don't know. But I am one of those people that generally, even if I don't like a Kojima game or I don't like what he's doing or don't understand what he's doing, I still give the guy credit. I've talked about this when he signed the deal with Xbox. 
I think he pushes the industry forward. Even if you, I could agree with you if you say that he is somebody who really wanted to make movies, but was really good at making games instead. And so he makes his game more like movies. Absolutely, freaking Luli, 1000%. Don't disagree with you. But I do think he, because of who he is, he takes risks that other devs never freaking will in their entire career and gets away with it. And in some ways pushes storytelling and gaming further out than anybody else in this industry, bar none. Right. And I, I, so I give Kojima his credit. I give him his flowers. Um, I can understand why people disagree. Don't have a problem with you disagreeing with me on this one. It's opinion based. I just think that he does something special and that decima engine I will I will battle you is one of the top five engines when it comes to looks out there on anything. Decima engine is gorgeous to me. I absolutely love the visuals that come out of that thing. Death Stranding 2, of course, this is a big announcement, Mav. We kind of talked about it uh, when we were talking about the overall thoughts on the show. Um, 10 minutes yeah. of pretty much no gameplay. All cutscene for the most part, narrative, although cutscene and gameplay with the Decima engine and with Kojima, they're almost one for one. If you play their games, it's, it doesn't matter. The story is nuts. Yeah. The first one, from what the little bit of experience and everything I watched, because I lot, watched a lot of people playing the first one. You're absolutely correct. If you're if you're going to tell me that you understand it completely, I'm going to tell you that you're lying. Okay, that you don't, you can't. Only Kojima can tell you for sure, and I don't even know if he can. I do think he throws things in there just to do it because he has a vision and he says, "I want to do this." It's like Psycho on Shrooms, right? Yeah. Psycho on Shrooms when he talks on our shows sometimes you, he'll <laughs> he'll come out of nowhere with something. It's freaking fantastic, but he comes out of nowhere with something that we're not even talking about. That's what Kojima does in his game sometimes. Like out of nowhere, he just throws some random shit in there and expects everybody to ooh and ah about it, and a lot of people do, and including me sometimes. But this this was nuts, okay? On another level for Kojima. The the little puppet dude, I actually love him. The fact that he put him in 15 frames, dope. Again, when I say <laughs> that he takes chances that nobody else will ever do, that's what I'm talking about. I loved it, Mav. Some people were like, that's dumb, hate it. I love it. I think it looked so freaking awesome, man. Um, so, anyways, but it was all story, but it looked Amazing. I saw people out there trying to compare it to Hellblade 2, etc. Which one's better? There was some scenes in there facially because he uses state-of-the-art motion capture as well. You can definitely tell these two are on another level from most games when it comes to that stuff. Some of those facial yeah. details in the act, amazing. One for one. Like, just beautiful. I overall thought the presentation was too long, but I didn't mind it so much because I was going, what the fuck yeah. is going on <laughs> especially when what's his face pulled out the guitar weapon i was like you gotta be kidding me yeah, right now that, Kojima. That awesome yeah <laughs> but it was on i know some people are like that's just so stupid it's they it killed is, people but it's like, fucking awesome i don't care it's fucking awesome i don't care either man what do you think of death Stranding too yeah. bro outside of it being overly long which you already expressed obviously that's yeah. kojima that, again there was hardly any real gameplay to it the story doesn't make any sense i have no idea where this is supposed to take place within this universe uh, outside of the fact that obviously uh, what's his face was hibernating and goo for a while or something and got pulled. I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't yeah. get it. Like, what'd you think? man? I, 
man, honestly, I uh, so I played some of the first Death Stranding, right? Um, and I was like, visually, I was like, whoa, yeah. this is fucking like crazy, like in, insanely impressive. And yeah. um, I I was in, I enjoyed the time I spent with the game. I didn't yeah. finish it, like I don't, sure. and it's not any, a knock against the game. I just don't yeah. honestly finish a lot of games. <laughs> like I I move on from one thing to the next, and sometimes things lose my attention or whatever, right? Um, but like seeing this is like, it kind of makes me want to go back and finish the first one. Um, and I was impressed visually, uh, graphically also with the, um, like crazy nonsense in the story is interesting enough to kind of make me like, what the fuck is going on? And like to try and figure out, figure it out more, you know? Um, but like, yeah, I, there's just so much nonsense in it. It did drag on too much. (laughs) Yeah. Um, the the guitar thing. I was trying to figure out who the actor was. It looked like Troy Baker actually playing the guitar guy. I uh, could be. Well, wrong, he is huh? the voice. He is. Oh, the is voice. he? Okay. Yeah. So I'm imagining they probably. And facially, I him. thought it looked like him a little bit. Yeah. So, they probably scanned um, him. Yeah. It, the Joker uh, face paint on. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, we're we taking the Joker. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Okay. So uh, I uh thought overall the uh yeah. that scene was just pretty chaotic and crazy and dumb but also awesome at the same time so you know I'll, i'm sure i'll play it at some point i, I don't know if I'll, it'll be like a day one thing for me as well um and what do i play it on do i is this one is, is this one coming to pc day one probably not uh it took a while probably for, not if it, yeah the first it took a while one just hit mobile <laughs> although with with sony's new outlook on pc yeah. could this be one that they do or kojima forces it and says yes it's got to come to p i don't know i, I don't know what his production yeah. pipeline looks like but yeah i this can see probably, it there'll probably be a ps5 pro out by the time that this comes out yes. too right so i i think this is gonna have a game that's gonna have a chance to really shine and uh his games are well optimized run really well as well so it's something i'll eventually play for sure uh but he that wasn't the only announcement that they made no no it wasn't and i gotta say the baby at the 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 famous baby at the <laughs> yeah. end with the, with a spaceship flying what the fuck bro like seriously I saw people saying Kojima officially is doing drugs like there's no way anybody not doing drugs has these visions like wh- I I love yeah. it um but yeah no there was a surprise because he was there with Herman obviously yeah and next to Herman um you know no translator involved uh on screen Herman was not translating for Kojima son uh it was off screen but uh but I thought it was great because they announced that they of course we'd already know Kojima signed an exclusive deal with Xbox to do overdose right um and that was a huge moment this is why Kojima went independent by the way this is why one of the reasons outside of the fact that Konami pissed him off um he went independent to be exactly like this. This is why I don't think he'll ever sell unless he's retiring and wants to keep the studio going. Um, this is the freedom he's got and he can play both sides. Me and Steel were talking about this in uh, party chat uh, while we were playing some Suicide Squad. This is the exact reason why he did this. He's got the best of both worlds. He gets to go play Xbox and get a bag from them and he gets to go over PlayStation. PlayStation sees he... he, he, he he gets to see Kojima doing this special project with Xbox that nobody's ever seen before, an overdose, collaborating with all these different people in the movie industry. And PlayStation got jealous and said, Kojima, come here. Come here. We got a bag for you, too. Yeah. Come here. Come here. As Herman said, he's been pushing Kojima to get back into the espionage side of things, which speaks to a lot of people, obviously, Metal Gear fans. Stealth espionage. 
something that's been missing. An original Kojima IP was announced here. Mav code name. Fizzent. 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 Tentative title, according to Kojima-san himself on his X post. Uh, it's a tentative title. Will be our third original IP since the establishment of Kojima um, Productions, right? Yeah. Show me more for some reason. Kojima Productions, right? Um, so this is going to be the third original IP. He once again described this project as blending movie and video game, much like he did with Overdose. And in fact... When the announcement was over with, they panned from the stage, which was kind of cool, like drone panned from the stage of him and Herman all the way out. And they were sitting at the Sony movie, stu- Paramount, uh, which one's Paramount? No, wait, what, what, which one's, uh, which studio was it? Uh, I don't remember. Columbia, Columbia Pictures, Columbia Pictures uh, Studios uh, with the title, the tentative title, Fizzent. Uh, on the outside, uh, indicating that there is going to be a huge budget and production quality to this, much like we think that Overdose is obviously going to be with all the collaborations he's talking about. Um, but the fact that he's going to espionage stealth again, Mav, with this big, over-budgeted game, movie, narrative-driven experience, I'm more excited about that, actually, Mav, yeah. that he's going back. Yeah. I can't wait to see what he comes up with. Yeah, the death stranding and stuff is cool, but like I'm yes. more into the you know the other kind of action and stuff. So I uh, will see what he does with it though. Like it's going to be interesting. But he was talking next gen. They were talking next gen. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a while before we hear about this one. Yeah, because well, they still got to finish death stranding too. It's still yep. working on overdose, overdose, and then they're going to start this one. So imagine this to be PS6. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I'm really excited about that. I, it was really cool to see that he was going to go back to that mm-hmm. realm again, and I can't wait to see what he comes up with. I, again, he's got complete freedom, complete creative control now. He doesn't, you know, he, you know, as much as people like Snake and all that kind of stuff, he doesn't have to go back to it. Um, obviously, he's not going to go back to it, but he's going to do something completely new. And yeah. I can't wait to see what he does. And so, it's probably not uh, going to make any fucking sense, but it's okay. <laughs> no, nope, uh, it's probably not. The Jacks 82 with a $10 super chat. Oh, the 10 bomb. He gets out of Thank court you. with the easy 10 dunk. Let's go. Read it off. Thank you so much, Jack. Says, I played yep. Death Stranding yesterday. It plays too much like a movie more than a game. It looks yes. great, but a 30 minute cut scenes looks great. Less too much downtime in between. Yeah, sure. I, uh, I, that's fine. I understand. Yep. I totally understand. It can be a lot. Again, this is the man who in Metal Gear put a four, legitimately 45 minute cutscene into a game. Yep. I, People to this day still still talk about it like it's crazy. Like forty five minute cutscene in a video game. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, but that's Kojima. So no, totally understand people that don't rock with him and rock with his game. I get it. I do. Um, just I like it. I think it's it's different. Um, all right, Mav. Let's go to the let's go to the headliner. Let's 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 go to Stellar Yams. Uh, I mean <laughs> Stellar Blade. Uh, Stellar Yams is obviously the uh, talk of the town, Mav. Um, this is something that we were super interested in. I love Bayonetta. I love Devil May Cry. I love playing those games. We don't get a whole lot of those anymore. Platinum games really isn't themselves anymore. Um, so we don't... I love the Eastern flavor. I love the fact that they haven't necessarily gone away from that sex sells 
again, I'm sorry for anybody who disagrees with me, but it's still King. Just look at OnlyFans. Again, I don't care what you say. <laughs> it always will be there. There's nothing wrong. If you don't want to make a sexy character in your game, that's cool with me too. But if you're going to do it, the E still leans into beauty, the perceived beauty, whatever you want to call it. They still lean into it heavily. I love the character designs. I love everything that they do over there. And Stellar Blade was really hype for me when it first was announced uh, for the action, for everything, for the feel of the game, the atmosphere that was given off, just that future cyberpunk look to it. Um, the combat just looks so cool. Yeah. All of it. Character designs, everything. Uh, and then, obviously, we all know it was announced for Xbox, PlayStation, PC. And then Sony swooped in, grabbed it. So we've seen Stellar Blade a couple times now, but this was more of a deep dive on Stellar Blade. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Mav, what'd you think about Stellar Blade I'm, before I get into? I'm day I'm day one on Stellar Blade, bro. Like I yeah. this this game was elevated immensely for me at this showing. I mean, we've seen mm -hmm. it a couple times before, but like just the graphical quality, the 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 gameplay, everything here looks like top notch. Um, in this kind of genre where we don't get a whole lot of type games like this, right? So I am looking forward to it. I'm going to get it and have a blast playing it. And uh, mm -hmm. that's, I mean, ultimately, I mean, there's a lot of other conversations being had about the game, uh, obviously, after the trailers and stuff. And, the and you know, but like, it, it's great that games like this it, exist mm -hmm. still, you know, and yeah. I uh, ultimately loved just about everything about the way that that game came yeah. across like just vi visually with the detail was really impressive bro bro it's so good bro. like that's it, what the I, east do and i talk about this all the time the east the details that they put into the their games it's it's on another yeah. level man I, I, it's on another i was like you could tell that like maybe maybe in this instance right the the publishing yeah. agreement that they had done with PlayStation because yeah. they kind of talked about this a little bit, like maybe actually really did help this game achieve another status. Right. Mm -hmm. uh, Cause they got more time. They, from the first time we saw it to today, like it seemed like they've made a leap. Right. Uh, even though it did look quality back then, it looks even like higher quality now. Like the, this game looks like it's, it looks like a legit graphically insanely impressive action yes. game right absolutely so yep. let's go absolutely let's go um i again i was already sold i'm just crossing my fingers that the pc version is still in the works still and i had a uh, discussion about this as well when we were talking about the the state of play overall in in party chat um he's not sold yet that it's going to come pc day one i was announced for april the we did get announcement date on this one. Oh, i should, I should say to death Stranding 2 for those of us sitting here earlier death Stranding 2 was another one everybody was touting was going to come out this year on the playstation only yeah. side um that's not coming out until 2025 they don't have a date on it but they they have yeah. the window for 2025 um but this one was announced for april the 26th so add another one to early 2024. Uh, so did you say PC day one or, or you said no, you're we don't know. Okay, we don't know. know. They only talked about PlayStation. There's some people again, mix. There's mixed conversations going on. There's some people who are saying because it showed PlayStation, a console exclusive that it's still coming to PC, right. but nobody knows if it's going to be their day one or if it's going to be a later release. Like nobody knows. Um, Steel kind of, 
was making the point that possibly they, because of the Sony deal, they were really focused on just getting the PlayStation five version out yeah. um, and making sure it was the best, right. That it could possibly be. And then they'll go back to PC and get the PC done uh, potentially or whatever the case may be. Uh, or maybe Sony themselves dictated that this is going to be on console only for a while as part of the deal. That certainly could have been the case here too. Um, because obviously they don't have a whole lot this year. This is getting a lot of publicity for a lot of different yeah. reasons right now. Um, so this is kind of like their big one. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm crossing my fingers, PC. Obviously, I'm not going to buy a PlayStation 5 just to play Stellar Blade. Um, but if it's PC, April 26th, somehow, some way, I'm going to fit in my budget because I want to play this damn game. Uh, again, this gives me Bayonetta. I felt that there was some near Automata to this yeah. as well. That's what um, I said during I really, the stream. It reminded me of Nier. Yeah, I heard you say that. Steel didn't pick up on that so much. Um, but it, there was just a feeling there. Some of the characters. I love the deep dive here, Math, showing off some of the skills that you can get, how that's going to work. Some of the other characters that you're going to be interacting with. I thought all that was presented extremely well. It got me curious about the game, um, that this wasn't just going to be straight up on action nonstop battler type game fighting type game that this was going to have a, a story to it um and and interesting characters uh around her as well i'm all in man i just hope it comes to pc if it doesn't come to pc i got plenty to play i'll wait on it i'll sit on it and wait until it does come to pc i think eventually they will put it there but yeah what a great showing uh, for uh shift up is the studio yeah this is their first major game like Bro, they're hitting it, man. Again, the East is filled with talent. I've been pounding the table for Phil and Sarah. They've been over there a ton, but I need to see. I, I want to see them. I don't need to see anything from them. I don't talk that way. I want to see them put some money into Korea um, because there is so much talent over there. This showed it. Again, we won't know until it could come up broken. It could come out and not play well. Yeah. People could really, the combat is fast. And if you don't nail the combat in those types of games, that's what makes Devil May Cry and Bayonetta um, and, and near um, the experiences that they are and why so many people think that they're amazing games is the combat. You got to nail the combat. It looked great on screen, but then, you know, it could come out broken. But right now this studio is absolutely knocking it out of the park every time i see it so yeah. um love it loved it loved it stellar blade um loved what i saw and of course the internet is blowing up on fire because her outfits her customization who doggy <laughs> <laughs> there's some outfits i heard you and jasper say that one outfit looks like she oh, almost naked <laughs> uh she's almost steel after midnight that 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 was a little crazy there um but yeah, I, I just think it looks like a cool, yeah. cool ass game. So, um, Mav, that's pretty much the show. I mean, we covered it all. Yeah. What if you had to score it? Would I don't, I don't remember if I heard you guys. I, I might have stopped before I heard you. What, overall score now? I gave uh, it today. I gave it like I, I, th I gave it like a seven point five. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I think I'm sticking with that. I think there's uh, some games that we've seen multiple times before that I didn't really need to see necessarily again. But there was a couple of good showings. I think. Stellar Blade was the highlight, uh, where a game that exceeded my expectations of what I saw from it, like before, and really kind of elevated itself to be rise up my list. Rise of the Ronin almost kind of had the opposite effect in, in some ways, yeah. right? Sure, um, sure. And not because of the quality of the game; it's just more about the type of game that it seems like it is. As I've learned more about it from these trailers, right? Um, and uh, I think Silent Hill was a disappointment, um, where it could have been a wow moment. Right. So that was right. a little bit of a letdown. 
Um, the twenty, the fact that Death Stranding Two is twenty twenty five, and you know, it, the, I think overall is a, a solid like showcase for like games. Um, but it, it did also kind of retroactively put that spotlight about the issues that we talked about before with Mm -hmm. this is what they got for this year right yeah unless there's a surprise this is i just just don't think there's any surprises i mean they they've had multiple chances they they talked about in the blog post this is the roadmap for 2024 they kind of highlighted it here they talked about the you know the obviously the final fantasy 7 rebirth it was a big thing that they could have showed but then said they decided to hold it off for the uh february thing right so they're doing a separate one for february sixth i think is what it is for final fantasy 7 rebirth um but like ultimately like yeah there's not a lot there's like nothing from a first party sony studio this year it doesn't seem like besides it's gonna be the show um you know no they're leaning it's just they're leaning heavily and 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 that's what we see why they made those deals for like a stellar blade right um for um which they've always done and things like nothing new yeah Yep. Right? They're doing what they always do. Fulfilling the pipeline uh, we should, with we, deals. We should mention too, real quick, because you brought it up too, Mav. They did announce here as well, Final Fantasy VII uh, Rebirth uh, Direct. So they're going that route also, and they're going to spotlight yeah. Final Fantasy VII uh, Rebirth uh, February the... God, I forgot. Now. Yeah, this is what I, I just said. Man. I think it was the 6th, but yeah. 6th or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God, sorry. I didn't hear that part. I was I was too busy thinking about something else. Yeah, no problem. Um, but yeah, February the 6th. Um, but yeah, they're doing a direct style for that. But yeah, they're leaning... They're leaning into Stellar Blade and Final Fantasy. I mean, that's, I mean, yeah. I mean, you're right, Mab. The question still remains. Like, hey, you know, it's just, they've got to do it. I, I got to believe, because Herman, if you listen to Herman in the beginning of this show too, Mav, he said our first, our first uh, state of play this year. Yeah. I got to believe our first show this year, whatever he said, got to believe they're going to have a showcase, especially if the pro is real. Got to believe they're going to have a showcase. Got to believe that they're going to have to show off. Concord still has a chance to come out this year. I think that could be the surprise yeah. one. But it's coming to PC as well. Um, right? Concord's coming to PC. Yeah. So, but, and is that going to give the Sony Oni fans enough? I, I'm, I I'm so. highly doubting at this point that game actually hits this year. Okay. Okay. Like, I, I'm just, I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't. I mean, just, we saw last, last summer them show yeah. a little CGI cheeseburger trailer whatever you know and then now we have they had a chance to highlight it in the blog post right i don't even remember if it was mentioned maybe it was i I don't know but like there wasn't a lot of details or information given about it that's for sure if that and then it didn't show up here either right 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 so you know it unless they are holding off for the ps5 pro thing I, i don't know i um I think later this summer at some point or whenever it's closer to launch of that PS5 Pro, they'll have a another show. And that's what I'm that's what I'm hoping we get some of this roadmap from the first party. Like there's so many studios that I want to know what they're working on and see these new game announcements of really cool things to get excited about. And until yep. then, I'm just gonna have to play the you know solid games right uh and they're making mm-hmm. deals for with these third-party publishers to fulfill their exclusive pipeline so i uh 
will be playing some of these games I'm looking forward to on PlayStation because that's the only place it'll be at. You know, and it's like if Stellar Blade comes to PC, I'll probably get it on PC, right? But yeah, I don't know if it'll be on PC day one or not, right? No. Nope. If uh, Helldivers Two, I'm getting on PC. You know, yeah. um, Concord, if it hits this year, probably get it on PC. Right? You know if that's free to play. I have no uh, idea. I don't think anybody knows any damn thing about the game. Nope. Like, I, I don't really know what the it looks like or anything. You know, like I don't. Nobody really knows shit. Like, is, is it canceled behind the scenes? I I don't know. You can. Who knows? <laughs> who knows the damn thing about it? I uh, I wish we knew more about it. Uh, but yeah, there's no, no info about Concord right now. And uh, Marathon was next year now as well death stranding 2 looks mm-hmm. like it's next year silent hill didn't have any kind of release date and it didn't even look nope. impressive anyway and those are all from besides bungie is from third party like or first party games but you know uh third party developers right so right um like i just want to know what like the next big naughty dog thing is the next big ben studio thing is the next big um i want to know you know, Corey's game. Yeah. Corey's new IP. I want to see some new IP. I want to see Ghost of Tsushima 2. I want to see the Ghost of Tsushima announcement for PC because that's one game I absolutely want yeah. to play that I missed out on. Like they do so have good. stuff in the works. Again, this is, again, as we pointed out when the circus like to say Xbox got no games and that there's nothing coming. It's like, but no, these studios are working on stuff. But when do we get the hopes and dreams for Sony? When do we get that future look as to what's coming? Again, I still think they're holding for the PlayStation 5 Pro announcement because they want to have those games specifically showing off the ones that are ready yeah, to show to off sell at the, the highest console, right? performance, right? At the highest performance to say, this is what this game's going to look like on your Pro. Like, yeah. I really, truly believe that. Um, but yeah, they need it, man. They've got to, they're not talking to their fans. Again, this was a great start to 2024. Don't get me wrong. Love to see the state of play, but that first party, they have been way too quiet for too long. Um, this is nothing new, what they're doing here, the yeah. the, the fill-in-the-blank stuff, but that first party is their bread and butter with their hardcore fan base, their enthusiasts. They, that's the only thing they believe. Again, I saw plenty of them complaining about this show. I saw plenty of them overhyping this show, too, but I saw plenty of them trashing the show because, again, they don't, they've been trained to say this is not the premium experience. That, the, that only the first party stuff is premium. And so Sony's got to start talking to those people too. Um, interesting show. Yeah. I overall gave it uh, a B minus, a solid B. So high sevens, uh, you know, eight, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, again, for me as a gamer, that's how I go into these shows. I saw multiple games that I'm excited for that I'm interested in. That's all I needed to see. And they gave me glimpses at other games like Dragon's Dogma 2. I was already sold on. That was really excellent, like really great showings there. Um, so, yeah, I gave it a high seven, you know, eight, somewhere in that neighborhood. Um, thought it was a really good show overall yeah. uh, and a good way to start for the for the year for Sony. Um, Nintendo, you're up. You're up, Nintendo. And there's supposedly rumors. Uh, that the direct yeah. is coming and we could possibly be seeing a switch Two announcement at this next direct. Who knows? We, yeah. we shall see if they're going to save it or if they're going to finally announce it. Um, and again, we will be peeled to that because both Mav and I are interested. Mav's are, you know, Mav's bought a switch like four times now. <laughs> uh, I have not, of course, if this one is backwards compatible, if it looks good on the big screen, when it's docked, 
They might have me this time around. Nintendo's got the first time in decades to actually get me to commit to buying one of their systems. Let's see how they do. You know we'll be talking about it if that comes announced, but I'm excited for that. Man, we got another rumor today, speaking of Sony real quick. Not much to say about it because we don't know a lot. It's a rumor. Take it with a grain of salt. But there's rumblings, Mav. Everybody knows that we got the PlayStation Portal, and we know how we felt about that overall. But there was rumblings today that Sony has started yeah. R&D on a new actual handheld gaming device with AMD. And early rumors are is that it's going to be able to play PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 games. I would assume digital, obviously. Um, but they are rumored now to be working on their next Vita. We'll call it the Vita 2 for now since we don't know anything because I love the Vita. Absolutely love the Vita. I don't have the time or the inkling for handheld gaming, um, even when I did back then, and that wasn't a whole lot, but I enjoyed my handheld gaming. But I got to say, if they do anything close to the Vita, as far as nowadays, and it has backwards compatibility, I might be around for this one. I might. Uh, we'll see. Again, take it with a grain of salt. No confirmation yet. But pretty a lot of smoke today about it. Mav, what do you think about PlayStation Sony heading back into the handheld market, man? Glad I didn't buy that other thing. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Christ. It's on sale uh, for $199 right now, by the yeah. way. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, <laughs> uh, I did get a tablet recently, so you know, nice. I can yeah, I can play the games that way on a tablet with a controller instead of a smaller tablet inside of a controller. Yep. Anyway. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that has no ability to do anything else. Um. Anyway. Right. So yeah, I. Uh, I I'm looking uh forward to seeing what they do with it. I would ra much rather buy something like that, you know, than um. Than like what they other thing they came out with. So it, it's going to be depend on price point capability. All that kind of stuff. I would make it dockable, please. Yes. Right? If you do that, um, the cool benefit is to make it dockable, but it needs mm -hmm. to be powerful enough for their ecosystem because I don't want to only cloud device, right? No. So mm -hmm. if it's cloud only, I'll be kind of out and with like, they're not going to make, I don't yeah. think, separate games for it unless they, they go that route, which would be interesting and crazy. Um, I think it would be oh, need to be. Gosh capable somehow of playing the games that they're releasing yeah digitally correct i, I right? think it could be downloaded yeah yeah so where does that leave it with price point and where they're at like at this point right. like that's going to be the question and um and like i said I, I want it dockable like um you know that people were willing to spend was it's 550 dollars on that vr headset right so you know, if this gives people another avenue of handheld gamers, like a high end, something to compete with, like, a, you know, maybe they're looking at the market of like the ROG allies and things like that. And, mm -hmm. you know, Steam Decks people are spending more money on handheld devices and they see that right. market's growing. This is like, okay, well, let's do one of our own and have it equivalent to like the power of like the base PS5, right? Um, then maybe they could 
pull that off somehow for like how big the ps5 is i know but like but like our rock ally is pretty damn powerful but like i I don't know like so i i don't know where it compares to like a ps5 equivalent right um so maybe somebody in the chat could tell me like a a base ps5 which i mean mean, they're starting r&d so we're still talking about years away i mean there's still this is just they're starting the process of so we're talking about something that would be like two years away probably right probably at least right yeah. so like two years away from now four yep. five to six hundred dollars could they make something like a rog ally ps vita thing that is capable of putting out the power of like a ps5 mm-hmm. right or like yeah. playing the games that a ps5 would have on it you know because their ecosystem is either ps5 and pc games now right right so I don't know. Like, I, I wouldn't want it to be cloud only. Otherwise, it defeats the purpose for me. Like, I, I want Xbox no, I, to do that I, too. I like, I think they yeah, could. So do I. But I, I, I Xbox I Avenue is a lot easier because all they have to do is get into the power of the Series S. Yep. Right. No, I I agree. And and Mitchy Poo brought up the Mitchy Poo brought up the point in chat that you know Sony can barely optimize for one device at a time. LOL. And my my point was going to be, I don't know how thin they can spread themselves. And I, if they're doing this, Mav. I think this goes back to my original prediction uh, way back uh, beginning of last year or whatever it was when I said PSVR 2 was going to get Vita, that that this could be the last VR you know, go around for Sony, that they could be stepping away from it um, if it wasn't much more successful than PSVR 1, right? They, they, they've got a history of this. Again, the Vita is, is a perfect example. They've got a history. They try, but they are out if it doesn't work. And I think the VR two, they were heavily invested in it. I think they were hoping that the, that genre was going to open up faster than it has, um, that, that the other companies would push it. Uh, but I don't think they can spread themselves any more thin here, Mav. If they're trying to honestly, and they've mentioned it now, again, the CEO of Sony was out talking that they're going to go everywhere, that they want to get into mobile, that they want to do the PC stuff more and more. Like all of that is there that yes, their console base is still their core, but they want to do all this other stuff. Then you're telling me you're going to still try to continue to support VR two, which right now we're not seeing anything on VR two from first party um at all we're not seeing any support from sony i'm not seeing any commercials or advertising like i did when it first launched and now you're going to tell me that you're going to walk back into the handheld market now with all the competition that's out there really i think that they i think this uh, if this is true this signals the death knell for um psvr2 and um i i would have some questions about how they're going to support this right um as a premium product if it's like within the ecosystem like if they they did what we talked about and it was able to just play games from the ps5 ecosystem it wouldn't need to be a it wouldn't need to be like something you have to buy on top of your ps5 they would be comfortable at that point with people buying this instead of a ps5 right or or appeal to other kinds of gamers that just like this device because ultimately it's still a consumer in the ecosystem that chose to buy that device to access playstation games right so um the dockable aspect would be I think an important yeah. aspect to that because you're, you're hitting another barrier that or another possibility. Okay. You can, for one thing you can sell yep. the docs, right. But then you can uh, appeal to handheld gamers, but also the console gamers, but you're still selling the 
a PS5 type device. It's just in a different format, right? So at that point, I, I have an idea for the name. Okay. All right. So hear me out. Okay. PSV. Because, hold on, it, it, it's kind of like an extension of the Vita, right? It brings back the lineage to the Vita of a PlayStation handheld, but V is okay. Roman numeral for five, right? So, like, it's a handheld PS5, right? PSV. Little PS, big V. Okay. That would be outside of their normal convention yeah, naming. So it would, right? but it would make it sense, would. right? Like, PSV. It would, like it would make five. sense. I'm not against it. I just don't think Sony will do it, but I'm not against it, sir. I'm not against it. I like the idea. I like yeah. the idea. So then play with the letter V. It's a five. I do. Right? And it's also Vita. Come on. Okay. All right. Fair you, enough. You're with me on this chat, no? Yeah. Yeah. Chat. What do you think about PSV? PSV. Yeah. Uh, Michael uh, Michael Yu said, don't know if this was already mentioned, but Jez Corden tweeted this earlier. Xbox literally greenlit several new hardware projects in the past couple weeks. I didn't see this. Mav? Did you see no, this at I all? Didn't, I didn't. I didn't see that, but uh, it wouldn't be surprising. Uh, it wouldn't be surprising to me at all for what we've been hearing from everybody, right? For all the rumors running around out there, um, there, yeah. Now the smoke's real. I, I again, next gen's going to come sooner than we think, uh, and it's going to be different than we think, or than what we are used to. I think. I think they are going hybrid. I think that uh, Tom Warren was telling the truth when he put out that tweet that said it it is going to be hybrid. Um, so we could be looking at potentially a new realm um, of console gaming um, as we know it. So, yeah, no, that, that would not surprise me, but that's uh, cool. I mean, again, like I said, bring it on. I uh, can't wait. <laughs> again, I get excited for this stuff. I don't generally get excited for yeah. mid-gen refreshes. I'm not into them, but if you're talking new hardware in any way, shape, or form, let's go. Let, let, I want to see what they're doing. I want to yeah. see what their vision is uh, and where they're going with it. So that sounds cool to it, me. It, I, I, it's like hard to explain to people sometimes, but like you got to really think of it in like a perspective of yeah. where Xbox is now, right? Yeah. Like comparatively yeah. to before ABK, because all the leaked, all the leaked roadmap stuff we had, right, was from before they acquired ABK. Right. It was mm -hmm. a proposition. It was like where they were trying to get again. ABK accelerates things and it adds this whole treasure trove of financials and revenue and all these other things to it. So across the board, even if you're just basing on like baseline percentages of what they're allowed to use, just inherently you're talking about budgets going up across the board to support this massive ecosystem that they have now. So it's not like, OK, we're just adding ABK and adding all these games to what exists. It's like, it's more of a transformational thing. Eh? Like Xbox ABK together is, is a, is a bigger monster than ever before. So any potential hints or leaks we had about possibilities, just they didn't have the budgets for it or the, uh, where, where they wanted to get now with this being such a bigger thing, you have a lot more potential for them to go ahead and invest in these other avenues to, to support this ecosystem that they have, right? So, whereas before, if you look at the grand scheme of things, oh, how much, how much would investing in like research on a and and putting out a handheld device be comparatively to the entire amount of money that Xbox makes, right? It would be 
a lot larger than now, where now they make so much money investing in doing something like that might be seen more well more worth the risk of investment because you're supporting a much larger ecosystem on a investment that is still the same amount of dollars as it was before but now you have much more games to support that like it's just mm-hmm. i hope that makes sense I'm, I'm trying to talk about it from like it's continuing. Uh, it, it, it's it's it, it, it's a business. Everything thing, grows like, as it grows, right? right so yes. everything grows. The more everything grows outward from what they're doing with Xbox. Now that Xbox has what supplanted Windows in revenue, yes, um, which is crazy. Again, with the ABK deal. Again, everybody likes to say, but it's because of the ABK deal. Yeah, that's why they went and acquired them. That's that, that that's what you do. That was an investment. Okay, that was an investment, folks. They that's now Xbox money. That's now Microsoft money coming in so yes it counts like that's how that's how business works everybody you don't get to discount yeah. it just because we all knew that abk was going to have this type of impact but the fact that xbox is now ahead of windows in terms of revenue again that just to your point mav makes everything else continuously grow because they don't just stop investing there they keep no it's more it's more important to everywhere sustain yeah. and grow yeah. actually than yes. it was because your your risk is much higher now correct Right. So yep. like if they if they lose everything, if it goes down, right, you're you're playing with a much bigger bubble, right? As a or bigger pie. So like if you if you look at numbers like as a pie chart, right, the percentages of investment may stay the same, but mm-hmm. the pie itself might be a lot bigger. Right? right. So at this point, like if the investment to um like let me just if the investment before was to make a I'm making a V here. It was to like make a, a handheld this much of the pie for like what their play budget was to to grow the ecosystem. Because the pie grow the, the amount of dollars that it would take to make that happen doesn't change. So it would this may be like what it is to comparatively to the entire thing. So the risk there is a lot smaller. Does that make right. sense? But then the potential for growth may outright the risk at that point. Like these kind of things can influence decisions um to do things so when you're talking about supporting all this stuff developing other avenues and ways for people to access the ecosystem and lock some of those other things down might be well worth the investment now right as opposed to before where it's seen more of a risk so correct where people were afraid of them getting out of hardware spaces and stuff like that because of all these things like they're still going to make the hardware because who spends the most money is the xbox console gamers right and xbox console gamers want to play games on a console Mm. right Mm -hmm. they traditionally do and we've already seen seven million people are playing pal world on xbox right now (laughs) right so uh, good transition, but <laughs> like they are, people are still playing Xbox games, and, and people are going to spend money, yeah. hand over fist, when they own a, a console because they're an enthusiast for the most part, right? Especially if you have an Xbox console, you're not, you're probably more of an enthusiast if you have an Xbox console oh, yeah. than, Big time. right? So Big. I, they have a market there of millions and millions of gamers, right? It, people say, well, PlayStation kills them in hardware sales or whatever, even if they have. Two to one, and PlayStation hits seventy million, and, and Xbox is thirty-five million mm-hmm. gamers. Right? Mm-hmm. 
That's 35 million consumers that -hmm. are going to subscribe to Game Pass, Mm -hmm. that are going to buy games, Yeah, that if you don't make the console, they may buy something else at that point because they're a console gamer, and therefore... The games that you put, even if you do make a multi-plat, which people are saying they're trying to do, you're not making as much on those games and stuff in those storefronts, and you're probably Mm. also not going to get that Game Pass subscription on a PlayStation only or Nintendo player as well because those platforms aren't going to allow those ecosystems over there. So they have every, like, business-wise, just from making fucking money, which is what they're about, every reason to still continue to make hardware. And now, because the ecosystem is larger, they have every reason to try and expand that or come up with different ways of attracting more gamers. So, um, because they make so much more money on every everything. That, now, Call of Duty, like, they, they make more money now than they did before when people bought Call of Duty stuff, right? Or, right. or Diablo yeah. or, or, or all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it just makes sense to have more devices out there. Yep. Like, you just want, that's what you would want. Now, are they going to sell tons of more consoles not necessarily but maybe okay well this handheld may be another avenue let's see how many people we can get with this and let's try this other thing or let's try this other thing so trying to grow the ecosystem however they can correct and it might be a digital only future might, it may be saying. eventually yeah that may be where it goes like uh, after might be 10 years fast forward they might already be fast forwarding man yeah you know, again, I, for the backwards compatibility, I got to assume that they're going to put out a, you know, a separate heart, you know, a separate disk drive for everybody who does own disk. But I, I wouldn't be shocked, Mav, if they are the first to make the full leap and say their first party stuff is all digital. Right. I think they're still going to have to accommodate for third party. But even that's up in the air in my mind right now, because all third party is offering digital. I mean, they're not like, oh, this is a physical only game. Like nobody does that anymore. So I think they might make the leap. Nobody wants to hear it. But I think they might be the front runners um, to do it. Um, it's going to be interesting. And again, for those of you unhappy, you know, on speculation with that kind of stuff, you know, again, that's what we do here. Um, but I, I got to say that the that's the realistic way that things are going right now. It's not it's not hyperbole to say that they could move to all digital next generation. It's not. In my mind, um, I think that they might do that. But to your point, Mav, they're expanding everywhere. Satya made a point to say that they, now with ABK, they have 200 million monthly active users uh, alone on the mobile side. Some people misread that quote, but that was just the mobile side. That's insane. So the investments everywhere, and I believe they're trying to do exactly what they've been stating that they're going to do, play whatever you want, whatever you own, wherever you are, they are moving in that direction to make sure everything is compatible with everything else. And I think that that is going to include the mobile side as phones have gotten now powerful enough to run full games, AAA games, as we've seen. I think that that's, they're shooting for all those spots, Mav. So It's going to be crazy, man. Like I said, I'm fascinated by this. This is the evolution of gaming. We are at a major crossroads in gaming, uh, and we are alive to see it, to experience it, and to talk about it. So this is fascinating stuff to me. Even if I don't agree with all the decisions, still fascinating. I can't wait to see what the future brings. So, um, 
on that note, Mav, you brought up Pal World. Let's talk about we're yeah. we're over three hours in, so we're gonna get to wrapping up here. But we do have some new a little bit of news here. I just want to get some quick thoughts out there. Pal World, the phenomenon um that it has become. And again, there is no question now in my mind uh that it's not just a flash in the pan. This is something that we are going to be talking about that is going to be around uh, as long as the team does what they need to do to fix it. Um, but we got word this week, man, because there was a lot of conversation out there early on. Oh, it's all, it's all scheme numbers. It's all just PC players. Xbox players aren't contributing much to this game. Well, we got official numbers from Pal World themselves this week, Mav. 19 million total players, 12 million on PC, which leaves 7 million players on Xbox. Just to give you guys some indication, right now, after all this time, Mav, on February the 1st, on a uh, Thursday night, 767,000 people are still concurrently playing that game. Stupid. Yeah. Um, but the facts are that 7 million players are on Xbox, and Tom Warren also, shout out to Tom Warren, The Verge, always give him credit. He also stated that Xbox themselves had said that it had broken the Game Pass record, right, for uh, third-party IP, and that at one point it had peaked at 3 million concurrent players, active users, uh, in a single day on Xbox alone. They took notice, Mav. They've got the team, the engineering team, is now helping Pal World get their game up to speed on the Xbox side of things. Cause we know it's behind a couple patches still they're working incredibly hard, but that's a small team over at pocket pair. Xbox took notice. Of course, Th those types of engagement numbers, Mav, are going to get you the red carpet and Xbox is up in there. Pause, uh, getting things fixed, helping them get the Xbox version up to speed. And I wouldn't doubt that there's some more conversations going on about this game uh, because you just don't, you don't gift wrap something like this to a place like Xbox and Microsoft, who that's their main metric now, monthly active users and engagement numbers, any more brilliantly than what Pal World has done with the, being a phenomenon. Um, what do you think about here? And Microsoft is now helping them directly with this, uh, with some of the uh, development side of things uh, on the Xbox side. For yeah, sure. that makes sense. I mean, they have a huge established core player base there. I mean, Almost three million concurrent on Xbox yeah. is fucking pretty. That's pretty crazy, to be honest. You know, so um, I think that the numbers just going to keep growing. I think they see what this game can do for their platform, but they got to make sure that like it doesn't fall too behind the PC version. They want to make sure that the developers are getting the support that they need to uh, get the updates out and all this fast track stuff, engineer optimization, all these kind of things. They see the they see what's here. And I think they're trying to strongly establish this relationship with Pocket Pair right now to uh, continue to let this game grow and, and stay a hit on uh, on the platform. And they want to keep that developer happy as well, right? Correct. So, um, but yeah, I'm sure the developer's happy with what's happening on an Xbox too. Uh, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, you talk about those numbers on a, a on Xbox, that's pretty. That's phenomenal, that's right? Huge. Um, yeah. So yeah, uh, 19 million players so far. But what what percentage is that? Like 35, 40 percent is Xbox mm -hmm. or 30, 30 something percent, probably something like yeah. that. Uh, yeah. it's, it's pretty good, 
right? For yeah, pretty good, pretty good, <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty damn good for a small little team yeah. that didn't know what they were doing. And 177,000 reviews later, it's still at a 93% rating on yeah. Steam. <laughs> well, <laughs> this team captured magic in a bottle and is long, like I said, it, there's no guarantees in this industry ever. No guarantees. But if they can do the right thing and they can keep up with the updates and they can keep doing fixing the right things first and getting everything yeah. up to online and Xbox can help them get the Xbox version up to speed with the PC version, sky's the limit for this game. Uh, again, yeah. of course, it's not going to continuously hit two million. Of course, no game does this. No, no game. That's it's coming down, right? But if this thing settles in anywhere's again, the the some of the top ten games are at fifty thousand concurrent players, Mav. So if it settles in, this is a game that's continually going to be around. They're going, they got a hit, man. This is this is the money maker. This is the the game that every dev dreams of, uh, creating one day for a small studio to hit it big, so that all their future projects are now funded. They're going to have interest in all their future projects, and if they expand Power World, it's just going to keep hitting peaks and all the time. Like, man, what a what a, what a story to start out twenty twenty four. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Yeah. Um, great stuff. Um, something we thought we were going to talk about a lot, Mav, but obviously we have more to talk about this week. Um, Microsoft named the new head of Blizzard, Mav. We had speculated on this. I was wrong. I had been leaning that they were going to put an Xbox exec uh, over Blizzard. Yeah. Um, I was wrong there. Um, a shocking name to a lot of people. A lot of people who weren't paying attention to Call of Duty uh, might not have heard her name before. Uh, but that's right. They named Joanna. Fariz, uh, previously general manager of Call of Duty franchise, franchise, and she was also an NFL exec for a while, so lots of business experience, and she was heavy in the Call of Duty esports side of things and uh, the marketing and it's Call of Duty, some of its peaks in esports, she was the head over there. So she's obviously knows the Activision side, the Call of Duty side for sure. I mean, she's got the experience in the video game industry. But not necessarily the Blizzard side, and she spoke to that in her statement as well, Mav, calling, saying that there is going to be some questions about her leading Blizzard into the future because she's yeah. only been over on Call of Duty. Um, she acknowledged that, um, but said she's excited that she's a big Diablo four player and all this kind of stuff. Uh, she said all the right stuff as most execs do when they come out and when they get these kind of promotions. Um. But a lot of people are kind of excited. Um, there's been some smoke behind the scenes that Yabara potentially was part of the toxicity, part of the problem, that not everybody was on board with Yabara, and that might be why you know he he went on to go travel the world, according to him. <laughs> um, <laughs> but a lot of people kind of, when this name was announced, surprised, some people questioning, but there was a lot of people that were generally kind of excited for maybe a new direction at blizzard a new kind of breath of fresh air just like when xbox acquired them that maybe she's got some vision for this and maybe she is the right person for the job again i don't care what you look like i don't care what gender you are i don't care about none of that if that's important to you more power to you representation all that kind of stuff that's great that's you know doesn't matter if you're qualified if you've got the chops to take this position if you can take Blizzard back to its original heights, if you've got the teams on board with you, if you're a great leader, that's all I care about for my video games. So shout out to Joanna Fariz. They obviously believe she's the, got the right stuff. Booty came out and made the official announcement. 
And then she sent out her statement about it. Um, so obviously Matt Booty is the man now, man. Peaches has got his position and he's the killer over there. And he is also God, the voice of God over there when it comes to these kind of decisions. Um, happy for Joanna Faris, happy for Blizzard. I I gotta believe that they really looked far and wide and, and really settled in on her and and they believe that she's the one to you know, kind of make things happen uh, now that X- Blizzard is underneath Xbox. What do you think about Joanna Freeze? I don't know if you have any big thoughts because neither one of us really knew her, but yeah, I, I've seen her before on some of the Call of Duty yeah. announcements, right? Yeah, uh, I had to. She's yeah. done a pretty good job at that stuff, so um, yeah. that's my only familiarity with her or whatever, but uh, you know, uh, Call of Duty has been successful under her watch. I, uh, I do like th- that she addressed that you know, respectfully, like Blizzard is going to be completely different than running like a Call of Duty machine, right? Because there's yep. multiple franchises, yep. multiple different things totally there different that, yeah. Yes. So I think like her going forward, her her first job is to kind of what she said she's going to do. Also, is like meet with the with the teams, right, and kind of make sure and reassure them about their future and their direction they're going to be going and stuff like that, and um, kind of you know, establish, help establish a good culture at Blizzard, yes. right? Um, Obviously, that's needed. <laughs> yeah, so um, that will be a core thing. Uh, from what we've seen from, like, most of the crazy stuff that happened with the ABK stuff, with the a lot of the um, toxicity and the, and the people protesting and all this kind of stuff happened with the Blizzard side, right? Um, I'm not gonna say all of it, obviously, but it seemed like quite. It seemed like there was more there than other places. So, I, I think just establishing a culture there that is a good, positive thing going forward is going to be a uh, core uh, thing that she needs to focus on. Um, other than that, like just help these studios make kick-ass games and and Stabilize help them and, and help them make their their visions come true. Right. Like, yeah. and that's, that's what I think like Phil Spencer would say. Right. And that's what I think he, they would want. Uh, Matt Booty can be cold blooded. I think like, especially after his emails were leaked. And, you know, I think Abara, the interesting thing was there is like, you know, we had to talk about his future and, you know, um, his future is not here. <laughs> so they uh, made a, they made a move here. It was surprising with all those layoffs that, that this, yeah. that was part of it. Um, but we'll have to wait and see, you know, I think yep. we'll find out more as the future goes. Like Blizzard always goes in these ups and down swings in their history. Uh, it's kind of like when the, the core development is all happening, uh, on these big projects, they're always seem to have this turmoil and downtrends and, and communities are negative and stuff. And then the games come out and then it's like, Oh, this is awesome. Blizzard is amazing. And then they kind of like, go down again and up again and overwatch was kind of a different thing that happened there this time um i think that was more of a activision influence on blizzard right with all the things that happened within the overwatch that maybe those kind of scenarios won't happen again um and we'll see going forward what's what's happening the interesting thing also was like the like i found it interesting they pulled her away from the call of duty side especially like she was involved initially with the esports stuff, then general Correct. manager of Call of Duty, right? Yep. Then you see her move over to Blizzard, and then there's announcements also that the esports teams were laid off from Activision Correct. as well, right? 
and uh, her vice president, whoever who was ever under her before with, with Call of Duty, is now in charge of the Call of Duty brand there. So, um, does this potentially just with some of these this transitional moves, Pong, like restructuring aspects to it? Does this lead you to believe that they are going to allow some of these other devs to really focus beyond Call of Duty some? Because it seems like, for me, some of these moves are like, okay, we're taking the leader away from Call of Duty and putting him over Blizzard, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. One, that's a tough decision to make, you know, uh, especially when something is so successful. Okay, now we're, we're uh, at least downsizing the esports stuff, or if not, killing it altogether. I don't, we don't know yet, right? Um, but also, a lot of layoffs were from that side of some of these support studios, too. Like, maybe they're kind of going to go in with fresh starts at some of these places about new things that they want to do and make and Mm -hmm. maybe some of the call of duty stuff was just going to be out the window for the future i'm not saying they got to stop making call of duty obviously you know what i mean but like but maybe they don't feel like they need to do one every year right like and that maybe that'll have an impact on the esports stuff too like i just kind of reading the moves that were made and it kind of gives me somewhat of an impression about that vision that Phil had about potentially this could be the future there, you know? Again, it's big picture map. This is something we talked about in, in, in length during the whole acquisition process because, and this goes back to your, your, your previous point when we were talking about, you know, Xbox or Microsoft and Xbox investing more and more and the things becoming bigger. Call of Duty is gigantic. In one of the biggest franchises in gaming history, if not the biggest franchise in gaming history, there's no question how important that is. But in the grand scheme, when you're talking yeah. high level math and you're looking at the overall totality of Xbox and what they now own and the teams that they have mm-hmm. underneath, right? Call of Duty certainly has a piece of the pie and it's a considerably large piece of the pie. But when it comes to the gaming division as a whole, right, the future, depending on what Microsoft is projecting and Xbox are projecting, what they see in their crystal ball, and they obviously are seeing a lot of things right now. That's why they made these moves. That's why they're going out. How important does Call of Duty remain to be as far as that yearly release goes, as far as where they take the Call of Duty in the future when you're looking at the grand scheme? It's obviously a moneymaker. It's obviously a revenue driver. It's obviously a fan driver and could potentially be a boon for your ecosystem in a lot of different ways, including mobile. But overall, when they make these moves, Mav, to your point, are they looking down the road? Are they saying to themselves, once we get a once we get through the roadmap, which I believe they said was 2026 or 2027 map for Call of Duty, I, th- right? I think so. I think the next three yeah. yearly releases are probably yeah. pretty so, lined up. Right. right. So, so we'll just say 2027. Once they get through that roadmap, then what are we doing with Call of Duty? What are we doing with the teams? It was reiterated again that they do want to pull some of the teams off and get them onto different IP. So this whole entire restructuring is for those future points that they see of where ABK is going to be. And I think that all of this is them stamping it early to get the philosophy in place, to make the changes necessary to see that vision out beyond where 
they currently see Call of Duty specifically where it's laid out. And I think that, yes, all of this has to do with it, Mav. Yeah. And I think that in the overall grand scheme, Call of Duty is massive. They're not going to stop making it. It's not going anywhere. The franchise isn't going to stop. But do they see a point now that even Bobby was pointing out, good old snaky Bobby Kotick was pointing out that that model wasn't sustainable. So what are they doing to change that? Because just because they got Microsoft and Xbox resources and money doesn't make it any more sustainable when you're talking about talent burnout, when you're talking about having so many teams that could be doing other projects on one franchise, how is it sustainable? And maybe they see the gaming industry as a whole, Mav, potentially getting to a point where Call of Duty burnout is real, where other games come along and they don't want to be completely beholden to yeah. that franchise, right? The way it has been as a sole source of income it can be or dangerous giant revenue. For a studio. It could be yeah. dangerous, yeah. right? So they're going to branch out. Don't want to have all your eggs in that basket. And I think they're planning for that future. I think they're going to slowly but surely pull one or yeah. two teams off and then reassess, see where the market's at, see where Call of Duty's at as a franchise, and then reassess and maybe pull another team off, right? Or do something else or go to a biannual release instead of a yearly release, right? All that stuff is on the table, I believe, under the Xbox. But I think these moves definitely speak to that map overall. But I also do think a lot of this is just breathing new, fresh air into all of ABK to get rid of the stink and the stench yeah. that was there. And if that means that some people like a Yabara leave, so be it. A Yabara leaves. If that means you know, that they have to downsize some of the teams because of all the issues that we talked about when they happen, that means that's what they have to do right now. And then relook at it again, have everybody in place. Now, where do we go? I, I think all that's happening. I think it's a perfect point, Mav. I, re I really do. Yeah. So um, Again, yeah. it's like, Mike, most of uh, our other far-off speculation things that we do are... Mm -hmm. We're going to be way too early on this stuff and get no credit for it three years from now when it happens. Yeah, <laughs> of course. Of what, course everybody, of course. what everybody else talks about this stuff, like, yeah, oh, well, that's forgets. interesting. What are they doing? It's like, hey, go, <laughs> got to go back and watch some of our old shows, you know? Um, yep, exactly. But, uh, exactly. Yeah, anyway. I, 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 yeah, I know. I, I just, yeah, it's fat. It, it, it's so cool. I overuse fascinating, but I don't care. It's just a per appropriate word for all this stuff for me. I just yeah. love to see it uh, because, again, this is so so monumental uh in the grand scheme of things when it comes to video games and the industry and what's happening like i just love love speculating on it and i can't mm -hmm. wait to see what happens right or wrong or indifferent i i don't care i just want to see where this goes i want to see what they do with it so can't wait um let's get a couple qu other quick things in here mav um real quick there was some stuff floating around today late mav i don't know if you saw this about supposedly data mined images um, suggesting uh, for uh, in-game T-shirt texture files mm -hmm. um, that suggested Hi-Fi Rush is going to both PS5 and uh, Switch. Um, there was some conflicting reports. The dude who posted it that started getting traction said, yo, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't data mine anything that I got these off of. Uh, where do you get them off of? Not T Imager, Tumblr. The other one. Tumblr. Yeah, Tumblr. Got them off of Tim Tumblr. Basically saying I was trolling everybody, just found these and posted them as, as if they were real, blah, blah, blah. And so everybody was out here going, see, nothing to see here, folks. All yeah. fake. <laughs> Stop believing rumors. Well, Tom Warren, 
when we went live or right before yeah, uh, about I, an hour I saw before this earlier too like yeah, yeah yeah tom warren came out and said i can confirm the hi-fi rush data mine is legit and these t-shirt texture files are in the game it looks like hi-fi rush is coming to ps5 and nintendo switch if anybody doesn't know what you're talking about they're basically one is blue and it's got white lettering uh with a white image saying i'm here baby and then there's one red uh with 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 the devil horns going rock out anywhere obviously alluding to switch's portability and then there's a green one saying shadow dropped and so tom warren yeah it was obviously because it came out shadow dropped on the xbox yeah correct on xbox so tom warren believes this is real so hi-fi rush might be announced at some point for playstation 5 and the switch so just gotta throw that out there again not what everybody wants to hear some people are in the camp that keep them all exclusive some people are in the camp does it really matter at this point? You know, Hi-Fi Rush goes over there. Again, we've had those discussions in the past. Whatever you believe, you're going to feel a certain way about this. But it uh, looks like Hi-Fi Rush, you know, again, Tom Warren doesn't usually report fake stuff. He has his sources yeah. and he confirms things. Um, so I got to believe that this is probably legit and that we're probably going to get in that announcement at some point uh, this year, for sure. Um, Tencent is supposedly trying to buy Dungeons and Dragons video game rights from Hasbro. <laughs> supposedly Hasbro also port, uh, reached out to Larian about buying the Dungeons and Dragons video game rights. Obviously, I'm all on board if Larian wants to pick them up. Go yeah. right ahead, Larian. Do whatever you want with Dungeons and Dragons. I'm all on board. You guys do your thing, even with the bestiality, whatever. <laughs> Do, do your thing. You guys did it better than anybody else has done it in a long time. As far as the overall experience, Dungeons and Dragons experience, I'm all for Larian. Tencent, stay the fuck away from my Dungeons and Dragons, please. Dungeons and Dragons already screwed up enough as far as the, the, the regular game goes, in my opinion. I don't need Tencent ruining the video game side of things. Maybe they make some great games. Maybe they find some studios that want to make great Dungeons and Dragons games. Maybe I'm completely wrong, but you guys know how I feel about Tencent. They're basically controlled by the Chinese government. I want none of that. They're already too deep into this side of video games. Stay out of Dungeons and Dragons. Mav, any thoughts on Dungeons and Dragons being sold to Tencent or Larian? Um, <laughs> Larian, yes. Uh, it would be amazing. <laughs> yes, yeah. thousand yeses. But uh, I would hope that their next game would be Never Neverwinter Nights. You know, that'd be amazing. They did Baldur's Gate 3. How about Neverwinter Nights 3? Let's go. Um, Tencent, no, please. Uh, literally, like, I'd rather them sell Dungeons and Dragons to Disney. Like, I, I just like, <laughs> I just put anybody else besides uh, Tencent. Uh, I just, I, I think they, I don't, I don't even know what they would do with it. Like, right. you know, right. I, I have no clue. Like, so, well, that's you know, what scares me. I, I, we talked before about Hasbro and like. Um, all the things that they have and stuff like it's interesting if they were to ever as an entire company be acquired by a large um, like an Apple or like an Amazon or like a Google or Microsoft or something like that because they have a, a crazy portfolio of stuff right that I think would be huge for streaming wars and platforms and IP and stuff like that so I don't know Um it- Jesse B makes a good point. I totally forgot about this, Jesse B. This is why I love chats, right? Because again, can't keep everything in my head at all times. None of us can. 
Um, chat always comes through. Uh, Jesse B says Tencent would be buying the rights for Larian because they own 35% per 35% of Larian. I forgot Larian took the Tencent money. Yeah, I did. Uh, well, if Larian was in charge of it and Tencent was just going to let them be in charge of it. Okay. Well, yeah. I guess I, whatever. I, again, I still hate that. I totally forgotten about that. Jesse B thanks for putting a shadow over, uh, my Larian thoughts. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I, I still don't want Tencent to do it because if Tencent owns the rights and like it doesn't go yeah. to Larian specifically, like if Larian ever gets bought out, right, or, or ever gets acquired, or they ever move on from Tencent, what happens with the D and D rights at that point, right? Um, Correct. And who knows what Tencent's future is within the video game space? I mean, obviously they're huge, right? But like their interests always seem to change and mm. what they want to do and their investments and all that kind of stuff. So. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I just wouldn't want Tencent to necessarily have the control over the IP or the right. rights to it. Uh, if it was attached to Larian and somehow became stuck with Larian, no matter what happens with Larian, uh, at that point, I would be more down for that. But uh, yeah. I would hate a, a point where, like, Larian puts out an unsuccessful game or something, and then, like, also Tencent dissolves Larian and just maintains yeah, the D&D &D rights or something. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, it, there's a lot of interesting things there, but, like, I, I feel like there's some other platforms or uh, that would be better um, that would still be willing to license it out, you know? Um, so we'll see. I mean, I I think there's a lot of good fits. Um, who made the Dungeons & Dragons movie, the last one? Was that a WB movie? Mm -hmm. Paramount? Because that, that movie is pretty successful and that's not, it's not, wasn't bad. Like, it, it actually... It's pretty decent. Uh, I enjoyed it. Um, I know you probably it had it, it had its moments. I talked about yeah. it. I think I want to brush it. It had its moments, but then the goofiness was way. Yeah. I want a serious Dungeons and Dragons movie, and yeah. I don't get one. Again, it wasn't bad, but again, when you when you come in with an obese dragon, I'm done. Like I, I just, <laughs> I, can't, I can't, I, again, I know it's not taking itself seriously and that's not the movie, but I just, I'm yeah. like, you're too far out. Like I, I just, but yeah, whatever. A serious one would be it great had its too, moment. You know? There was some really cool stuff. Uh, displacer beast for the first time that I've ever seen in a movie, the displacer beast, the Panthers with the yeah. tentacles. I can though that was freaking amazing to see. Like they were really well done. All I, that shit I, was cool. I think the movie did pretty good though. Uh, was, uh, so like for among thieves was Louis Jose says it was Paramount. Was it Paramount? Yeah, it was Paramount. Yeah. Yep. So yep, Paramount. Yeah. Yep. Maybe two hundred eight million worldwide. So yeah, falling short short of its break even point though. Still, really fucking crazy. Yeah. <laughs> crazy, bro. Oh, crazy. Man. <laughs> but yeah, I just I'm an old D and D head. So again, I played the pen and paper. I, fell in love with fantasy a lot because of D and D like that. That's my, that's my old jam. Like that. That's yeah. like, you know, video games and D and D and reading you know, high fantasy, you know, forgotten realms and, and, and all that was my jam back in the day. Like I was that nerd, uh, for sure. But, uh, yeah. so I have a lot of thoughts on it, but I just, yeah, I don't like the 10 cent angle at all, but Larian, I have the utmost faith in obviously. Yeah. So, uh, real, um, real quick to, uh, on the hi-fi rush thing because yeah I oh sorry I didn't, yeah. yeah sorry 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 I it's, okay, it's okay yeah, you're fine um the uh I, I saw some people saying like it's a little bit of a reach in the chat to like think those mm -hmm. t-shirts suggest that like 
for me, it's like, yeah, it is a little conjecture, but at the same point, it, it, it's too kind of spot on, like <laughs> with the colors plus the messaging of what's on the shirts to be too much of a random thing. Uh, so I, if I were to put my money on it right now, I would say that it's probably happening, right? And the next question is, is like, how how does that affect things? How much does it matter? I think that's up to each individual person separately, right. like to make that decision on. And I know a lot of it's based more on feelings than actually like, like Xbox isn't in trouble if they do this, right? No, it's <laughs> like. It's it's a move they made for whatever reason. Uh, and there could be multiple reasons why they would have why they would do that. But like, there would be a lot made about it if it when it does happen, if it's true, right? And like, yeah. and save uh, thieves. And yeah, else. It, for for me, it, I just personally don't care, and I don't think it's going to have that much of an impact on anything really, like whatsoever. I think it might game might sell a little bit more on whatever platforms they release on. I think. The same thing if they end up doing Sea of Thieves, but like there's also like Sea of Thieves might be. I saw today, like, uh, I think it was on Luke's interview with uh, Stephen Totillo talking about the uh, possibility of something like that. It might be a little bit of a too difficult of an undertaking with all the amount of content to port that over sure. right at this yeah. point or something. So, um, uh, there, who knows exactly what's going on there, but at the same time, like, to think it is going to have massive implications on the xbox ecosystem either way when there's mm. much bigger games that have much larger player bases already on mm. other platforms made by xbox right is just something that i can't wrap my head around why people would see that as such a devastating move other than a um holding on to your trophy kind of thing right like um uh, more of a feeling based thing as opposed to ecosystem thing like you, you have millions of players playing other microsoft owned ip on other platforms right now today you know what i mean like yeah. Hi- hi-fi rush is one more you know now we'll see if it's every game right and that's that's it that's very interesting you know <laughs> but uh we'll see when that gets there and we'll have a discussion as more games end up doing that. Right. And what they are and what kind of games they are and all those kind of things. Right. But like just at this last developer direct, they, they said the games that were shown there, the big Mm -hmm. games are PC, Xbox and game pass. Right. Like just making sure everybody remembers that. (laughs) No, I mean, yeah, 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 Again, if I I I would be ruthless. That, I, would I get be, it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I would be Peter Moore. I I would be much more Peter Moore than I than Phil. I would be much more cutthroat. I would play the old school game, right? I would play to win. Like again, that's me personally. Yeah. Business side, for where Xbox and Microsoft is going, for where I believe the they entire don't, they don't need is to going, do it, but they don't need to do it, and um, they don't need to do it in any way either way. They don't. They could play it both ways. Uh, but the facts are the industry is moving in a direction that I believe it is. If that's true, then all these guys are going to be publishers at some point uh, in the future, wherever that is. Right. And if Microsoft is going to start dipping the toes and again, it's already happened again, there's other games, but I'm saying, you know, new IP 
smaller IP, they're going to dip their toes that direction. Again, do I have a problem with it? No. Do I understand the conversation around the brand and about the potential of diluting the brand and the power of the brand and making it less likely even as we see PlayStation outselling Xbox now the way it is that the console market um, is exactly what Phil said, a lost cause, um, right? That Phil said we've already lost it, that there's no games that are going to bring us back. Yeah. I can hear that conversation. I can have that conversation, right? For sure. Um, but you know, overall, Hi-Fi Rush or Sea of Thieves going somewhere else, to me, is it a big deal? No. Like I said, if Starfield's announced, you know, if some of the bigger AAA stuff, you know, avowed that's coming mm-hmm. starts getting announced, well then yeah, we're gonna definitely have some conversations, right? about what that <laughs> yeah, means. And like, I think that's, that's, yeah, I said much different, you know. For for all the Xbox enthusiasts, for all the Xbox only fans out there, right? For the hardcore base that has been around and stuck by them for a long ass time and finally gets to see them at the point that everybody wanted to see them at, and that because Phil has made this company front facing to the consumer and has been very invested in this community, this specific community here, the, the 1% of the 1%, because he chose to do that, that knife cuts both ways. And I have said flat out, if you are going to start to do this and you're going to start to move in that direction, you do owe the community again, as a business, they don't give a shit about anybody, yeah. but at the people who do care. And I do believe that Phil and Sarah and some of these people up at the higher positions do honestly have a care for the community. Numbers guys, business wise, Satya, MS, you know, Microsoft as a whole, they don't give a shit about you guys. But do I think that they owe you guys an explanation? Oh, those of us that have supported Xbox at whatever points, an explanation and kind of let us know that, hey, this exclusivity thing is kind of going away. Yeah, you do. Um, I, I, I believe that it has to be talked about at some point if that's the plan. Um, because there has been a lot of mixed signals over the years. And um, I think it is deserved um, just because they are public facing. Um, so those yeah. are my quick thoughts on it, top of yours. It's interesting. It just, you know, yes. there's a whole bit about a, like a thought process out there that the Xbox is like doomed or dead or whatever. If they do something like that. And I'm like, you know, it's they're, it, it they're is. Evolving. Yeah, it's Xbox is already much bigger like than. That old yes. school mentality oh of one of the biggest like, publishers in the world right now. It's like they, 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 it's like <laughs> both third party and first party. One of the biggest they are so multi-platinum and and exclusive. Jesus, like what it might be dead is your thought about what they are. Correct. Right. Like if anything, like the, your vision and your minds about what Xbox is and stands for yeah. would be the thing I think that would be dead. Right, mm-hmm. but uh, they right. started moving away from that a long time ago. Mm. In a lot you of know? ways, yes. Yeah, I mean that they, they already had, you know, uh, and we, I think a lot of people wanted to see them come back and be that and dominate and kill PlayStation. Yeah, there, and, you know, like, dominate the console space, be number one yeah. in console sales and all that stuff. But like, they're about money, bottom line, right? Yeah, and they're gonna do what they feel like is going to be the right move for the future of this massive fucking brand that they have and it mm-hmm. goes beyond consoles like consoles is one part of the whole aspect of the business right i think it's an important part yep. but you know there's a lot of pc gamers out there there's a lot of mobile gamers there's a lot of people that are going to be playing in the cloud and that's going to continue to grow 
Um, and there's a lot of people that play Xbox games today on PlayStation and Nintendo and mobile. Yep. Like I'm talking about millions, millions of gamers play Minecraft somewhere else, right? Play um, Elder Scrolls Online, Fallout 76, right? Um, lots of these other games. Yeah, some of them, yeah, obviously came out before they were acquired right right and that's kind of why they're doing that but like you don't think when they make these moves and acquire these companies and have these built-in player bases on other platforms Mm -hmm. that that changes their way of potentially thinking about some of their own other ips in the future like and their position within microsoft itself also changes the conversation a (laughs) hundred percent because they are now a pillar that it has more revenue generation than Windows, right? <laughs> for God's sakes, that changes everything because they have a massive influence on the stock prices. And as we've seen, at the end of the day, big business—that's all that really matters. Right. I think it's, it's an like you said, it's an evolution. If that if they continue to do that and and continue to put more games in other places, um, and I still ultimately think exclusives are going to be a part of the ecosystem and be an important yep. part of it as well. And they're going to continue to make hardware even if they do the other things because yep. there's an, a player base and there's people that want it and there are people that spend a lot of money on it. And right. not just by buying the consoles, but by buying games within the ecosystems and they want to still make money off of those people. Like, that's just ultimately like... Why would you throw mm-hmm. that away? You're just not going to throw that away, right? No, so, you're going to throw it away overnight by any stretch no. of imagination. Now, over you're time, when the technology transitions into right. the future, yeah. which we think it's going, that's different, yes. and that's involving the entire ecosystem, the uh, entire uh, industry, right? But like, as long as there's a large consumer base willing to buy consoles and want and preferring to play that way, um, yes. they're going to make a hard piece of hardware for you, like. And uh, I mean, the enthusiasts, the enthusiasts is still important. I think, I I think that's the hardest thing for people to uh, swallow is like, yep. What Xbox is becoming. Mm -hmm. Versus what they wanted it to become. And you know what I mean? Like we're talking about with the reviews on get, no, no, it, it is. And it's also, I've said this multiple times. It is also harder for, that because Nintendo and PlayStation aren't talking necessarily all the way in that direction yet, right? Because they are because Xbox is being the trendsetter, because they are being yeah. um, you know, the pathfinder out front of everybody. Um, it's harder. It, it's harder, even if those other two eventually have plans to get to that point, you know, Nintendo being the probably the last one out of the bunch, but PlayStation is obviously moving in that direction as well. It's still hard for the fans, for the enthusiasts of Xbox, when they are the front runners leaning in this direction um, or whatever, looking towards that future yeah. uh, where the other ones won't even talk about it. You know, just like when Jim Lydon said, you know, we believe in generations and all that bullshit, you know, people ate that up, but then it turned out at the end of the day, they believed in generations less than Xbox. Right. So they, you know, again, but it's because Xbox was the first to kind of talk about that, that they got slammed for it and they got articles written. And that's Xbox, Microsoft in general, that's Xbox 
constantly, right? And it's hard. It's a tough pill to swallow. Yeah, it's a tough pill to swallow. So, so like Elijah Vasquez says, I guess according to you guys and Chad, it's over for Xbox. No one needs one. I, I, I don't, don't know. I don't agree with that at all. Like, oh. why do you play on an Xbox today? Is That's it because, yeah, but is it what, like, tell it whatever, what is the reason why you have an Xbox, right? Right. Is it because Hi-Fi Rush is on Xbox and not on PlayStation? Or is it because you enjoy the entire ecosystem and everything right. within the platform better than mm -hmm. what other uh, things have to offer, including Game Pass, right? Like, right. like yeah. the, the console space. In general, like, do you prefer to play on console or do you prefer to play on PC, right? Like, I play probably 75% of the time on, on console, right? Even mm -hmm. though I have a better PC, right? right? Because I prefer to play that way. Now, some games, I'm going to make the decision to get on PC, but I my favorite place to play is and has been on Xbox. And does that change? If a game is on PlayStation that I used to play only on Xbox, no, because I'm still getting the same experience on my Xbox Correct. that I was previously, right? Mm -hmm. And as long as they keep putting out hardware and Game Pass is a part of that ecosystem and they continue to make some games exclusive as well, there will always be a reason for somebody that prefers the Xbox ecosystem and to play on console to buy an Xbox. Mm -hmm. Like... Correct. Do you enjoy playing on PlayStations more than an Xbox? Like, I would rather fuck around in the dashboard ten times over an Xbox than I would in, in PlayStation just for that, like that alone. Like, there's, it's just much more alive for me. Like, and it always has been. You know what I mean? Like, so for me, there will always be a reason to own an Xbox console as long as consoles are a thing, right? And I, I think the majority of players that play on Xbox today don't play on xbox just because they feel like they have the best exclusives they they play on xbox because they enjoy the ecosystem the most right because if if the exclusives thing was the only metric then there was a period in time for a few years where if that's all that mattered why did you play right because there was a period in time where there was only like five first party studios making games for Xbox, right? Where, so like, I, I never, I kept playing on Xbox, even if I wasn't playing very much first party games, right? Like, there was so much stuff to play, and I'd rather play it on an Xbox than a PlayStation or, or a Nintendo. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah, they're, exclusives are important, and I think they're going to be important, but, they're also going to do some different things at, at points. And like, does that make me want an Xbox less personally? No, if it does you, then maybe you never really liked playing on an Xbox in the first place. You just liked the exclusive game, right? I, I don't know. Huh? Like if well, you, if you only buy an Xbox because of the game, that's exclusive to it, then that's just you only liking the game and not really the ecosystem. I, I I don't know. Like I I personally, that's never why I fucking only play uh, play most of my time on Xbox. Like, and so it's not going to have an effect if somebody else gets to play it, like a Hi-Fi Rush. You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's interesting the amount of attention that mm -hmm. 
this game has gotten with this rumor. And I, I'm still trying to comprehend why, because we've been in this situation before and it didn't get this kind of attention. Correct. Like Ori was like a game of the year. Yep. Contender. Right. It went to mm-hmm. it went to Switch. Right. And originally this rumor about Half Hour Rush was only on Switch uh, as well. Right. So like what was so different about that than than this? I I don't know. I, I it's tough to say. Like I said, I don't know, Mav. I, I think it's just because of the heightened awareness around it because of the big acquisitions and because of everything else that's going on with Xbox. Again, the hype around Xbox and what they've been doing over the past um, so many years has reached a peak with the ABK acquisition and about the potential, right? The potential has never been greater for Xbox itself, right? And what they could do if they wielded that power certain ways, right? And I think that that's what a lot of people look at and are excited about. And when they hear this stuff, it kind of takes some of the shine off of that in their eyes. And so therefore it causes consternation, right? It causes frustration. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Enough. It's interesting. Like I said, it's always going to be interesting to watch this happen because they are evolving. They're not disappearing. They're evolving. And what that eventual, what, when they come out of their cocoon, what that eventual butterfly looks like is what we'll all wait for. But I still think that that is two generations away, at least. Yeah, I think I again, ABK sped up a lot and really accelerate accelerated. Um, it wasn't accelerant um, towards their future goals. And I think that's why we're seeing some of the moves right now. But I don't think that I still think we've got two generations at least uh, before tech catches up with a fully digital maybe not even needing hardware and we might be longer than that too that's just my guess so we'll see we'll see interesting conversation i wasn't expecting all that man yeah thank you um game shark moving for eight months as hi-fi rush could turn ponies into bots hashtag perspective (laughs) (laughs) absolutely i mean again it's all it's all how you want to look at it again i don't know if anybody knows the casual mass market out there doesn't give a shit shit Right, it's yeah, a Twitter they, spaces, the console war stuff that you yeah, see from the, yeah, yeah. from the big time enthusiasts and hardcore, yep. like the bubble of gamers. You're talking about hundreds of millions of active users within the Xbox ecosystem alone. Microsoft mm-hmm. gaming is hundreds of millions of active users, right? Right. Like we're in, in the enthusiast space. Like we're like a very tiny, tiny, tiny percentage of that a lot of the casual people don't give a shit who makes the game they don't even know they don't even know the names of the studios they don't care they just like see a game that's hyped about and high people keep talking about it and like want to check it out because it looks cool and then they play it and that's where the money's made now i i would say the enthusiast and 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 critics and media has like uh kind of a, a ripple effect on that right um i think uh because they care the most, so they get the first to get the news and really spread those messages and stuff, you know. But like, if you're if you're if you are out there saying today that if Hi-Fi Rush is on PlayStation, then Xbox is no longer relevant to you, then at that point, that's a decision you have to make 
Absolutely. And I expect you to sell your Xbox and go get whatever other platforms they put that on instead of an Xbox because you were saying they're dead. You're saying they they can't exist in this way. They're moving third party. They have no reason to be anymore. So if they're over to you, if they do something like that, then put your money where your mouth is and don't play on Xbox anymore if they do it. Like because that you're you're ultimately that conversation, right? Is is more negative to the brand and what they're trying to do than the actual move itself. Because the, the messaging of Xbox is, is dead or over or whatever is something that spreads because of this kind of stuff. And that has more of a negative impact than them actually doing like a move like putting a game like Hi-Fi Rush on another platform. Like, that's the ripple effect, right? Because it hurt your feelings. You know what I mean? Oh, it hurt, it hurt your feelings that they put this game somewhere else other than my xbox you know what i mean so like i have a right to be upset about it and like no longer want to play on the platform because of that just i'm just saying like this happened with the pc remember guys this happened with the pc and the xbox when they did it in 2016 and that's where you had your crap gamers and those kind of people uh, show up and completely flip and abandon the ecosystem and start making hate videos and all this shit right I, so if you're saying that now, when this happens again, if they put more games on PlayStation or Switch, even though they still have exclusives on Xbox, I expect you to go full crap gamer. Let's go. All right. Anyway. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. That took a turn I was not expecting. <laughs> Maverick. Let's go. Sorry. I, I'm just saying. I'm just Let's saying, go. man. I see so much of this. There's way too much talk about this. Like, I just... It just doesn't yep. fucking make any sense. Like, this is something that already exists. So, anyway. Yes, sir. Um, all right. Well, um, real quick, more layoffs this week. Uh, bad news. Uh, Sega of America laid off about 10% of their staff. Again, we talked about this at length. Um, it's happening everywhere. Uh, it's going to continue to happen. Uh, most of the experts, quote-unquote, are saying it's going to roll into 2025 um sad day for everybody who lost their their jobs um it is again this is uh the reality uh of where we're at right now so sega uh of america to lay off 10 percent um congratulations to anybody who owns a physical copy (laughs) yeah the business just went up uh about five to ten times uh already uh it got announced this week sad day actually uh spec off the line just a phenomenal game uh overall like it, it again uh if you haven't played spec ops line uh i hope you own it digitally uh you will still be able to keep playing it what am i talking about it was announced this week that spec spec ops the line uh was being delisted from all digital stores uh supposedly it's licensing i don't get this shit i don't get how they wrote these contracts i don't get how they do any of this stuff i don't understand how you know 15 years after it was launched all of a sudden, there's some licensing issues after all this. T- I, I don't get any of this stuff. Anyways, it's delisted. If you still own it digitally, you can still play it, still be able to download it. If you own it physically, obviously backwards compatible. Congratulations. But I said the physical copies were already selling for over $100 online. Um, from what I saw, I picked this up at uh, GameStop 
three, two years ago, three years ago for what I pay. I think it was like, I think it was on 10 bucks, something yeah. like that. Um, great game though. Great game. But I hate seeing games delisted, especially these types of ones. The, this stuff isn't made anymore like this. That game was dark, uh, covered a lot of subjects that people wouldn't touch nowadays. Um, just a great, great overall game. Yeah. Um, the devs, the former devs came out. Some of them came out and said, um, how sad they were that it was happening. They were upset that it was happening. Um, but they said it, they hinted Mav that they might get together again and yeah. try to do another one that, that spec ops wasn't going to be dead forever. So yeah. fingers crossed. If this gets the devs, the former devs to form up again, wherever they're at and make another spec ops, the line game, let's go current yeah. gen spec ops. Yo, uh, yeah. we could be in for something special. So yeah. Yeah. The, um, when did that, what year did that game come out? Uh, it was 2008. I got no light. Like 2009, something like that. 2008. 2009, something like that. Yeah, like I said, I thought it was 15 years. It could be wrong. Um, well, hell, where's somebody, the somebody in the chat? Hit, hit us up. When did the Spec Ops the Line come out? I'd be faster Googling it than looking at the freaking <laughs> small print and gods or green earth. Uh, Spec Ops the Line. Spec Ops the line. Uh, 2012. So not quite 15. Oh, okay. 14, 12 yeah. years. 12 years. 12 years. So right yeah, 12 years. Yep. All right. So all right, everybody. You've had 12 years to try and buy the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh if you bought it digitally, you can still download yep. it. Yep. You can still download it. So, and thanks to if, backwards compatibility. It's if, great. If you missed I, I'm just in a bad mood tonight. I don't know. If you missed yeah, out on it for 12 years. And you're complaining that they delisted it now. <laughs> it's still <laughs> like, bad though. But this I, this does bring, this does bring up the fears, map of an all digital age. Yeah, right? but this, when did this they stop in. selling physical copies? Like, well, I'm sure. probably like ten years ago, like uh, seven probably. years ago. Like I don't know. I'm just probably saying, like, there's only a certain amount of physical copies out there as well. So yeah, cool. Yes. With the physical copies, you can sell to each other and stuff like that. So. What they needs to happen digital future, you need to be able to be able to trade your license keys or sell your key licenses and stuff like that to people. And it would but literally be pretty much the same thing as the physical. Because guess what? Those fucking discs ain't gonna last forever, bro. Those discs but ain't gonna will. last forever. They they're, lied. they're going to the diminish. There's gonna be some of them break, get scratched. Well, the, yeah, the that, that happens. I'm leaving on top of their TV stands and they Matt. get fucked up and Matt. scuffed. You take You're it to missing... GameStop and they say they're going to clean it and they fuck it up with their little cleaning machine. You know what happens. Chat. There's only going to be so many of these of digital. Chat, Guess what? You this had 12 math. years to buy the game and you can, you can still download it if you bought it. They stop, I guarantee you they stopped selling physical copies of this game well before they stopped selling digital copies. Yeah, that's not the point, Mav. <laughs> it's not the point, Mav. You missed the point. This is how you share games. Games should be available forever. I agree. Period. 100%. Period. There's no reason why we should have games disappearing. This is how because generations ago, this is how we lost games generations ago for future gamers who may want to go back and play. That's why Phil talked about it. Preservation is huge. That's why we need consumer protections. It's a one few times that i will say that the government is way behind and should step in with some regulation 
for an all digital future. We have to be protected because even though it's old, even though to your point, if you wanted to play this by now, you should have played it. That doesn't mean that a kid five years old right now, Mav, as he grows up and he looks back and he starts hearing some of us old heads talk about these old games, spec ops line should not be able to go back and find it somewhere yeah, to be I, able to play it. A hundred percent. Yeah. But they, they, hey, that's possible. what I'm saying. Like you should be able to sell your keys, your licenses online. They need to sure, figure that out. Sure, But like, that, that presents enough problem because then we got the cost of it and the cost should never again, collector's items like the physical copy. Yes. That will always be a thing that, that the collectors will be around that, that, that will be a value, but a digital, it should be the original yeah. price digitally for whoever the, wants the, to the pick physical it up. Will dwindle yes. down to less and less yes. and less over the years right. and it'll become ultra rare. Right. And then you'll have like a few people in the world own right. a physical copy of spec ops, the line. And if you really want it, you're going to pay 500 yeah. fucking dollars 10 years from now to get one right. and then uh, cool yeah we can live in that physical world or you could have bought in the digital 12 years ago and you can still download or it could it. be available through emulation forever <laughs> right which will probably right? happen which it should happen yeah. but we don't have anything guaranteeing that right and there's been thousands upon thousands of games lost over the decades because people they used to write over the code right yeah. because mm -hmm. there was no way to store all that shit right we are now not in that past we have the ability to make sure that games are preserved for future generations to be able to go back and play at any time that they wish even generations not born yet it should remain that way that's what we don't have in place so yeah, yeah. I, I just and yes mr waffles that's the other thing i spoke about why physical is still important is because of censorship going back and editing yeah. things we've already seen it in books we've seen it in movies that is awful I don't care what they're removing. I don't care what they believe they're protecting people from. The originals should be around to be consumed in the way that they were originally presented. I don't care how offensive. I don't care any of that bullshit. That's not what we're here to do. We're not here to erase history, but that's exactly what's happening in an all digital future. That also has to be protected. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's that's the main thing I'm getting at because this is where it's going. Right. So like. Yep. They really got to figure the, that kind of stuff out. Yep. Like it, your yep. keys, we're all building massive digital libraries, right? Correct. Massive yep. digital libraries. We need to make yep. sure that, okay, if something ever happens to one of us or whatever, that, that those games can be passed on to somebody else, right? Because technically right now it is against the rules to do so. Fuzzy's explained that, Ben. Yes. If you read the ULAs, it's against the, it's against the rules to even pass your game collection digitally down to your children. Right. So that, that, needs, to be, that needs to be taken care of, right? right. Se secondly... You need to be able to transfer or sell your digital licenses to somebody else, right? Um, Correct. Which the game companies don't do with the one. Yeah, the game company. Yeah, they were, they were trying to do that, but now they don't want that. Obviously, no, 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 no. Now they don't, right? Uh, no. They have game, to fix that if they want to an all digital future yeah. with backwards compatibility. But, but, They're gonna have to be able to allow yes. people to turn their discs into. Digital but that, that goes for music. That goes for yeah. movies. That goes everything. for ev everything. Digital media needs to have those yes. protections put in place. If I was right. the FTC, the EU, the EC, all those things, that would be a focus right now, yes. right? Yes. But instead, they're too preoccupied with their thumbs and their asses on other shit that doesn't fucking matter about co some companies getting too big for their britches, so they're going to have to be bitching and moaning about acquisitions when they should be protecting the fucking consumers in the first place, which is what your goddamn job was. You son of a bitch, do your job. 
I'm an old man and I'm cranky. I want to eat some soup. And Mav's hangry. That's exactly <laughs> what's going on. I was just about to say it, everybody. If you can't tell, Mav is hangry. Unbelievable. Mav rants are getting worse. All right, Mav. I'll speed up real quick. We're going to fly through these couple because there were a lot of news this and week. And Suicide Squad is good, you asshole. Yes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> some former devs of Volition, of course, the ones that ruined St. Rose. They Again, they, they formed their own dev team. They are now working. Again, I don't have a problem with this, even though they did what they did to St. Rose. Uh, they formed their own studio, and they are now working on uh, helping their support studio. Uh, they specifically designed themselves a support studio, and they're working with In Exile on Clockwork Revolution. So as a support studio, more power to all of you. That, yeah. That's great. Just all don't that. touch any more franchise-like IPs, please. Don't so ever happy touch about IPs that again. amazing talent at Volition. Bro, <laughs> you, you bought that game day one. <laughs> trying to fucking, fucking Jesus. Anyways, <laughs> just don't touch any freaking great ip uh, and ruins. anyways uh massive sure it's gonna be great. massive 11 gigabyte update to starfield this week uh i have not played it uh personally yet uh, but i have seen the screenshots and the video of the update they are improving this game non-stop as we knew they would Matt, there is now lighting inside the refrigerators that was one critique i had when you open up the fridges in some areas you couldn't see what the the hell you were looking at in there you had to hover around to try to figure out what you were picking up they now added lighting inside the refrigerators like the lighting got reworked there's a ton of different improvements overall performance everything um so anybody uh, out there playing starfield right now i'm sure you have noticed it um should have been there day one seven out of ten seven out of ten terrible game <laughs> no uh, refrigerator lighting yeah, yeah 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 and lodge yeah uh <laughs> 360 quality. Uh, anyways, uh, Mav, I mentioned it earlier. MLB the show this week was announced coming back to Game Pass yet again. Of course, we knew Phil signed this as a lifetime deal. I can almost guarantee it. Uh, so that will be out March the 19th. MLB the show 24, March the 19th for all you baseball heads out there. That is coming. Um, another big one. Pause, by the way. Um, uh, another one. Mistake. This was a rumor going around, confirmed, unconfirmed. Then we thought it was confirmed again because, man, you could look it up yourself online. Visions of Mana, uh, the new Mana game coming from Square Enix, was uh, thought to be coming to Game Pass. Then everybody said no. And then Xbox themselves, if you search the Xbox.com storefront on a Google browser, it would pop up the descriptor before you went into the website and it would state in there, they're coming to game pass. Like it was legit. I did it myself. Yeah. I was like, Whoa, okay, cool. Uh, Xbox has confirmed that that was a complete mistake. There is no it's, plan yeah, to bring not the first time to game. Pass. They've done right. this. That's too. not the first yeah. time. So that has been corrected. Um, and I think finally Mav real quick, this would be crazy to, well, I should say one more here too. Uh, it sounds like, uh, World's Edge, uh, Age of Empires, is going to have another announcement to make. More than likely, Age of Mythology. Yeah, and we'll be getting that coming up because the anniversaries are uh, rolling along for the ages. So they're going to have an announcement on that. They hinted that on X. So be ready for that for all the RTS fans like me and Mav. Age of Mythology, we don't know if it's going to come to console day one. I'd like to think that they've got it figured out now that they probably could do it all at one time. But I'm not going to hold my breath if it comes to PC first. Um, but that's cool. Final one here real quick, Mav. 2024. We already talked about everything that we kind of know. We've already seen the start to 2024 better start than even 2023. 
Um, off, we, we, we said it time and time again that we thought this had potential to actually beat 2023, even without the big heavy hitters being uh, that 2023 had. Man, if there was a rumor going around right now, grain of freaking salt. This is an Ubisoft LinkedIn account, okay? But we take it from everywhere in speculation town. Don't matter. Came out this week, uh, Ubisoft employee on LinkedIn, of course, it's been corrected now, had put on a LinkedIn that Assassin's Creed Red, the one set in Japan, Samurai and Ninja options, the one I'm looking forward to a lot, was potentially releasing in 2024, Mav. Yeah. How the hell would that fit into this year? Let's say it's around fall. That'd be interesting. Uh, which oh, game again? Ubisoft Red. The oh, one yeah, that one. Yeah, okay. The yeah. Samurai Ninja one. Yeah, the big yeah. one. The big open one. The Japan one. one. Yeah, the Japan one. Bro. I mean, it that wasn't that... that it would make sense. Like, I think are they probably trying to make an, have an Assassin's Creed game come out every year going forward, maybe? I, uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. But how long ago was it when they did that big, like, roundtable thing on Assassin's Creed? Was that two years, two two years, years ago? ago? Yeah. It wasn't last year. I know that it had to be the year. And they, they had Mirage, which is a separate team, smaller game, right? right? But small game, still a. Yep, Red uh, was the next well, big one. It's not a small game, but small for Assassin's Creed these small days. Small for right? Assassin's Yeah, more like more like the original Assassin's. Yeah, yeah. Um, big one, Red. Right. So yeah, I guess it since this would be the big team since Valhalla, right? So Valhalla came out in Valhalla 2018. Well, 2018 as well? Oh, 2020. Because no, it was a lot. It was like came out the launch, yeah, launch year for the consoles, launch, right? Launch, yeah. So. uh yeah, yeah, it's so been four years. four years since then. I, I could see it possible. Maybe. I could see it. Formulate. I mean, they, yeah. they know what they're doing. I hope so. That'd be amazing. I would love to play Man. that game this year, dude. Ubisoft but they also have Star Wars, Star Wars Outlaws, Outlaws. And that. And they said Star Wars Outlaws is summertime, supposedly now. So and, we were right about that. And we got um, we got uh, the other... Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones is coming soon, too. We got Avatar that ended last year. Skull and Bones is coming. Star Wars Outlaws and then Assassin's Creed Red. Yo, that's a hell of a 12 months. Yeah. For Ubi. It is. Oh, and and throw in Prince of Persia. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. Crazy, man. Yeah, five games in 12 months. I I wonder how all these games are selling that they've put out. And also, they have X Defiant hanging soon. Uh, Supposedly, Prince of Persia is not. It's like I, I, I heard 200k this week or something. What? Like that. Yeah, that's 200 really 300K? Yeah, yeah, because people were freaking out about it going, What is going on? What? Yeah, Prince of Persia. What? What is, what is it? The Lost Crown, right? Uh, no, I don't, I don't, Sands of Time. Yeah. Sands of Time. No, that's not Sands of Time. No, no, that's yeah, not it's Lost time. Crown. Is the Lost Crown okay? Yeah, yeah. Lost Crown. Uh, uh yeah. sales. Yeah, sales. Uh, yeah, there was uh, some words going around. Prince of uh, Persia. Rumor. Let's see. Yep. Uh, yep. Three hundred thousand. Around three hundred thousand copies is is the word. Wow. Yeah. That's so good. That I I know. Again, not not my game but i don't care it's a great game i see the quality and the level yeah. i play like it's like they don't question and people are saying how difficult it is all the secrets that are involved like people are loving it but yeah they're saying run right on three hundred thousand copies yeah man yeah you know i i see mr waffle saying 300k isn't bad it just came out a few weeks ago in no. Pennsylvania. um but I, it might be bad to ubisoft 
that's the problem is yeah. Ubisoft, right? And they look at things way different, way different. Yeah. So it's like, people, but return on investment. I, expected, like, I don't know. Like, I would have expected coming close to like with, initial, with all the praise that got, hype. Yeah. I would have expected like a, a 750 million? to a million. Uh, like yeah. I was thinking a million. Yeah. Probably. Million. Yeah. Bro, that's like so small compared yeah. to. I mean, again, we be. don't know for sure, but that, yeah. that was the number being thrown around by a lot of people this oh, week. So I, it, I don't know. I hope that's not true because I yeah. want them to invest in more games like, like this. That. Yes. You yes, know, absolutely. and I'm not saying all Metroidvania games, but like different things other than their big, huge, massive games. I think it's awesome. So like if we don't support them or buy them, then that means we don't get them. Yep. And other publishers look at this stuff too, right? Like, mm-hmm. You know, oh, they may have an idea for a game that was kind of the scope of something like this game. It'd be like, well, you know, that that other game didn't do so good, you know, that came out and, you know, there are, it can, it, it can lower their projections, you know, so they may decide not to invest in. Yes. Yeah, and we don't know the budget either. You're absolutely correct. Yeah. Right. I mean, again, that all comes into play. I just, that yeah. number just felt low with how much hype it had and how many people were talking about it. I just thought maybe it got closer to a million and, and you know, Z Black Rider, you're right. Any any game selling a million back in the day was considered good. Absolutely, those numbers. Yeah, but I know now a, with the budget, it's a it's Prince changed. of Persia game. Yes, made by is. a big time publisher, and it yep. was reviewed really well. Yeah, my expectations for after the first few weeks would be more than 300k. Uh, yep. Froggy says, "Was that Steam number sales numbers?" No, supposedly that was. I mean, again, this was all secondhand. This was all just. Yeah, maybe it's not including digital sales and stuff on yeah. consoles. And I mean, I love, I love to hope so. I just had yeah, to throw that in there because know. that was the number I saw this week. I was like, "Yo, what?" So yeah. I mean, I, yeah. pl- I played it on Ubisoft Plus. So right, right. I don't, and again, I don't, it is available there, the so you got to take yeah. that into consideration, right? So yeah, I don't want. I know a lot of people many... have invested in Ubisoft Plus. It's Xbox a good time a to it's a good time it. yeah. to get it right now, you know. Um Star Wars Outlaws comes out, that's probably when I'll hop on. I think mm-hmm. we'll see. I can't wait for Star Wars Outlaws. Anyways, Mav, we don't do this too often, but we had you and I just did an episode of Living Split Screen right here. Oh, was it did we go like four and a half hours? Four and a half. Four and a half, bro. Four and a half. Yeah. I'm sorry. We don't do that often at all. Hell no, man. We had some great conversations. That's what it's all about. We have some great conversations. We had a lot to talk about. Obviously, there was a lot of stuff this week. Obviously, we are excited for the new games drop. We had a lot to say about Suicide Squad. So, no, I loved it. Chad, I hope you all loved it. Whether you stayed here five minutes and you're already gone and you're never going to hear this. Or you stayed the entire time. Nothing but love and respect for coming out here and showing me and Mav. Giving us your time, right? You guys are a part of this show as much as we are. So, thank you for being here. Uh, it's been a massive episode of PM to PM. Just a fantastic one. Um, love this Thursday night, man. Love it um, so much. And uh, we're going to get everybody out of here because Mav is hangry. And I'm kind of scared right now about what he might say if we talk about anything else. I, I I don't know at this point. So without further ado, the one and only Fun Speculation, a.k.a. Mav. Brother, we got Xbox Ultimate. What else you got going on? You're going to be streaming some more games. What are you, what are you going to be doing? I, I don't know. Um and I, I'm looking forward to find getting some food downstairs. I had I had a, I had a sandwich for lunch, but you know it's not holding me over too well. Um, yeah, um, yeah. I'm gonna I guess go downstairs and see if my wife's uh, mad at me for going four and a half hours tonight. And uh, 
She says, wait, are you actually hungry? I I actually am hungry right now. I'm I'm like fiending for some fucking snacks. I don't know why I'm so hungry. I really am super hungry. All I have is old stale animal crackers next to me, and I'm not gonna eat those. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, uh, maybe I'll stream some more games this weekend. I don't know if we're gonna be playing some more Suicide Squad um, mm-hmm. the next couple days or not. But uh, we have 10 p.m. Eastern time tomorrow's Xbox Ultimate. Uh, Monday we got FSP at 10 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Fun Pop will be a Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern and then back here Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern for p.m. in the p.m. Um, don't let the negative reviews of Suicide Squad fool you. That game has no right being a 63 on meta right now. That's yeah. absolutely mind-blowing, bro. The quality and shit there. Like, I, I've, I, I, you know, I'm just... I'm just a lowly old gamer with his own opinions, you know what I mean? But I've never played a game that looks like that and feels like that. That's that bad. I fucking don't They're understand. They're just trying to protect the consumers, Mav. That's all we they're trying to do. It's a parallel universe, bro. I I don't <laughs> understand. I don't understand. I think some okay. I think some mentality of the world has just shifted with the video games and all of a sudden people have different expectations <laughs> and that I don't understand whatsoever. Okay. We'll preach the good word. We'll I, preach the funness of what we we find fun, no matter what. We'll I do that here. fucking don't get it, man. I don't get it. Is what it is, man. Uh, but yeah, uh, where can everybody find you playing Hi Fi Rush? <laughs> no, I'm not playing Hi Fi Rush. Not a game for me. <laughs> I hate rhythm games. So You're not going to buy it on, that's not even on Switch Two. No, I'm not. Nope, not. I'm going to buy it. Um, I'm. I'll tell you this: if yeah. Hi Fi Rush comes to the Switch, I'm going to buy it on my Switch. Are you in a double dip? Nice. Yeah, I am. Good, good, good. I'm sorry if that offends you. Nope. Not you. Do it. Whoever Do it. else in the world that's offended. Hey, hey, we're not going to have another man rant. Calm down. Calm I'm down. Just um, no, I know. I know you are. Um, no, it's been a great night. Uh, again, everybody, thank you for being here. Um, this has been another fine episode of PM and the PM. Uh, you guys know the drill by now. You can find me, Pong Soul, on X, formerly known as Twitter. Pong so on the Xbox. Follow me. I'll follow you back as always. Um, of course, tomorrow night is Xbox Ultimate where the fam gets together. We get some new voices in there. We're going to talk a lot of uh, this stuff over there. Obviously, probably won't cover too much of the PlayStation uh, state of play because it is an Xbox show, but we're going to have a lot to talk about. So join us tomorrow night. It's going to be a blast as always. <laughs> 10 p.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time. Be there for that tomorrow night. Lots of laughs, lots of good conversations, though. Uh, and then, of course, Saturday mornings. That's right, everybody. Buckle up and get ready. The Splitters hype train is coming to a town near you. That's right. Steel and I will be live, raw, and uncut. 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 o'clock Central Time, Saturday morning. Living split screen. Split screen, all one word. And you should be noticing... Steel has been streaming a whole lot more uh, over on Living Split Screen as well. He did some uh, solo Suicide Squad today for y'all. Um, that's going to be a lot more of that, and there's going to be some uh, coast, you know, some streaming with both him and I on there. Uh, Grand Blue Fantasy Relink when we get to the multiplayer part, some Suicide Squad, Hell Divers Two, you know, whatever the case, we got a lot coming up. But be there every Saturday morning for Living Split Screen. Uh, it's just a badass time with me and steel we just keep going we do this same thing that mav and i just did um so stop there we'll get your energy right in the morning we'll take you to the afternoon every saturday on living split screen four plus hours get ready and then of course saturday nights the shop podcast ptk blams channel fuzzy belvedere myself and i believe who do we have this week we've got 
Joe. Joe is coming on. That's right. The one and only Joe is going to be there. I haven't talked to him, and I don't know how damn long, but obviously you've got to drop on by Saturday night, 9, uh, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 o'clock Central Time. Uh, best way to end your Saturday night. Great conversations. Uh, chill. Have us on the background while you're while you're gaming, um, but join us there. And then, of course, next week starts all over again. Xbox Factor on Tuesdays, Double Barrel Gaming is the channel. Boomstick is the man, along with my brother from another steel who is now on panel full-time and all the other great members over there who show up. 12 p.m. Eastern, 11 o'clock Central Time, every Tuesday, Xbox Factor for all good things green. And then back here, God willing, for... Another episode of PM and the PM with one of my favorite people in the whole wide world, even when he's hangry. One and only Mav right here next week. Same bad channel, same bad time. See you all. It's Golden Age of Gaming. Get out there, enjoy it. Especially now, this 2024 ain't stopping. It's so good. Play what you love, love what you play, and I'll talk to you all real soon. Have a great rest of your night. Mav, get us out of here, brother. Peace out, everyone. Bye. Bye.